there's this thing that I read about the other day. It's called the spice. Dude, uh, you eat it and basically you can see the future. Uh, so I figure like if we get it, we can basically see like if, if the cops are coming ever, we could basically eat some of this and we would know like the cops are coming, dude. Like, you'd know. We need to steal some. Yeah, that would be like the perfect, like the perfect ingredient. I mean, can you imagine like you'd eat some and be like, oh, I know the cops are coming around the corner in five minutes. And they'd be like, yeah, like right you want before. like four minutes and 30 seconds and you're gone and the cops come. Nothing. You know what I mean? Or like, you like know, like, oh my God, uh, there's going to be money on that. Like a, a bunch of gold is just going to be left there for like five minutes. You'd know. You'd eat a little bit and you're like, no, do we have to steal some? Yeah, uh, can you, is your squirrel suit like, is your school squirrel suit ready? We got to go to a desert, a, I guess. I don't know. A buddy was telling me about it. We got to go to like a desert. I don't know. We have to bring water or something. It's going to be hot and shit. Yeah. Like, I have, have to get the. How's, how's your squirrel suit in the desert? Do you sweat, do you sweat a lot? And it's pretty breezy. All right. That'll work. So I figure basically, I don't know. We got to figure out where the spice is, but you like, you'd basically like you'd catapult in or what? Like, uh, yeah, normal, normal do. routine. Drop right. in. And then basically DNI basically meeting on the ground. I mean, uh, yeah, West Engine fun. can scope it out for us. That's pretty cool. Uh, oh, yeah. that's his best job. That's what he I does. Feel like so now, I feel like sketchy. this is the plot of a movie that I'm thinking of, honestly. Like now I feel like my <laughs> friend was making this shit up. Like now I feel a little bit dumb because I feel like maybe this was not like a real heist. Maybe this was just like actually a movie. I could. I, I've Fuck. never heard of it. Ladies and gentlemen, I realize now that we are uh, we're live. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't think you know what's going on either. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about Dune. Obviously, I'm talking about a hit new movie, uh, Dune. Everyone's seeing it, except for everyone on this show. No one on this show has any idea what I'm talking about. It's pretty hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome, uh, Digga. I think you are Digga89. You are first, confirmed first in the chat, my friend. T-Ben, you are confirmed second. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Decoy Bacon, already in the house. Uh, welcome, my friends. Uh, change your chat if you would. Uh, you don't have to, obviously. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But uh, I would recommend you change it to live chat. You'll have a superior uh, chatting experience, I think. A little bit less filtered, and the comments come in in the right order. I can't even remember what the third benefit is, but uh, Smash, somebody will figure it out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys would like to hear us uh, in kind of podcast platform, go listen to us over on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know the drill, uh, Amazon Podcasts, all those different things. Uh, if you guys enjoy the show, honestly, if you are listening to this, because I, you know, I think it's probably going to be a great show, I'll probably podcast this episode. If you guys are listening to this after the fact, sort of in the future, Past me is asking you, could you guys please leave a positive review? That'd be really super helpful. Uh, I couldn't figure out, honestly, the other day how to leave a review on Spotify. But then again, I'm not a premium member. Maybe you have to be. But if you guys are members wherever you are and you listen to the Chronic Table podcast, that's the name, by the way, please leave a message. Or not, not leave my, well, you can honestly leave a message if you'd like to, but leave a, a positive review, hopefully. Uh, well, leave an honest review is even better. But uh, if you have a positive thing to say, please leave a review. Uh, that would be really helpful. Also tell your friends, folks, because, you know, I've said this before, I'll say it again. You know, cannabis shows are often sort of disadvantaged in the whole uh, algorithmic kind of thing, so they don't get really pushed. One of the best ways for you guys to help us grow, you know, as channels uh, is to basically tell your friends. You know what I mean? That's the, the honestly word of mouth is the, the, the easiest way, pretty much the only way in many cases for uh, cannabis folks to grow. So if you enjoy this show, if you enjoy other shows, tell your friends, tell your family, tell folks that you know that uh, enjoy cannabis and uh, all of us will be able to, to grow and, and get a little bit bigger. You know, you might ask yourself like, oh, I don't want my favorite channel to grow or whatever else, because then it will be something I want. Well, the thing is, in this world, basically, if you don't grow, you basically stagnate and people look at you like you're not growing. You know what I mean? Like, kind of have to grow. You know what I mean? So there's no such thing as like your favorite thing always staying like super tiny and unknown. You know what I mean? It's, I guess, I don't know, maybe that's a strange argument, but 
whatever. Everybody has to grow a little bit, I guess, is what I'm going to ask or uh, what I'm going to say. I'm already weird at the show. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, let's see here. We're going to have Hold a fantastic show with. Uh, Wait, I got something. Go for what? it. ABC, your way out of here if you're not 21 or older. Oh, that's right. I got all distracted. I was like, uh, I'm not going on a freaking uh, tangent, man. I'm going to rant, not like a dumb rant. Boys and girls, if you are under the age of 18 or under the age of 21, what am I trying? I don't even know. Am I like, have we not done the show for like two weeks that I like travel in time and like lose, like lose the capacity? Of speech now? Like now I can't even while. talk anymore. I'm like, that's right. We haven't had a guest. That's what it is. Sorry. We, we haven't had a guest. We're out of practice. We're like, how does this work again? What do we ask them? Like we ask them what they ate for dinner. I don't, I don't even know anymore. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to get back from the hang of it. We'll, we'll figure it out. What was I going to say? Uh, in a second here, we're going to drop the link folks. Same rules have applied as before when we've had guests. Uh, pretty much if you've been on the panel before, you're welcome. If you have not been on the panel before, please wait until after the, the guest. You know, maybe she'll like to hang out a little bit later. That's cool, too. But, you know, for the guest part of the, the, the show, we're going to be pretty selective about who we let on. I think I have, like, wet lips. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be selective about who we let on, just so we kind of avoid trolling. For example, Potent, he's super welcome. Uh, and again, this is not because you guys are unwelcome, but, you know, we want to sort of uh, keep the, the, the discussion, uh, you know, cohesive and all that kind of stuff. After the, the guest is gone, you guys are absolutely welcome to hang. So I'm going to post the, post the link here in a second. Uh, if we don't recognize you, I'm just not going to say anything about your, I'm not going to approve. What's up, Potent? I'm not going to approve or disapprove because that bans you from the, the Zoom room. So. Folks, use your best judgment. There we go. And uh, come on, worky thingy. We might be able to set up a waiting room, too. That's right. I forgot all about that. Why is my chat not working? This is absolutely bizarre. Do I have the right? Okay, this is kind of weird. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm having a, a freaking problem with my chat. In a second here, there will be a link. Let's move on. Uh, by the way, uh, she's lighting a joint, so we'll move on to D. D, my friend, uh, what's going on? Welcome. How are the brains? What's going on, buddy? Um, yeah, you are breaking up. Uh, Can tight. I break it up? Comcast. Really? Yeah. Oh, like Sumi said, if you're under 21, get out. You're not allowed to be in here. Get the beep out. <laughs> anyway, what's going on, chat? What's going on, panel? I'm smoking on some, as always, the. Uh, um, Whatever it is, shit. Yeah, I'm already stoned. I, I can't remember. And everything else on uh, Morgana. And yeah. So cheers, everybody. Let's get on with the show. Get this going. Man, hopefully, it's not breaking up too much. I don't know. I can't figure out what else could be uploading or anything else right now. So I'm trying to quit anything that's. Uh... You sound good now do i now all right well yeah. hopefully it'll stick together uh ladies and gentlemen if something does go wrong please let me know yeah my, i still haven't gotten my youtube chat up so i can't say hello to folks but uh hello everybody hope you guys are uh, enjoying the show so far or at least uh, uh sitting back and relaxing pardon me getting something nice to puff uh what was i going to say oh the new month of uh, photo contest is up before we move on to the show uh, ladies and gentlemen if you guys have not participated before if you have participated before Welcome. A new month is a new you, a new chance, new everything. Uh, you guys are welcome to participate. You are welcome to uh, 
be creative. Honestly, in fact, I encourage it. Be creative. Last month's winner definitely didn't have some big ass fancy camera. They didn't have some you know crazy wow. hassle ladder or any of that kind of stuff. Like it's always D co winners, man. Cell phones, pretty much. I don't even think it's like some fancy new iPhone. Exactly. See, if it is an iPhone, so you guys can all grow and you're like, oh, he's an iPhone, man. But it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. freaking one of those. Well, I have an iPhone too, so I can't like work too much. But anyway, you know what I mean. Uh, oh man, those Apple people, dude. Am I right? This the guy talking on an Apple computer right now. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, you don't have to have some kind of a fancy camera. You do have to have a creative eye, basically, and you also have to grow or make or create the thing that you're taking a photo of. So it was very easy for D. He grew some flour. Actually, you know, thanks very much for growing some Morgana. That's uh, thanks to uh, uh, my breeding from uh, Fumidoro Seedco. Uh, I, I'm glad you liked it. But he, uh, he grew some Morgana, took a picture of it, and folks liked it and uh, voted for it. He, he uh, co-won last month's photo contest. Ladies and gentlemen, that could be you, too. Throwdown, you guys have, uh, I don't remember, I think exactly like 30, no, 29 days from today or 28 chances. It's one post per day you guys have a chance to do. So Throwdown, ladies and gentlemen, it'll be fun. You know, you want to, uh, I guess the introdu introduction has been so long that I might uh, wait on the, the website for a little bit. But folks, uh, go check out fumidoro.com. Uh, don't forget uh, coupon codes BRAINS for 14% off, bikinis for Siberia for 14% off, and uh, laser snake. Also for 14% off, ladies and gentlemen, uh, go take a look. Uh, you know you want to smash. What's good, my friend? Uh, what's the, what's the good word? Uh, what's 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 going on, man? What's new? Much just hanging out, man. You know, same shit. Got the garden going. Um, things are looking good. Thing. Um, auto flowers coming down. Photo periods going up. Fuck. Oh, uh, November 12th, 13th, and 14th, I'll be at the Harvest Cup working. So if you want to come by and you're in Mass, uh, Worcester DCU Center, the Harvest Cup, I, I've been there a couple of years ago before the shutdown, and it was a really fun time, a bunch of good breeders. Um, I met Jinx, I actually met Subcool at one of them, um, a bunch of other cool breeders were there, So and other companies. It's just a good time, it's like a typical conference, don't expect anything like, like you're going to learn a lot, just people trying to sell you shit, but it's a good like, like, uh, what's the word? So, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like get together to like meet people. But yeah, cheers. That's all I got. Right on, Smash. They finally got the uh, chat uh, running. Welcome, Richard D. Uh, welcome, my friend, as always. Uh, cheers, Atomic. Uh, cheers. Who else is in here? Trey's in the house. Uh, what's going on, folks? Gray's in the house. Uh, welcome, everybody. Coffee pot. Cheers, folks. Uh, Potent. What's going on, man? Uh, wandering back and forth like a ganja samurai. What's what's the good word? What's up? No, I'm just cooking. I got a, I got a turkey. I got bacon strips. We got more bacon strips. We got more bacon strips. We got so more like vegetarian, vegetarian this evening. That's it. So we're gonna be. I'm gonna. It's gonna get cold here in the next couple of days. So I figured, fuck it. It's time to make a turkey. There you go. Right on. I've said that before. Like for some reason, America, like we eat a ton of turkeys, but they're all on Thanksgiving, and I'm just yeah, like, and then also turkey breast the rest of the year. But I'm like, like yeah, 20, man, like, what's wrong with the rest of the year? It's, it's a like freaking it's delicious bird. Yeah, for like twenty cheaper and easier. You get like you know eight, twelve meals out of that turkey. It's like way cheaper. It's like two, three bucks a meal. Not to mention, it's a dinosaur, and they would have happily eat us, eaten us if they were bigger than us. Yeah. You could say like I don't know a mammal or whatever would like feel remorse, but dude, like dinosaurs, they just totally. Eat. Also, Have you guys uh, ever seen a chicken? Have you ever seen chickens? Like if another chicken gets like a little bit of blood on it, holy shit, it's on. It's like it's on, man. I've seen uh, the ones that they have to have blinders on. 
You see, you see, they're a little bit brutal, man. Uh, I'm not trying to defend eating chickens or whatever. No, 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 no. Maybe, maybe I should. Maybe there's a chicken conspiracy. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, let's get to uh, the actual meat of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to the guest. Uh, Five Sisters Farms, welcome. Uh, first time on the show, I think. Maybe you did pop by one time when when uh, Potent was on, but I remember Potent had you on the show. It was a fantastic show. I remember like uh, it was really fun to hear all the different... Um, how do I say it? I'm always really interested in different perspectives, especially different like outdoor growers. I mean, like I'm honestly jealous, frankly, of outdoor growing. Like plants are just, oh my God, they just, they just grow, right? Like it's just, it's such a lovely thing. So it's nice to hear about somebody growing organic, regeneratively. I know everybody would love to hear, because not everybody here knows who you are. I think they would love to hear who you are, how you grow. Uh, what's the story? You know what I mean? Like uh, what's, what's the word? All right. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm Here's- trying to get you guys were talking about birds and dinosaurs and I, I'm living with this little parrot. I'm trying to get him to come over to me so he can be on the show. Friendly dinosaur. But, yeah. Anywho, anywho, I am owner of Five Sisters Farm. I'm located on the Highway 101 down in Southern Humble, right at the Humble and Mendo County line. We are a bit... Uh-oh, that's going to be bad. Um we are a little different because we have tourism and camping at our farm. So we get to entertain a lot of people who are like, you know, curious about the Emerald Triangle, curious about growing. And it's been a lot of fun for me to have that exposure to some like, you know, novice, just people just curious, just learning about cannabis. And I think it's a Is cool this way one to murder get- mountain. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they Do they kill hurt. people here? Well, don't don't go. Nothing nothing to see there. <laughs> so sorry, um, I, I had to had to jump in on that one. Yeah, I mean it, it's a common question. So it is what you think. All those fun things that you think happen, they do <laughs> on these tours. They are hilarious. But um yeah, so I've been growing here in the area. This will be my 13th maybe 14th harvest um in southern humble and i've always been an outdoor grower um this year i have pursued my sudden earth certification i think i just got the email that i'm good to go i had to prove a few more things so that's an exciting um step i'm dragonfly earth medicine certified for the last i don't know three or four years and i got fully licensed there was a lot of a lot of hoops to jump through to get that license i was disqualified twice man i had to prove the fbi wrong about my background check it was all stuff so um yeah it's just been quite an adventure just really stoked to arrive at this place you know even even in this landscape i still feel really lucky to be able to do what I love and still have fun doing it and stay small enough that I can, um, manage it pretty much myself. So yeah, I'm just it's adorable. Well, so basically, I guess I'm jumping ahead of the story a little bit, but basically pretty much people were to stop by, like this is the kind of tent uh, that they would uh, uh, sleep in. Yeah. I have some bell tent set up fully. Furnished. Like an Airbnb set up, like people yeah. go on. Uh-huh. I list through hip camp. Yeah. Okay. Never heard of that one. Yeah. So I could list through, you know, more, but I stay pretty busy with that one listing and I like them a lot. So I just kind of stay with, with the people I list with. So I don't complicate things because it's enough. It's enough to do what I do and then add this whole 
this whole element, you know, it's fun. It definitely breaks up my day. I'm pretty isolated. here, So I get to, mm. you know, uh, meet more people than in this tiny, tiny town. <laughs> so, and it's fun to be like an ambassador, you know, it's fun to be a positive representation and also something that like relatable to what, um, somebody could do in their own landscape. You know, I do like a, a, a um, a polyculture type, um, garden to where it's just, it's actually aesthetically, you know, it, it looks beautiful as well as very productive. It's a gorgeous place. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling somebody about, uh, I want to say maybe a couple of weeks ago or something, I was saying, oh, I, I, I would like to have this cool guest on. And I was mentioning how, you know, she does this uh, uh, ganja tourism and everything else. And uh, my friend was like, oh, really? Is that kind of like wine tours or anything else? Like, uh, how do I say this? Um, you know, people are familiar basically with wine tours. They're familiar with certainly like wine tastings and everything else. But all the like legalities and the rules and everything with weed have been so different, you know, just all over the map, right? Like that's kind of where you'd like things to go, right? Like you'd be able to, on some level, be able in the future, maybe sample your weed and have people stop by, isn't it kind of? So I, um, I did win a grant. I did, I wrote a grant for that idea and, um, I won the trellis grant in two, 2020 and they gave, so the County was in support of that idea, but there's still a lot of, um, and there's more permitting I have to go through. And then once I get, I hold three local permits, then I can go for my micro business and then I can do the whole tasting thing. But there's workarounds, for instance, you know, I'm a half a mile south of the cookies lounge. So there's a consumption lounge, you know, really close to me and they could sell my product there. We could work together. There's this, there's an ice cream truck model where somebody could do a delivery service and then they, they could purchase from this delivery service. So, I mean, there's ways that we're exploring to have more tastings and we're actually like starting a winter working group to try to figure out how to have farmers markets down here in Southern Humboldt. And, you know, we're excited about these possibilities and I'm, and I'm positioned and I'm taking the steps to get to that point. And, you know, I hope to use it as a platform to support more brands than just mine in the area, because it's, it's more of a regional marketing that I want to do rather than just me, because I'm so small. You know, I'm, I'm really, I'm like just about 3000 square feet. So, um, you know, for me to have all these events, I could support, the, I could, I have the exposure and the outreach that I could support a lot more, um, you know, brands than just mine. By the yeah. way, welcome to the dinosaur. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm going to buy two, uh, buses. I'll pull one up and that will be the dispensary and then we'll pull the second one up and you can go smoke in it. Right. <laughs> It's similar. This ice cream truck model is pretty interesting. Um, and they've done a farmer's market in Mendo. So, I mean, it's, it's in development and, you know, it may be two years before I can get fully licensed to have the micro business and do all of it on site. But even then, you know, it's, they still just want me to sell my own. So I'd still need to, if to have to like to, for instance, I could feature all the dragonfly earth medicine farmers in the area, which there's a lot of us in Southern Humboldt, um, or all the sun and earth certified, or just like have a female grown farmer's market or something like that. I would need that secondary license of this ice cream truck model to bring the, those people's in. But, um, yeah, it would be cool. I mean, it, think about how it would like totally squash my carbon footprint if I could sell on site like that, you know, not have to ship it anywhere. 
I'm small that's something people forget about, right? Like how much, uh, just the weight of all the plastic and the glass and all that stuff and the shipping, just the, the, the gas that's required to ship it to your door so that you can finally put stuff in a package and then you ship it away. Like if you could just honestly sell it, like, I mean, to, like in a jar, like people talk about farmer's markets. That's one of the things that you can do in a farmer's market. You can have a, a bag with you to pick up your tomatoes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a long, I was really sad in California. They recently pulled together the, the three agencies. I was really proud to be licensed by the CDFA originally, like, you know, like any other farmer. And now we have our own agency that kind of got together with the BCC and me being a cultivator and not working in distrone processing. I didn't have to deal with the BCC really. I just had to deal with CDFA. And now that the three of them, uh, they're merged, I feel like they, um, you know, it's a little bit, it's a different mentality. It's not just like agriculture. I, I was hoping that we could stay as as normalized as possible but now we have our own special agency <laughs> i don't see why we should be just you know we should be the same but um you know what i what i really wanted to come on and kind of talk about as like as i'm opening up this space to do the tourism thing i'm also opening it up as a workshop space as a teaching like a teaching hub or um a lot of, I mean, anybody could rent it. So in that I, I have kind of my very first workshop that I did was with Chris Dyer and we raised money for the environmental protection agency, um, center. And so we were raising money for this campaign for save Richardson Grove project. And so he came, he taught this workshop. People had like an all-inclusive weekend. They camped, it was four days. They, and I was left with this big mural on my barn. And since then it's, you know, since I'm the first property you come to at the county line, it's kind of, and Chris Dyer's a pretty well-known artist. It's gotten some like a landmark recognition. And so I've had to um, ask him again, if I could use the, the artwork in my packaging, because it, it becomes like a place where everybody stands to take their selfies, you know, there it's, it's become such a, like, yeah, there we go. Such a part of the farm. And I feel like it represents sun grown a lot, the big, um, big winged sun. So yeah, I have, what I've come up with is I'm going to do a, a merch launch with teaming up with regenerative seed company. If you guys are breeders out there and I'm going to, um, do it, uh, emerge with him where we're going to do it live and we will, you'll get a, a hoodie and then 20 seeds of two different varieties, this sour cherry, and then this ruthless pineapple skunk. So that is really what I wanted to talk about is this merge and seed launch. So I can get this packet licensing for the packaging because that's my next step in this whole scheme of things <laughs> is getting this stuff in a branded package which I feel pretty lucky, you know, being as small as I am to have, have gotten this far with like, not a lot of help and not a lot of, you know, um, exposure. And so I'm hoping this, this recognizable art is going to make me stand out against the shelf, you know, on the shelf with, with his packaging. So I just opened up the wrong thing, but is this, uh, anything to do with the workshop that we were just talking about? Oh yeah. There was pictures. Yeah. There's Chris right that actually, that is him working on an original piece of art turned into like this big, there's a few other ones, but it was pretty cool to see him start because it was just a piece of wood and he just took 
spray, like leftover spray paint cans and just like finished it on these and let them drip down and then took pen and turned these like random drips into this like amazing piece of art with this fine line work. And it was, he worked on that while also doing that mural. He stayed for like seven to 10 days and it was pretty awesome. Can't remember. It was like the, the mural was for, I mean, the, the mural took four days and then the workshop was four days and then it was, yeah, two days of travel. And it, you know, when he came to my place, he had just come from Alex Gray's Cosm where he taught a workshop for $5,000. And then he came to my place and um, taught one for 500 for the kid who couldn't afford the other workshop, which I thought was really cool. And I guess what I'm saying is like, for me to want to start this workshop thing, you know, I, I started my very first one is where I donated all the money that I made to a good cause. And, and this, this packaging thing, you know, I have to pay for the licensing to get his artwork, to be able to like vectorize it and reprint it. And so I thought like, how can I launch this merch? Well, let's, let's take all these seats that I have and add them to, you know, I'm trying to add like a a extra value to it. So I can, Oh, okay. So I can, um, you know, pay the artist what he, what he deserves. I told you about those dinosaurs, man. I know. I'm telling you, he is, sometimes he nibbles, he's a nibbler. And so he gets really comfortable on my shoulder and starts nibbling on me. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm probably sound extra nervous because he's on my shoulder. <laughs> oh, because, uh, well, yeah. Like we were saying, you know, if, they, if they could eat us, they probably would. Parrots are nice, but, uh, I don't know. I bet they probably would. I don't know. What do you think? Smash. I bet parents would eat us. No, 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 so? no, 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 no. No. parrots so they get really <laughs> attached to what? their owners that's true and some can get very very defensive and some can be also trained to attack my best friend's mom growing up you would walk in the house and she didn't want you there she would snap her fingers and the bird come big macaw claws at you brad that's what I I'm mean, I, w- I would leave quickly if a bird, like a, a bird with big old claws and stuff, and plus it's colorful. So it's like a beautiful bird is like attacking you. I'd be, I'd be insulted. I'd be like, oh my God, like nature hates me. Like I said, run, I'd run the other way. It you took know? me a little bit to be able to go inside and like the bird not like come at me and stuff. It was really cool. But mm-hmm. I, I want a parrot really bad. This one's just sitting and he is very much attached to his owner. And there, it's a really sweet relationship. He like, hardly spends any time in his cage to where he actually like wants to go home to his cage. You like see him like, yeah, because he gets to hang out with us like everywhere. He's a good, he's a pretty good bird. Uh, is he going to be uh, doing the tour guide uh, portion of the, the cannabis tourism? Or is he going to be telling him? I don't know. I'm just joking around. Uh, how do I say so, this? I would... Go ahead, Smash. I'm just thinking, so you're working on producing seeds flower to be packaged with uh someone else's imagery like the one he put on their farm so i the image that is on the barn and which is like this big winged sun image okay so that is the image that i want to take and put on my packaging and on my merch okay and so i had to ask i felt compelled to ask the artist before I did that, <laughs> even though it's on my barn and it's custom to that. 
um, because, you know, I, I respect Chris a lot. And he gave me a a good price and he's willing to work with me on it. And so in order to pay him off, I thought, you know, it would be in order to like launch this merch line, I could join with my friend Josh over at the Regenerative Seed Company and sell the seeds I already have. I have seeds from last year, which is a cherry Kandahar crossed with an East Coast Sour Diesel. And then the Ruthless Pineapple Skunk is um, crossed with the Cherry Kandahar too. So, also nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh huh. And nice. so they would get you know, 20 of each kind and a sweatshirt, basically. I'm hoping for like a hundred bucks. I don't know. You guys tell me. <laughs> That's too much. No, because a good, a good sweatshirt nowadays is 40, 50 bucks with a good art piece on it. And then yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be embroidered. That's be definitely a- worth it. I would so- say. Cool. That that yeah. was my just so I can like launch this with and get Chris paid, and then I don't have you know I'm trying to like sell a whole bunch of them all at once with this seat, and then keep paid, and then I can do my own thing later. Recently, I had to ask. I asked an artist because I can draw and stuff, but nothing fancy dancy. And I asked had to ask an artist for like a I have an idea in my head. But I can't get it on paper or imagery. I just don't know why. So I had to meet. And he was like, yeah, 100 bucks. I was like, fuck yeah, man. That's perfect. And I'm trying to work with him. It's hard to start like a clothing company and stuff. Like you don't think about it until you really start like trying to do it. Yeah. I mean, for me, there's been, you know, I, I'm really lucky. I work with a great company and they are working with me a bunch. and. You know, Chris was really great. He got the vectorizing done for me. And so I feel really supported through the, the operation. And I feel like, you know, merch is hard to sell, but it's something that I feel like I need to have with these tours for sure. I, people ask me constantly, don't tip me like 40 bucks. If I had a sweatshirt there, they would buy something, you know, like people are trying to. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially being within the tourist market, it's, yeah. it's souvenirs. Everyone wants a souvenir when they're coming to visit somewhere. You know what I mean? Right. And so they take their picture in front of the barn with the weed and then they can take home a sweatshirt with that image of the barn on it. So that's what I'm thinking. Um, t-shirts or whatever. I just, I feel like I need to have something. And that, that's kind of sets my merch apart because Chris is a pretty well-known artist. I feel really lucky that he's, you know, willing to license that, that custom piece to me. He was grateful I asked first. <laughs> I mean, it's actually a good thing that you asked because if you notice, uh, there was a copyright sign on it. Let me see if I find that in a second here. Uh, he put his name and stuff. Any yeah, he put his name. Well, not just his name, but he also put... Uh, 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 here, I'll show you guys in a second. Um, okay, Grant. Oh, that doesn't show it. Let's see here. That shows it right there. Dyer 2018. Uh, okay, it doesn't show the little C symbol or whatever, but realistically, like if he ever got annoyed about it, that someone else was basically monetizing his work, he could totally go after them. And basically that would be a massive headache. Even if in the end, maybe he only wanted a settlement or anything, you know, like his lawyer might just go full ham and uh attack her for example for basically like putting his artwork on their packaging and stuff like you know this is kind of stuff i think a lot of people don't think about you know like she was really smart to ask first yeah first of all that was the honorable thing to do like let's just be honest that was honestly the honorable thing to do because i don't know what the circumstances of him putting the 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 design on there but like you know at the time the artist was like no this is going to be really awesome here you know this is what i do this is going to be awesome here but it didn't occur to him like oh this is going to be monetized as 
whatever, you know, matchbook covers or something or matchbox covers or something. But if she asks, then the guy can totally say like, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. And they can come to an arrangement. Like that's the way to do it, honestly. Yeah. And he was really kind about it. It was like not a big deal. And he answered right away. Like I, you know, honestly, the whole experience with Chris was like so surreal because I just kind of cold called him. And was like, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, doing this workshop. I want to raise money for Save Richardson Grove because Richardson Grove is a portion of State Park that is on the highway where the red, the old girls redwoods like come down on the highway really narrow and you kind of have to weave through them and they want to widen that, which I mean, it's a big old ordeal. There's so many reasons why they want to widen it. But um, so that's only like a half a mile north of my house. And we, when I first moved in, we like hung like a big sign on the highway 101 with earth first. It was like a big, um, the sheriff came and like tore it down and everything. So when I came, you know, when Chris, I told Chris about this a few years later and, um, he was totally open to it. He was already coming to the United States because he lives in Canada. Um, and I was, I totally was like shocked and did not expect him to even answer me or say yes. And like when it was all happening, it was like so surreal. I could not even believe it. And so, I mean, that to me every day, when I like, when I stand at my kitchen sink, I look out and I see that mural, it totally reminds me, like, you just got to ask sometimes, you know, you just kind of have to like put it out there. And to me, it was like, seriously, I was so shocked <laughs> that he was like, yeah, I'll come. and it just worked out. I mean, it, it took a lot of work. I had to get it catered. You know, it was funny. Like my water broke at that time. It like, I definitely, it was, it was a lot to have all those people on my property for the first time, like them really dependent on me, but it worked out. He was a total angel, total champ. We had like some pretty spiritual experiences with this like giant giant stag that we saw i mean the whole thing is like seriously so dreamy i could get way out there with it but i'm not going to tell the whole story but it is like really i don't know how long you have but this show actually goes for a while we enjoy those stories frankly yeah we enjoy the cool ganja stories people would love you to hear those stories honestly if you're willing to share it oh my god have a website also someone was like where will these be available when when they are okay so we are gonna go um the second week of November. So like two weeks, we're going with regenerative seed company and that's when we're going to do the pre-sale. So once we do that pre-sale and we get Chris paid. And so we're going to pre we're going to do a pre-order. I'm going to ship them out by the first week of December. Then, um, then they'll be available on the website, but first we're just going to order a bunch so I can and do the seed thing. And then after that, they're not going to be available with the seeds. We're just doing this like one month promo with Regenerative Seed Co. And that's going to launch in, I have to ask him the date, but if you guys know, that's Dutch Blooms and the Regenerative Seed Company. So um, does that make sense? So we're going to do this like pre-order for the month and then they're, they're going to ship out December. Then after yeah. that, they'll be available on my website, which is fivesistersfarm.co.co. And they'll be available there for purchase without the seeds. But if you want to get them with the seed deal, we'll have to go. We're, we're going to order them through Regenerative Seed Company. Both are cool. The, the sweatshirts are cool enough, honestly. Uh, what do you expect from those uh, crosses? Like, what, what are you looking forward to? I'm really looking forward. I love sour. I grew sour mostly for like all my black market days. I was That was the thing that I grew 
And so, um, you know, I was stoked to find a, an old, like a real true sour clone. And this cherry can to heart. I mean, it's a hilarious story. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys that I was, you know, just surrounded myself with these people who were like, oh my God, you're living the dream. Everything's awesome. Your garden's so beautiful. I seriously leafed. Like I watered, I cared, I loved on this cherry Kandahar male. (laughs) He was just like in the garden. Just like, I kept looking. I'm like, man, that one's standing up so strong. Like it caught my eye all the time. I took my friend's picture in front of it. Like did not see it, (laughs) did not see it till it was too late. It was fucked you guys. But Hey, I have these beautiful little like sour seeds now and you can really tell the difference so he's a happy accident basically it was honestly i mean i'm stoked i have like sour forever now and these i mean i know what like kim and sour look like they're like small and round you know they're not like big old nuts they're like and i mean they're fully they are fully mature 100 but you can they are definitely leaning the pineapple and the sour both got you know pollinized from the same male and their seeds are so drastically apart. And when I look at those sour seeds, I get so happy because they, they're like, they're round. I don't know how to explain it. And they're, and they're like dainty. And I'm like, Ooh, these are going to be, I was happy that they were leaning. They recognizably sour to me. <laughs> it's really fun to see the, uh, the differences in uh, seeds. And I haven't had enough, uh, I haven't had enough of the old land race strains from seed to remember. Like some of my friends will say, oh, that looks like a hay seed or whatever. I just can't take their word for it because I've never grown that from seed. Uh, but it's fun to see, like, I have some stuff that are literally black. Like I've heard people say, oh, you, you know, sometimes you have these black seeds. And I, I, you know, I knew that it was probably true, but I'd never seen it. So I was like, I'm really curious if that'll happen. Sure enough, I've got these like, black seeds. And when you really zoom in, like with a microscope or something, you can actually see, no, no, it's not completely black. There's, you know, the veins and everything. But so interesting and then you have other ones like i have the silago of the bat they're like zebra striped they just they look like zebra seeds and all kinds of different uh, sizes morgana are big old fat seeds and like so there's some seeds that are just tiny tiny little like uh, sesame seeds honestly anyway yeah there you go d right there welcome back potent by the way uh do you have any questions for the you're even wearing he's got to have questions he's wearing the official question asking shirt for the regenerative organic cannabis that's the people that run that website uh, Putin, yeah. any questions for our uh, a guest? Something you forgot, perhaps, on your own show? I don't have a question, but I did want to say that Season is uh, one of the big people that helps put on the Humble Regen Conference. So um, she helps do a lot of the hard work on that stuff and helps make it happen for us on the ground out there and for Josh. So shout out to her for all that and all the hard work she's done to help uh, bring the community together over the years. Thanks. Uh, what's that like? I mean, I've, I've heard nobody, how do I say this? Um, it's like the funnest club that I think anybody's ever heard of. Like everybody that ever goes there just says nothing but the nicest things about all of those regen conferences. And that you know, potent's always saying, Oh my God, you have to go to the regen conference. You absolutely have to, uh, what's it like to, to kind of be part of that? So it was really cool because the first year we went to Portland and we just kind of like, ambush Josh and Layton as Wendy Kornberg and I drove up there and Wendy and I had never met. Like I was like looking for like a ride share and I was like, girl, we ended up like staying the, the same hotel. I was like, girl, you've never met me. You're like letting me in your car and sharing a hotel room for me with me for like days. Like, wow, you're brave. And we, you know, made friends. 
of course she's rad. Um, and so when we, um, we just kind of talked them into coming to humble and they did, which also, again, leap of faith, just, you know, got to ask when you want something to happen. And they came down and did the conference at this tiny little school, our like, our like little hippie school or a little like, um, God, what is it called when you're a charter school and called beginnings and I have pictures. Hold on. I'll find them. Yeah, it was sweet. I went to it one was, of those schools for a little bit. It didn't last long, but I went there. So like it's and they have like a big community center called the Octagon and lots of different things happen there. So that's a nostalgic place to start off. And then so that one went really well. And then the next year they sell the tickets and they just keep selling the tickets and selling the tickets. And when they call and and right away I'm like, dude, that room only has like capacity of like maybe 130 people like and so when they call they're like you know we need to get chairs for 225 i was like we cannot fit in that building and i like scrambled 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 and went across the street to this church actually that's like across the street from the one log there's like a youth camp behind the gas station there and i went over there i knew they had a big hall and I just like basically begged the owners because we're like, you know, tiny little neighborhood down here. There's only like 10 houses. So that I'm like knocking on their door like, uh, guys, could we emergency have this really nice soil conference? Don't worry. Just a science conference, guys. <laughs> not going to be a problem. We will not fuck up your church. We promise. <laughs> so they're like, OK, season. And so like scramble make it happen. And we took everybody to like freaking soil church. There was like big cross. I mean, and it was hilarious because we were like, we dabbed in that building. We were, I was so worried that I was going to get in so much trouble. I was like, you guys, I have to live with these people. These are like my neighbors, but they're cool. We did a good job. You know, they let us come back the next year. They're going to let us come back again. So I guess it's not too bad. Always have like, they always have a hall and they're pretty cool. Like they let AA meetings in there. You know what I mean? They'll let almost anyone in it. Like they don't mind. Uh, that's no, they, usually where I know everybody, but yeah, they all, they ask you all kinds of weird questions and stuff. My mom uh, taught lessons at a church or in several different churches and uh, she would always basically rent the space, but sometimes they were really chill, but sometimes they'd be like, and what are you going to be doing there? And so and such and such and such. And what if blah, 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 blah. And she'd have to answer like sometimes weird <laughs> questions, but. Most Probably of the time, pretty chill. Throw, like, yeah, six days of the week, concerts. the church is empty, right? Yeah, like so, in a church, like hardcore music. Like they would, they loved it. They just wanted the money. Like it was cool. They just want to make sure you're not like. Go ahead, sorry. This particular location um, hosts the Redwood Run, which is like the Hell's Angels, like Kiwanis, like fundraiser for Toys for Tots. So they they're definitely cool with like party because they let that happen there. Yeah, that's like the lakefront. We used to have the Toys for Tots there. there it is. I found it. It's always fun. Yes. That's a yeah, beautiful that's building, a, though. That's Dr. Robert Schaus talking on that one. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. It was like over St. Patty's Day, I remember, because there was a big rainbow at the building. Remember that? On St. Patty's Day, there was a huge rainbow there. It was fucking awesome. There's only one other place that I've been that you can sit down and listen to people talk about like soil and other stuff. Um, and it was actually the Harvest Cup. I, I want to get out to a regenerative conference. I haven't been able to 
Wow, yeah. You sound like the fun ones, honestly, uh, smashed them. And of course, your mileage may vary if you grew in an exclusive cocoa or something, if you're listening. Probably not the right conference, but I think Smash would enjoy it. You know, I think the, 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 uh, what was I reading about the other day about people sharing worldviews? You know, that's a weirdly important kind of thing for uh, friendships, for, for uh, relationships, for anything really, even for families. People have to share a cohesive worldview. And that's not something that you often maybe think about. I haven't really thought about it too many times that I've started to think about it now. I'm like, this is very interesting. It's like, you know, Venn diagrams of actual worldviews, right? So for example, there are some people who don't really give a shit if you throw plastic on the ground or anything else, right? And then some people are kind of viscerally horrified by that. Among those, you know, horrified people, I think some of those are the the regenerative kind of agriculturalists, you know what I mean? People who would like to put back and blah, blah, blah. So those folks, when they get together, holy shit, it's uh, peas in a pot, you know what I mean? So I think honestly, on some level, you know, this is me speaking for you, but if you're looking for a conference, I think that would be a fun one, you know what I mean? I've said before that probably one of the funnest shows uh, it's still a show, so it's still kind of, you know, it's capitalistic and everything else. It's probably the Emerald Cup. But as far as like uh, an event, I've heard nothing but good things about the, the Regen Conference. And uh, uh, everybody that goes there talks about how many just crazy seeds they got there and how many friendships they've got and all this different stuff, you know? So it's like... Uh, you guys got to come down. The one good one we have on the East Coast is the Harvest Cup. They have like two, they rent the whole DCU center out. So there's a whole expo like where you can walk around and they rent the halls out too. And they have people speaking. I, I didn't even ask the guy who was speaking this year, but this is the the most entries we've ever had for the East coast. I'm on the East coast. I'm the only one like on like the East coast of the United States. So like, we're just kind of getting legal. Like we, we just legalized in what 2016, 2015, 2016. So like we, our events are kind of just starting other than the freedom rally in Boston think started in 89 or something crazy like that. Oh. Trayvalone asking the uh, real questions. Does the regenerative conference end up degenerative? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Cheers, mailman. What's up, good buddy? <laughs> yeah, uh, the, I can't even remember the joke I was going to make. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, what's it like uh, developing like ganja tourism? Because I was actually talking to my buddy the other day and and, and how do I put this? Like, uh, none of that exists, right? Like, not, well, okay, it, it hasn't existed until bit. now. A little bit, I guess, but you kind of have to know people and everything else. Like, what's it like, like from the bottom up, basically building it? So, for me, because of my location and my outreach to the two festival sites that are on either side of me, that my property's nestled in between the reggae on the river, mm-hmm. right? Oh. Which is like iconic cannabis you know mecca for so many people and then on the other side is northern knights music festival which is actually partnered with the emerald cup and they do like a cannabis similar to like they do like a farmer's market type thing where you have booths and you can go buy stuff similar to what the emerald cup does with their um farmer booths so with my familiarity with like, you know, all the people coming to the area and knowing that I was going to have this cookies lounge next door, I knew, and me being so small, I knew I had to diversify my farm. And so way back, you know, I, we, I put in my permit in 2000, December, 2015, and I put tourism in it, but they didn't have a land use ordinance for cannabis tourism. So they gave me, you know, all sorts of other stuff but I was not allowed to do tourism. And um, my little loophole was listing on hip camp. And I knew, so 
my background, I have a background in community gardening and was a nonprofit outreach work, you know, teaching kids about living soil, you know, you know, how to grow vegetables, how to cook vegetables. So I, I knew how a garden could be used as a community development tool and also as an, an, an outreach, you know, education tool. And so I really wanted to diversify my tiny little garden. My, my property's kind of, it's only four and a half acres and it's kind of terraced in a weird way. I knew I couldn't really expand my growing, um, square footage. And so I had to expand what I could do with that growing square footage. And so with my dragonfly earth medicine certification, there's also an educational requirement that we have to do educational outreach. So with this tourism, by allowing people to come stay with hip camp, um, I was able to stack all of that up and use it as a way to make money, a way to do consumer outreach, a way to check the box of my educational outreach for my certification um, and preserve our small heritage farm practices. Just get, just let people know how to ask for us, like get people really comfortable with the, with the vernacular and engaging with their bud tender on how to ask for small family farms or know which ones come from the area um, you know, giving people access to something that they, as I'm really, really, really refreshed to see that a lot of the consumers understand that the culture is kind of being snuffed out by the corporations of California right now. And so they themselves want to come take a glimpse as if we're like a melting glacier or something up here, you know, like they kind of want to like take a glimpse because it's like, to meet somebody who existed in prohibition and now has gone legal, that's an interesting time of history. And for a lot of people, they just want to have, and they want to ask questions. And so not a lot of people were ready to give people that form of access. And I, and I was, and just because of my location, it's right on the highway 101. And, you know, I knew I reach a hundred, uh, 1.8 million people drive past my place, wow. you know, summertime. So I thought, man, if I could capture 1% of those people, I could really reach, you know, a lot of the California consumer base. And, you know, I'm doing that not just to promote Five Sisters Farm, but really to promote the small farms of the Emerald Triangle, because there's just not a lot of other agencies doing that for us, you know, so that the tourism really, you know, I, I've gone to some other farms. There's two other farms in Humboldt County who have got who have gotten the tourism permit. Um, and they have a very designed tour where, you know, imagine if you went to like the Pepsi Cola, you know, like people people take facility tours a lot. You people go to like beer tours, even like you said, wine tasting and stuff. So, you know, they, and that's a pretty design, you know, they give the spiel, they, they, you know, they're like, kind of like eyes on me, you're walking through the da, da, da. okay, bye, have a nice day. For me, I am really allowing people that I keep it really open. I'm allowing people to ask me questions. I'm observing people in there. I'm allowing people to literally camp and kind of like explore the garden the way they want to for a couple of days if they want to. And I'm out there working, you know, like we get, we have so much fun. And to me, I'm, that gives me a way better learning opportunity to engage with this consumer base that we don't have access to because of the way the distribution model has been made. 
Um, and so for me, I'm learning a lot and what it's given me a lot of confidence to keep doing what I'm doing, because even though most people tell me there's not a lot of value added to have these certifications or people don't think that growing regeneratively, you know, makes a difference. And from what I'm learning from the, the, the advertising dollars that are being, you know, pushed towards regenerative, but also just the consumer base that they, that they do want to know how to ask for it. I, it, it makes me confident that I'm doing the right, you know, that I'm giving the people a good choice, you know, and, and, and an alternative choice. I'm helping people to know how to ask for that choice, how to identify that choice. And, um, hopefully that supports a lot more farms than just mine. You know, I, I try to have the business model of, you know, I, I want to promote my competitors because, you know, lifting them up, adding value to them adds value to me. And so that's, you know, with this tourism thing, that's really, it, it's a really unique opportunity for me to learn and for the visitor to learn. Just instead of writing this down, I'll ask you right away. Uh, how are you so, uh, how do you manage to be so collaborative and so kind of community oriented? Because uh, anybody in the cannabis scene as uh, uh, potent, I think knows what I'm talking about. There's quite a bit of, uh, but not even backstabbing, front stabbing, side stabbing, belly stabbing, neck stabbing, lots and lots of stabbing, right? So how are you able to be not a front stabbing, you know, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know how, you know, I've had a lot of examples. I've had a lot of love in my life. I've had a lot of examples of unconditional love. Part of the five sisters, actually like the fifth sister. So it's it's me and my two biological sisters. And then the fourth sister is the woman I grew up with since I was a kid. Her dad is the one who developed all this property. And I actually came to work for him. And the fifth sister is the female plant. But the female plant holds the space for the sisterhood of unconditional love. and. For me, I feel like we we reach our our highest potential when we let love rule. You know, it's like so much easier. Like the when you have the power of like love, you you just there's not you don't even engage. You know, you don't even it's like and that and and honestly, like people they scratch their head like, man, you want a grant, man you know, Chris Dyer's like, yeah, girl, you can use my license. You can use my artwork. You know, like I mean, I, I somehow I got in a magazine that's like decades of Humboldt's best, you know, they're like five sisters farm. I'm listed as the best, you know, it's like, I, sometimes I even ask myself like, geez, Louise, how do I, you know, I feel like there's times when I feel like I'm really, really struggling. But then when I look back on like what it looks like on the surface, it looks, you know, I can see how people think that it's charmed or whatever. And I can only give that power back to like just yielding to like, just always trying to be super loving and super caring and super, you know, I watched a documentary on, um, I think his name's David Geffen of Geffen records. And he, his motto was to like be super dedicated and like super loyal and super, supportive and just like let the artists do their thing and like he became like the most powerful record person you know and it was like man there's an example of somebody just being letting well, some shine yeah the so record rich, yeah. the record labels are really cutthroat and they take advantage of younger artists that are just learning that don't have parental guidance sometimes and shit it's that that 
that dude, the music industry is crazy. Right. But then I don't know. Watch that documentary on Dave Geffen, though, because even though it said that he like yelled a lot and that he was like, you know, could really stand up. But he was usually standing up for his artists and like really trying to give them their power back. It's like somehow when you give somebody power instead of trying to control power, then you get more powerful. I don't know how it's the same thing with love. It's like the, it's the love- perspective of, uh, I was saying this when breeder Steve came on because honestly, breeder Steve didn't seem to be one of these kind of, I don't know. I don't even know front stabbing people. He basically, he congratulated me when I was, it's like, Oh, I just started the seed company. He was one of the very few seed breeders until this day who said anything positive. And he was just like, Oh, it's just congratulations. I wish you the best of luck. And I said, gosh, that's a position of like abundance. You know what I mean? Like it's a position where a rising tide lifts all boats instead of we all kind of basically cut each other up until basically there's nothing left. You know what I mean? And I mean, how do I put this? Like, that just seems so silly to me. My music just came on or something. I don't know if you guys hear that. Anyway, uh, it just seems so silly that that uh, people would be that way because that there there doesn't seem to be any external reason for that. That seems to be all internal from kind of the cannabis culture that people have to rip each other off, be mean to each other. Uh, you know what I mean? Like there's there's really no reason why people can't just work together and collaborate. Uh, there's plenty of industries where people actually do this. Coot was saying just the other day about how incredibly welcoming the mushroom community is. And my, you know, I remember I actually I said to him, oh, well, there's, you know, there's probably not as much money in mushrooms. And I immediately responded, what the fuck am I talking about? There's, yeah. obviously there's plenty of mush- money in mushrooms, you know what I mean? But there is obviously a very conscious difference in the entire culture. Even honestly, of course, everyone knows that there's an underground you know, black market uh, mushroom culture, right? And even that seems to be somehow a little Mellow. bit mellower, yeah, than a lot of the cannabis stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Just as just as an example, right? Maybe it's a bad example, but even still. no, it's not. I mean, I think it's also the world's changing a little bit around like everyone too. Technology's getting way more advanced. People are getting glued to like phones and social medias and stuff. So. I don't know our world's changed within the last 20 years our world's kind of flipped upside down like we went from no technology minimal technology i should say not no minimal technology to fucking drones fucking people flying like drone pilots and shit is it uh, actually yeah now that i think about it is uh humboldt county is very much positioning themselves like in terms of cannabis and cannabis culture is like this mecca but are you guys potentially like a, a new uh, uh, maybe Mecca is the wrong word, but you know, whatever you like a, like a, like a hub basically for people trying to get kind of back to the land and kind of sick of the whole, you know what I mean? The, the, the technologization, yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody, you know, including yeah. me is addicted to their cell phone and on and on. Like, is it, is it a place where you can go and kind of chill out amongst cannabis plants? You know what I mean? There's uh, definitely a marketing campaign called America's Cannabis Heartland. And that is a marketing campaign put on by like the Southern Humboldt Visitors Bureau. And so there, and that's going to be a nationwide campaign. They just did a commercial for it. And so, um, you know, I definitely, the the most people who come to visit, it's interesting. I, the most people who come to visit me through hip camp, honestly, maybe only 40% of them are interested really in the cannabis. Most of them are coming to the area because they want to um, take the Avenue of the Giants bike ride. They, they, they have some epic hike. You know, they have some epic or, or a solitude detachment. 
thing where they want to go sit in the forest for a while. So most people have come here with an intention of experiencing the outdoors and leaving that behind, but they really appreciate the fact that I'm right on the highway. There's a coffee shop and a gas station and I have Wi-Fi. you know? So it's like a little bit of both worlds. And I feel like because we've had you know, a lot of different freedoms in Humboldt County. We, I know that we have the highest like number of artists per capita of any County, I guess. And so we get to definitely express ourselves and we get to hopefully I've found that my carving out my lifestyle here that I have my gardening, you know, like I get to stay home and I get to cultivate my land. I get to share what I grow with people. I get to share my passion with people that really inspires other people to want to pursue their passions. And so if anything, like, you know, it'd be cool. Just we, I mean, that would be a great honor if the people wanted to come here and, and, charge up you know like kind of decompress but also charge up at the same time and i, I think mean, there was a whole movement in the 20s i guess well it was probably between the the 10s and the 30s honestly where people basically were fed up with the mechanization of culture right like they you know first of all there were the triangle shirtwaist factory disasters where you know, women burned alive in these horrible factories where they were literally locked in in from the outside and like this this mechanization of you know money at all costs was basically really weighing on people so they literally tried to go back to the land they made pottery and freaking cooked their own food and on and on so you know i'm thinking like honestly people are you know people have been saying smash you're saying this earlier like and every conversation I have these days with somebody, people talk about like essentially kind of the coming end of the world, you know, on some level, you know what I mean? So like the idea of I'm exaggerating a little bit, but, you know, everyone's probably laughing a little bit because they know what I'm talking about. Like, uh, you know, a lot of folks are looking for a place to decompress and, you know, potentially, honestly, even just go fuck off and you know retire and relax somewhere peaceful. But at the very least, relax somewhere where there, there isn't this effervescent pressure of flight, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's also like a vacation. Like, dude, people go unless you unless you go around and do Spartan runs, you're not going to be doing these hikes for like like phys- like training. You know what I mean? Most of these hikes are just fun for the weekend. Like, oh, we go out training or hiking on the weekend. I think like it's it's cool to see. Like, I actually read an article recently how the cannabis like community is starting to have way more things to do like like hotels that are more based around cannabis and you're allowed to actually smoke bud in it and like all these different ideas that are just starting to come around it took forever you know what i mean but like we still don't have consumption lounges i mean i could probably talk to someone since it's a private club, like I, I might have a, con- you know what I mean? To have an event where you can smoke inside, but that's rare. It's still rare around here. We Even at the Harvest Cup, we got to go outside. What's what's funny is currently the most liberal state to throw those types of events is fucking Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. You guys but are if you had told me three or four years ago that Oklahoma would be the most liberal place to throw a cannabis event. Yeah, you guys are killing what drugs you were on. Jinx, Jinx Proof, and Carter Creek Farms are always at an event out there. And they do a collab, I guess. That's I like Jinx. You guys know we that. Have a, we have a spot. It's not near where I live now, but where I used to live um, called Bubba's Brewhouse. And they have up to 2,000 people and have like Afro Man and like all kinds of like 
regular bigger bands and, and country bands and rock bands and metal bands play there all the time and you can smoke you can bring your dab rig and your blowtorch if you want to right like it's it's fucking yeah. cool like and for you stuff like that yeah for stuff like that it had to be an outdoor an event like you like most of the time you had to sneak shit in or if you went to festivals that's where you could finally like that's kind of why i got into festival like living is because you could go there and smoke and do whatever you really wanted without any pressure. Even in general, and it's like this a lot in Cali too. Like we we can light up in most places in Oklahoma, especially if it's an outdoor or tobacco. I think it's no one's gonna say anything. Yeah, I think Oklahoma is just kind of like whatever, anyways. You know what I mean? My buddy lives there. He's been trying to get me there for years. If anyone ever wants somewhere fun to go on Fourth of July. Look up uh, Musk, Mustang, Oklahoma. When you stand in the middle of the city, you're getting a 360 view of fireworks because everyone's just blowing them up. It's also cool for 4th of July is going up to, there's a place in Alaska where they launch cars off a cliff. I brought that up before, Steve. We should go, bro. Let's yeah. do it. Well, I'll bring a car up there. Um, yeah. Well, it's also during like peak porcini season up there in Alaska too, so we can get some like gourmet mushrooms over up there. Oh, hey, how are you going to drive him back? You just dumped your car. Nah, well, bring a. I'll probably trailer a ship, a, a poop box, a ship box up there. So we should we should get like a really garbage ass Winnebago that will just barely make it there. And we'll watch that shit. I can see smash hitchhiking along the hall. Nah, not to get eaten by bears on the way home. <laughs> Dude, I actually had to hike one trail like that. There was a great question in chat. I think is a good one for season. Yeah. Uh, what was the most challenging part of getting done pure certified and some of the challenges of maintaining it? Oh. So let's see. The most challenging part for Dim Pure Certified was to get one of the farmers from around the area to come by my house and certify me. Honestly, that's what took so long. Um I, what I did challenge, I had, I used to grow in like recycled amendment totes, like the poly woven amendment totes that I would go pull out of the the soil yards trash can. And so it was like a thousand gallon, almost like a smart pot. I'd roll it halfway down and fill it, would put like a yard and a half soil in there. And I had just had those like kind of plopped around everywhere. And, um, they said I couldn't do that. And I was like, what? I'm pulling them out of the trash can and they were like no 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 so that was one thing um other and then I made my hugels out of those I just ended up I put sticks in between each of the um and just dumped those out on top of the sticks and I made the hugels um uh-oh where are you we can still hear you I don't know where okay. you get the, there you go. And so, um, but after that, it was pretty easy. Happy day. Um, Casey O'Neill ended up coming out and then somebody else, he came out into the physical one and then somebody else had already nominated me through a letter. And so that was good enough. And then Josh and Kelly came when they um, did the regenerative conference, but maintaining it, you know, I have definitely, been like i've i've had to be like hey i use 
for my drip lines. You know, I don't have any hoops. I don't, I grow in native soil. I'm, I don't, the only plastic I use is for my drip lines and for my water tanks. And so that, you know, I have heard some talks that maybe plastic would be outlawed. And I think Steve, you had something to say about it, but I don't think it was, but you know, I was definitely uh, opinionated on that, but that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, right now that it's not, there's no set thing yet. That would really fuck you. Yeah. Well, I I think it, I think it, it makes, it's good for climates where you can actually do, you know, waterless farming, but not every climate has that option. I think is really the challenge and where, you know, if it doesn't, like, you got but at some stage of an aquaponics setup, Steve, you're gonna need a. a oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, for aquaponics, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we're actually working on some really cool stuff on uh, trying to get a full uh, uh, plant input version of, of aquaponics, getting completely away from any input that isn't plant based, um, and not for the sake of being organic, but for the sake of getting into basically a compost style input system and and really trying to like prove out this. There's a gentleman in Quan Con Fem who's speaking at my conference um, that actually has done a lot of research on this, and we're working on trying to, to group source this as well through the Open Nutrient Project. Um, you can email us over opennutrientproject.com, or I'm sorry, opennutrientproject at gmail.com uh, if you want to contribute to that. Um, we have a huge database of stuff that I've been compiling. So if you're doing ferments, teas, and all that kind of stuff, and you actually are testing your stuff or willing to test your stuff, um, please reach out. If you are just wanting the information, um, just sit tight till January, and we'll have some some of the first. Shit, I'll test my stuff for you, Steve. What's up? I'll send my I'll send my soil to UMass Amherst. I'll, I'll send you the what I get back. Sure. Yeah, though we're just trying to like map out all the different organic inputs because what we're finding is there's quite a bit of variation from what is in the Doctor Duke's database, which is traditionally like the bible for um, uh, mining that stuff, and and. And some of the results that we've gotten and then some other people have gotten. And thanks to Cascadian for, for turning us on to that. But I think that we need to uh, kind of redo some of that testing and, and flesh it out with the idea of KNF in mind. In fact, um, there is a really good paper that just got published. Uh, let me pull it up here. Hold on. Um, on KNF inputs and regarding um, what it's actually doing to the soil. I don't know if you guys saw that this week. No, I don't really pay attention to white papers like that. I was going like to ask I, a simple question to, to uh, Five Sister Fars. Uh, does she like uh, fermenting stuff? Because I, I heard you talking about basically uh, uh, doing everything on site. I think you were doing quite a bit of natural uh, okay. uh, farming fermentation process. Like, I don't know, what's your favorite part of it? Or what what is it about that that, that uh, uh, makes your cannabis better or that makes you a happier farmer? I got a question after. I just like being able to use what's around and, and also not waste anything. You know, I first learned fermenting from a woman in Florida, actually, and she had um, her reasons for doing it. So that was, and then I learned a little bit more later on and I've definitely have found oh, what my, and that's, it's not, I don't usually use JDOM that much. Maybe just in the um, potato and grass, like bubbly ferment jadam. That's really really fast. It's not like a weeks and weeks and weeks. I forget which that that one I'll do early in the spring, 
but I have a lot of blackberries around. So I use blackberry um, tip. I use the horsetail reed, which is grown down by the river. I have a lot of comfrey. I use that, but mostly what I'm feeding my soil with is my rabbit manure tea. And I'm happy to hear you say feeding my soil. (laughs) I had someone say the other day, I told them I feed my soil and they literally tried to, they totally tried to say you're wrong. I'm like, okay. What were they trying to say that you can't feed soil or something? No, they were like, yeah, they were like, oh, you're not feeding your plant. I'm like, well, yeah, in in return, my plant is getting fed. Yes. That's the whole thing with organics. Yeah, you don't actually feed the plant, you feed the soil, right? That's what I'm fucking, that's what I was trying to say. And then the whole thing, and yeah, I was, it was a big argument. Yeah. Yeah, the soil feeds the plant for sure. You know, and, and for me, I am all about like layering, layering, layering tons of wood chips right now because my hugels are pretty young. So I'm, I have an abundance of wood chips close by and I have found, and I don't know if that's making it more fungally dominated too, but I've found that since my, I'm adding wood chips, I'm, I am not losing as much soil as of it like sloughing through or the, or the hugels like eating it up, you know, before I was having to really top off to where I was bringing in compost to top off. That was in like my second year of the Hugel mounds. And I was just, man, I used a lot of um, rye grass on top to hold the soil there and also add biomass really fast biomass. I could weed eat the rye grass and it would just like, just, just add tons of um, green manure to it. So that was, you know, a really, I felt like that slowed down the, the decomposition um, process of my early hugels, but now they're pretty chill. Like right now, I just, I went out there and put really light dusting of hay because I had a couple bales around. Uh, and there's just a ton of seeds coming up. Like I saw things like, I mean, it's warm enough right now. we got some early rains that there's sunflowers, there's poppies. Yeah, that's crazy. Things are dying here. Oh my God. There's, um, the- Poppies will go all winter. The um, there's a bunch of cosmos coming up. I mean, just tons. I'm really interested. There's to see what's going to stay. I and I put out for cover crops some white New Zealand clover and alyssum. So I'm excited to see that it's big timing right now for those cover crops. My my soil's pretty fluffy and and in a mound, so I don't need any of this cover crops that like break up heavy clay soil. I'm working with a really cultivated crafted soil for you know it started off already like crafted for like six years before i brought it here so i actually brought my dirt from another farm to this farm (laughs) what's your what's your happy place on that farm like is it growing is it uh talking to people that come to to stay for the night what is it is it looking at that mural or something else what is it right now it's continuing to build this visitor center you know i my project um with the grant money is to build this bathroom i met with an electrician today you know i'm, I'm really just thinking getting my project bigger and bigger I'm, I'm, i got a variance from the planning department to bring in some shipping containers to make this like outdoor kitchen courtyard thing so i you know just really trying to dial in like all the facilities you know the back the backbone um of this and then the interworkings of how this property is really going to best be utilized. And then I can garden all the way around it. Right. I mean, I'm, I still have fun. There's one, my favorite little spot to garden in my yard right now is this like 
kind of hillside where I park. So it's like I park next to it and there's like a just a hill right next to me. So it's almost eye level. And I've been really just adding a lot of um, agaves and yuccas to that. Some really pretty purple leaved ones. And all these grasses are out there right now. I'm just really landscaping. I, I love to landscape. I, I, horticulture has been my only job. My mom's a horticulturalist. I went to Cuyamaca College horticulture program from the time I was 16 to 18 and had all sorts of internships and worked all different facets of like nursery work, landscape designer, nonprofit work. And so for me to be able to like stay home and like cultivate my own space to like share, have an edible landscape, have a psychedelic garden, have a, you know, a medicinal garden, have all these different spaces is just like a dream come true to have a, a piece of land to like do all those little fun ideas I always had. <laughs> I used to garden for rich people. Now I'm not rich, but I've been able to like, uh, you know, make a lot. Uh, from I, did, that. I did the landscaping before and gardening for couple shit that the houses you i would never be able to own right i mean it's beautiful yeah you pull up actually one time too yeah i think one time he was an mb or no he was a baseball owner of a team or he was a coach or something he came out forgot what the guy said this was years and years ago but he's like oh this is the something of the new york jets or something like that giants i can't remember what team can't remember exactly. It was definitely baseball, but he comes out and he's like, "Yeah, he's talking and like literally talking about the All Star game for baseball." And I was like, "Oh, so he's like not kidding." I thought he was bullshitting me, like he's telling me these like stories about how we're like. And one of the like other guy we were working for was a the son or no the brother of one of the TV lawyers. But like you would hear like can't remember. These were such a long time ago. Judge Judy's brother or something. No, it was it was like one of the ads you used to hear as a kid all the time. Oh, okay, gotcha. And he was the brother, and he was another lawyer. He would pull out in a Porsche every morning. I think that's regional smashed. I think everybody has a different lawyer near them. Yeah, probably. I can't remember. <laughs> no, I'm it's one mad. lawyer, and they just clone him nationwide. <laughs> I'm kind of mad. Man. I can't remember what team. I know it was baseball. But Speaking of dudes, actually, I was going to say, I was going to ask you, uh, Five Sister Farms, uh, it sounds like you know, I mean, how do I put this? Uh, I heard you talk on, on Potent's show, and, and it sounded like you knew what you were talking about. You know what I mean? It didn't sound like you knew what you were talking about. I'm curious what it's like to be talked down to by men who assume that they know more than you, right? Because we talk about bro science all the time, or does that happen? Because maybe you you don't live in a place like that. No, it does happen. And especially my garden being so small and so unconventional, they don't know my experience or my education or my, or that I had a monocrop farm that we liked depth and that we had hoop houses and that I gave that up. I don't want to do that. I did that. I took care of a 20 lighter. It's not my interest. It's not what I want to do. I do this because I want to, not because it's like, me just hacking it away, trying to figure it out or something like that. I have a huge, this is the, this is the best because it's the most common and it's, and I could nearly right away tell which person might say it. <laughs> and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, wait for it, wait for it. It's going to come up at one point. I have a huge gathering open space at the end of my, one of my, um, 
I have two native trenches at the end. There's a big opening space with like cubicles kind of just bent all around it. But this big open space is everybody's like, this is your sunny patch. How come you didn't put like 20 more plants right here? You can fit like 30 more smart pots right here. (laughs) This is the place where people gather. This is like, you know, it's like for me, the, the garden has a full on function that I can see from like a bird's eye because I designed it, but other people come up, they're like, what a big open flat sunny patch. You make more money, man. (laughs) This is why. What's that guy? (laughs) And, you know, I just have to, again, you know, you just got to, I'm used to it. You know, I used to work at, I, I would still work at a grocery store on a couple days a week. And that's pretty fun. A, a lot of people know me and they're like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, Whoa, don't you still have your farm? I'm like, yeah. And then the, a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't know my experience and then some people do. I just have to let it roll off my back. You know, it just, it, everybody, I think you'd hope that when they're giving advice, it's because they care, you know, it's not because they are, think you're dumb. Hopefully, that's because they really. uh, What's the piece of bro science that annoys you the most? When because you do work in a a grocery store, you probably hear a lot of nonsense questions or ideas or people buying weird random stuff. I don't know what's what's your least favorite thing. Need all forty eight bottles, please. I mean, that's probably their most favorite thing in in a grocery store. They're like, okay, cha ching. Well. I mean, I, luckily I work, our grocery store has a really extensive, beautiful nursery outside of it. So I'm like in that area, although they, you know, they do have people bring in like sick plants and plants with insects and, you know, they, and they don't ask me. Wait, bring in? But yeah. I was going to say, that actually sounds amazing. That sounds like a wonderful business model, like a veterinary for shitty plants. Oh, it is. But like sick plants. That's sketch though. Oh. Dude, you would have a business. You'd make a fortune. People would come in here and be like, oh, this clone came from my grandma's seeds or whatever. I literally Every bought the, in the world would be like, David, oh my God, that here. sounds like the best business model ever. And you'd have to burn your clothes every single day. Yeah. I literally bought the wizard at my hydro store, a germicidal lamp a few weeks back. Because I was like, you know, people be coming in here, bringing stuff with them. And I don't even mean plants. Like, they don't allow an acid shower every day. You're like, I just I can't chance it. Aren't you worried about bugs from sylvandales oh you work at sylvandales aren't you scared you're gonna bring home bugs um but oh it says that my phone only has 20 percent. but the guy who owns this i can plug it in probably the guy doug who owns this place it's been open for like 20 something years he's like a beloved og of the town like this family and he's still like is at the front counter and like i mean people love and trust doug and the the whole like crew's taken care of like people love this guy and so it's it's i'm outside in the nursery i don't get wrapped up in the grocery store stuff because they know my stance on it you know i mean they just it's not my bag i'm out there with the plants i'm like the i'm like the perennials lady i'm out there doing landscapes designs and stuff and it's cool. i can take a i can take a break from cannabis and like help little old ladies to the car with their petunias and just like let my mind like melt away from my farm for two days a week. It's like heaven for me to go be in this like beautiful nursery and in my element and just take a break from the cannabis shit. (laughs) So, but um, it happens. There's definitely like loading, like clockwork with their trailers full of dirt, you know, bags and bags and bags of dirt or 
whatever, you know, people have their programs that they buy. Everybody likes that. There's a one that baseline they like, you know, I mean, there's just all sorts of stuff. Chester's is a really big one. And it's not even, that's not a bad product, but I mean, you see people just buy like tons and tons and tons of stuff all day long. I don't hardly anything. I, I, I mean, that's, I did the certification program. They're like, what do you use? I was like, nothing. Like this is what does. (laughs) You don't need it. I was really thinking the other day about my like whole system. And I was like, I technically never throw away my soil either. Cause I plant my cannabis outside where I put it. Cause I do indoor and outdoor. So like I do two runs inside and then I'll put it outside to let it, let it do its thing. Just saying. I buy soil sometimes, though, but I get a really good price. <laughs> and listen to what she's saying, though. Kuda said this before. Now uh, you hear it again. You have confirmation. She's got a really good. I mean, did you see those pictures? I'll show them again. She's got wonderful freaking cannabis, and she's not going out there and buying all kinds of stuff. And she even works at a grocery store, so oh, she can totally that. get like the best discount they have, and on and on and on. She, I barely go to wholesale price or whatever. She get the dented bags or something. She's like, I don't even need that stuff. Uh, and she gets better quality as a result. Just great pictures, by the way, honestly. My uh, yard's really look at that. Frost still balls. Look at that. And that's outdoor, by the way, not indoor. Rock hard. It sucks. Like, the mounds I have built up are nice. But, like, still, like, underneath it, it's just starting to, like, really get to a nice soil. But even when it's, like, a harder soil, I, I'll, I'll, like, dig down. And there's still worms right on the top layer. I love that outdoor plot. It's beautiful. I need to, I just keep working on it every year. I throw oyster oh, shells nice. out there, but we have a winter. So I have to cover for, I cover it with a tarp over the winter, let it get packed down and then take the tarp off when I'm ready to like grow again outside. Next year, I got to put something. I learned this year that I have to put a roof up because we got hit with so much water, like rain wise that it was nothing was happy. Here's a question. Might be a general question, but the pots I have, like the garbage pails, keep the lids. Should I cover them with like the lids over the winter or should I just leave them bare open? Question for whom? For anybody? Anybody. I've never really done it that way, but I would probably cover them. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want them to dry out. I would cover them with, honestly, I'd plant a cover crop, but it probably freezes where you are. So that wouldn't plant for shit. Just cover them with hay or wood. Yeah, so that's it. That's what I was going to say. For me, that's what I'm like a big mulcher. Mulch is like, like cover, like a blanket to your soil. So I really believe in the power of mulch. Well, I got, I got, I grow in like, um, what was it 21 gallon or no 70 gallon garbage pail? So I got lids that come with it. So I'll just put the lids on top. Easy. Well, by the way, uh, the, just the far lids, as you've been I, fantastic guest. We were happy to talk to you at, at basically as long as you'd like to hang with us, but I know you probably have to wake up early in the morning and stuff. So you, you're, you're welcome to hop off. We've had a wonderful interview with you. And you're, by the way, welcome back, frankly, anytime oh, as a guest or as a, as a, 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 just a, a, you know, a panelist. Go for it, Smash. Um, you said you like sour outdoors. Have you found like, uh, like what cultivars or like what like stereo like uh, phenotypes have you found out that work really good outside, like that th- thrive in your environment? 
I mean, I had the same sour cut that we just kept going for years and everybody had said that they had sour. It wasn't it until I found it. It was called East Coast Sour and it does go late. It does fan out. It does continue to stretch while it's flowering. I mean, we would grow it indoors. We'd like push those lights as far as they could go up to the ceiling. Um, it, for it, people do when they saw that I grew it outside with no hoops, they were like, "Uh Oh, you're in trouble. And I was able to finish it, but it, it does go a lot longer. Um, my friend had platinum sour and it was really, really nice. It was much more compact. It was dense. It didn't fan out as much. Um, it didn't need as much like de branching, de leafing, you know, it definitely stretches though, but I liked that platinum sour. I don't know if you can find it, but I did. I actually just had a friend. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll show some more of her pictures. Uh, they were delightful. Come on. Is there... Here we go. Look at that. I mean, Isn't that beautiful? I look, I really like, I dig the, oh shit, the imagery I've seen, there was a picture of, like, it's like a dress that matched that big totem pole imagery type. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something, yeah. Something. That's a cool image. A little challenge to show her, her Instagram, uh, just because the YouTube filters and stuff, like, we catch enough filters and shenanigans and stuff, so, but, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. Okay, now everyone's going to be weird uh i love that this is a polyculture like honestly she said like uh she's run a 20 lighter she's run uh, what did she say uh a, a, a monocolor uh, a monoculture greenhouse space just all weed you know like all one strain or whatever and she's like i'm just done with it i'm just it's boring it's not interesting whatever else it's not something she's interested in doing she could do it you know what i mean uh but this is something that she prefers to do and she probably has better cannabis i think she has better cannabis as a result uh i mean i suppose that's a, a maybe your opinion or whatever else but i mean man she's happy right like not everything is about like squeezing freaking pounds and square inch or something I don't when know. she was talking about that sunny spot earlier all i could think about was sometimes making dollars doesn't make sense right absolutely <laughs> i mean of course some people hear that and say well i don't know what language you're speaking but you know <sighs> I mean, I was talking about that earlier. I, I, I was actually quite serious. You know, there was the whole, like, they called it the Luddite movement, right? It wasn't the only one, but there was a, a, a sprang out of that. A lot of the cool houses that people like basically sprang from people that participated in those movements, the craftsman movement, everything. Those were piece of people that basically lived on these kind of back to the, back to the land commune kind of things, you know? And they had another wave of that basically, you know, Coots uh, era in the, the late sixties, early seventies, right? And that was the whole LSD movement. A lot of the weed movement came from there too. A lot of actually our genetics came from that back to the land uh, era, really, right? We called them hippies and stuff, right? Um, a lot of that was, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, Push back against the Vietnam War. That's probably the wrong word, but you know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, it feels like this is, if there was ever a time that, this would, that would happen again, I feel like this is probably one of them. I don't feel like that's a very revolutionary opinion that I'm, you know, making, but you know what I mean? Like this is the, the idyllic circumstance, idyllic place to go smoke a joint and ponder a different way or something. I don't know. I'm so thinking out loud a little somewhere. bit. My sister's farms, are you still there? Or has your phone uh, crashed out? It's probably the dinosaur's fault, I bet. 
that parent? We might have lost her. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, go check her out. I think she said uh, roughly in the middle of this month, I believe she's going to be dropping some seeds over at, uh, let's see if I can find that page again. I got so many freaking tabs open. Got t-shirts open. Oh, I guess I can show these. Uh, killer sweatshirts, honestly, before I close that. Uh, this is going to be part of the offerings. I believe she said these are going to be available separately as well as with seeds. Uh, I think both is cool because honestly, what a cool design. Oh, I like a hoodie. I mean, how many times have you worn a t-shirt that was like Joe's Crab Shack? And someone's like, have you ever eaten a Joe's Crab Shack? No, man, it's just a t-shirt I bought. So, for example, Five Sisters Farm, people be like, what? That's a cool, like, what is that, a rocket ship? Or what is that? And then look at the back. Holy crap. Awesome. It's a nickel, man. I think she said that it's a seeds uh, and a sweatshirt for $100. Right. That's what I So that's a good deal. Especially when she said, so. she said it's going to be uh, embroidered, which is a really good uh, way to uh, put prints on fabrics. Looks like Haida art almost. What was the name of that artist again? Chris, hold on a second. I'm going to totally it. Chris Dyer. I like Dyer a lot. And I think um, she's doing really good shit. Like, I like I like the idea of tourism, more cannabis tourism. That, that needs to be a thing. And like, if you have property, think about doing like with Airbnb or whatever. I can't think of the one she, I never even heard of the one she used, but um, that was also it was like Verbo probably it's a uh, vacation rentals by owner. No, it wasn't. It was hippie, like uh, mm. some sort of some sort of underground. I don't know. Room like, sharing. I remember, Steve? Do you know what well, one she placed on? Was Five Sisters Farms 101 on Hip Camp. Hip Camp. Hip Camp. Okay. Yeah, see, I never heard of that one. I was like, oh, wow. I actually just used an Airbnb and I'll never do it again. I like Well, there's some out there that are like a farm work program where you start, you you like trade your stay for work. That's wolfing. That's a little different. Did someone hand you a sign that said cash, grass, or ass, Lord Uber? <laughs> and then you had to go there. Did someone hand me a sign that said that? Yeah. Oh, he already had the bumper sticker. That's why oh, they got it. Um, yeah, we, I was looking when I was looking at like the places to stay. Hug in. There was a spot just like this. It was a big, it was like a, a glamping sick situation. Nice tented area um on the water and stuff but i mean like like i don't know let, let me just say i bring my own like i always bring my own blankets now because <laughs> i know like it's just me now <laughs> no, oh, I, like I, hotels and stuff hotels are yeah i can't sleep without one of, my one of my blankets Smash needs his blankie he's scared of the dark I am. Well, I'm not. It's not like I sleep in the dark, but like <laughs> it's like we're in an intense situation and it, lights go out. Yeah, I'm going to be scared of the fucking dark. You're lucky I can't change your. Uh, this video was at the GW Smoke Break at Dudes. 
remember. Oh, That's probably her, her big open sunny area or sunny patch. Mm. I was checking out a new drone today, a brand that's like trying to undercut everyone. Are you talking about the helicopter one, the uh, the Dewcopter? What the fuck's it called? No, it's like Exo drones. They're actually pretty decent drones. Oh, a little over two hundred. There's a new drone with like just literally two arms, and it's the uh, super cool. Can't so where it's right your farm? What uh, state? Uh, it sounds like a by Mendo. Yeah, it's in Humboldt County. That's where? Colorado? California. California. Just south of uh, Oregon, on the Pacific. Southern, southern West Coast. Southern Humboldt. For you non, non-American people like yourself. That's true, yeah. We actually have uh, <laughs> listeners and viewers and stuff from all over the place. Yeah, that's like a deep. We forgot to, uh, terrible beginning of the show, I guess. I forgot to say that the show is for educational and entertainment purposes only. We also forgot to thank, uh, do you, who do you like to thank again? The Russians, the Germans, the Italians, whoever's listening over the podcast. Hello. Hello, my friends. Oh, she's Hello, like right there welcome. on the county line. Welcome. So she is right by Mendel. Uh, we actually do have uh, listeners from like uh, Russia, uh, not too many from Germany lately. We have had a couple, like every month, like maybe one or two listeners from Germany. Uh, we've gotten a few pretty consistent ones from Italy, Spain, what else? A few countries in Latin America. Uh, Africa is all over the place. South Africa is consistent. And then a few other countries, like we get a couple lists here and there, like Morocco and what else? We got one from Nigeria, like, I don't know, maybe like two months ago. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Uh, but uh, I don't know why I'm talking about that all of a sudden. But anyway. Um, that felt a little spooky, like we were walking up on that lady sunbathing. <laughs> A little bit, a little bit, yeah, but I wasn't scrolling through there, so I guess, uh, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, go check out Five Sisters Farms uh, and uh, Born Seasoned on Instagram. Really cool. I, I think it's a pretty funny uh, Instagram handle. Uh, I was going to joke, but I was like, man, it's probably an old joke. I was like, were you born salty? But yeah, that's probably that's probably lame. Yes, I was. Ah, oh, there she is. Uh, uh, Welcome back. <laughs> Perfect timing. I just uh, came back and I was like, oh, there they are. And so that was perfect timing. Perfect yes. timing. <laughs> These degenerates will be here all night. That's it. We're going to be here for a while. Yeah. So we don't, we didn't, you're absolutely welcome to hang. Like, honestly, we're enjoying talking to you. And you're also welcome to just chill out. Frankly, you see Potent just kind of chilling out. You're totally welcome to chill. Uh, if, on the other hand, though, you do want to, you know, wake up for, you know, early work or whatever else, you're absolutely welcome to, to, to go. Uh, Smash, go ahead, bud. I was just saying, just tell us, yeah. If you gotta go, pretty much we tell our guests if you gotta go, just tell us and let you go. But we're here a long time (laughs) normally. You guys are just chatting it up over here. I'm gonna um, hang out and talk to my but I'll be back. Right on. Awesome. Uh that was cool. We're gonna have to have her again too. Uh because I was gonna ask her about like try um, to have an event there or something. That's the thing. I was gonna ask her about that because honestly, uh I was talking, I guess, you know, honestly, as a Frank, I keep saying your word, honestly. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, uh, frankly. Bugsy. Frankly, don't give it uh, I was talking to somebody <laughs> offline. We'll put it that way, I guess. That they, they, I don't think it's a big secret, but, you know, they might want to keep it private. So basically, they backed me up about that, you know, hey, you're a little, I was a little, I was more than a little bit. I've been saying I'm very reluctant to have full on events. You know, we even just had a session the other day and I, barely advertised it as it was and i use almost every excuse not to have events frankly i have to be honest you know like i'm 
reluctant to have these fucking things. And I see tons of other people having gigantic events and stuff. So I do feel a little bit fucking dumb, frankly. This buddy kind of backed me up, was like, man, I have kind of the same concerns, da 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 And we, you know, we chatted about it briefly, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, but at the same time, there are certain ways to do events. Even then, there are ways to do events safely. There's ways to do events in the future. You know, this is not going to last forever. We can plan stuff for the future. So I don't know. I'm talking out loud kind, a little kind bit. Kind of like but. she's doing with that T-shirt and the seeds. You know, you buy a T-shirt, you might get some seeds with it. This is the way. It's a great in, idea, honestly. In places where it's legal to walk around with it, but it's not necessarily legal to do certain things. Oh, actually, uh, hemp seeds you know, and stuff are more or less legal. You know, I mean, well, okay, yeah, but in a lot of our are, in a lot of our areas, it's legal to you know possess or consume, but it may not be legal to sell. So you know, you gotta if you have a bazaar or something. That's why give away creative. Oh, that wasn't yeah. even my concern, uh, honestly, Marduber. You, you're 100 percent oh. right. The legalities of stuff do make things very exciting. It's, but it's kind of dumb. Still, go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying it's kind of dumb because, like, yeah. Like if like alternatively, you have to have either stickers or like T-shirts if you really want to be able to give people stuff. And it's kind of it's kind of a stupid like. Like we can't just have a basic farmer's market. I mean, there are like pop up events and whatever, but. It's not as fun, you know what I mean? It would be funner if we could go there and actually trade seeds. And it's so like, I would love to have like an actual farmer's market. I mean, what we do is so nerdily specific. Maybe there's a future for us as just this like nerdy little subculture where we do meet together and we trade seeds and we, you know, we just, just super nerd out on growing and everything else. Cause I know that I enjoy this. I'm not going to give this up and smoke fucking dispensary swag. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, no offense. No. I mean, they, they have every right to do what they do, but like I, I've, I have yet to be impressed by a dispenser in the last couple of years. So like, I'm not going to give that up. I know a lot of my friends are not going to give that up. I so. mean, weed, weed though for people. So don't, don't think we're knocking it. Like weed is weed first. Like, yeah, I don't know. I no, I'm not criticizing anything. From, yeah, uh, go ahead. Fig, I picked up some stuff from big farms a while back from a dispensary that was all right, but it was like was it? $75. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. But, See, there's, I mean, I mean, there's premium shit on the market. It just, it sells probably under, you know, like to, to someone who's already bought it all, whatever. I don't know. Oh, you got to go to a special kind of dispensary that carries those, you know, cup winners. Your average Joe and even dispensary then, I mean, doesn't I don't wanna... necessarily stock that kind of stuff. Okay. And I'm not going to speak authoritatively here because I have to be honest. I do not. I make it a rule not to frankly shop at dispensaries. But when I've been to dispensary, I've been to the ones that basically everybody says, that's the ones to go to. and. I mean, yeah. you know, like yeah. I, I've said this quite a few times that uh, the very beginning noob growers oftentimes fuck up their first couple of crops in epically hilarious ways that even they acknowledge later on, like, oh, my oh my God, what the hell? But once you pass that status and sometimes a noob just knocks out of the park first grow because, you know, it's just growing. Right. Uh, but once you basically pass that like noob status and you're just like almost new or i don't know just just past new or i don't know whatever i'm trying to say like you've got a little bit of information now on your belt novice maybe yeah exactly you don't even have to be an amateur or anything else you don't even have to really know your ass from your elbow you just know what water is basically you will have better cannabis than basically any of the dispensary weed that anybody that i know like everybody that would ever bring weed to our well it's uh, kind of the uh, same as a 
It was always better than the dispensary. I come from always. a food background. It's the same way in the restaurants, you know, and there, yeah, sure. There's a few bangers out there with Michelin stars, but if you're not looking to spend two or $300 for a course meal, you're going to get better food at home. Even, if, even from not a great cook. <laughs> so this is that funky one. Um, it's actually starting to not show any funkiness. Dogs. Yeah. My little, it was slowing down. Thought, by the way, it's, not, it's not. Go ahead, Smash. I'm just saying, like, you guys, oh, like, I've checked. I've literally taken some of the worst leaves. I've looked. I haven't seen any bug it. Like, I don't. On anything, there's nothing really any bug infestation. It was born like this. I can even go down to its first leaves and it had the little markings and it just kind of kept going, but it seems to be going away. <coughs> cool. This is the a different. So if it's one. grown out of it, you'd assume maybe that it was, after all, some kind of a pathogen, maybe a root pathogen or something. Or just pH flux or something on a weird, you know, on a plant that was. Yeah, but these are all existing. Like we were talking about earlier, some of those plants that are like when we convinced him to keep it, we said, okay, hold on. Sometimes those ones that are a little off can recover and be fine, but you just learn that, like, if you let them dry out, water them, or what have you, that there's something that'll make them off. Yeah, this is the same, which this one looks kind of different. The leaves kind of look sharper on this, this one, and this one. Um, this one's got at least I'm interested in. Um, Al is, says it went from funky to funky. All these, this one, this one, this one, this one, and this one are all the same, but this one is kind of short and squatty. Um, the leaves are a little bit broader. I'm really interested in this one. So I'm going to see what it, how big it gets and what it does. Might up pot it to a 10 gallon. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna transfer these ones. Like wedding. All of them are healthy, honestly. Like those are those are a lot healthier than uh uh yeah, I want to say all of those are really healthy. Way better than uh like a couple runs ago. Yeah, way oh better. yeah, like way better. Right on. I'm I'm going into what am I thinking? I'm going into winter, and like the last time we were talking, and like I had a grow going into the winter, like a year ago. I left everything and it got really cold. And then the next one, things like that one plant got really sick and I couldn't, didn't know where it came from. But I just cleaned everything out. Started yeah, those again. leaves look fucking Jurassic, bro. Real cushy. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. Um, these, this one has, it's like so tight internodal spacing. This is the same, a little bit, not as green, but it still looks good. So we'll see. I want to know. This one's like really such such tight. Like I, I have to keep cutting leaves off to like expose different node spacings, but it just doesn't want it. It just wants to go really close together. Doing like a tiger. Yes, yes, yes. And then I get the auto flower coming down. I'm running almost full power up here. Yeah. One, one notch from 
Ah. Uh, full power. Sorry. That's one thing that drives me nuts. You can feel the click on the HLG thing, like you can feel the notches, but there is no markings. It's just an arrow that points to nothing. Yeah, there's nothing there. You <laughs> kind of have to count. And it doesn't even tell you what the wattage is. It says you, can, goes, you can feel the clicks. They're there. Yeah, it says it goes from 600 to 60. Oh. So what click is, I understand it starts at 60, but then what is the next one? 120? Get a kilowatt, bro. <laughs> there's a question. In chat. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Good, D. Sorry, I, I jumped over you, but there's a question in chat for you, Smash McGorski says, what kind of light is that? HLG. 600R. I like it. Um, I gotta actually say thank you, GML, because I won it on GML show. Right when I was just about to buy a bigger light for the this five by five ten I got, I won this. So it kind of God smiled on you and granted you the light you needed. Yeah, pretty much. I was really looking at this light because I like the red too. Because I'm weird like that. Like, fuck it, oh, it looks cool. I gotta say, some of some of HLG's lights, I dude, people look oh, they're just boards. I'm like, dude, their their lines are clean, bro. Simple, clean, not a bunch of shit to fall apart or. Bend in half or come this wobbling. Is one of my favorite stickers I've ever gotten. Just because it looks dope. More people need to do the graffiti style with buds and stuff. I got I'm just waiting for the one. next series of HLGs, the uh, Orca Beelzebub. No, it's a uh, Blackbird. <laughs> so I actually want to say if you got, if anyone has slaps, please, I'll take them. I'll put them up in the tent. I want to fill up this side because. Like over here, I want to fill up with like stickers of like friends and stuff. So I should get a slot get a big brain or something. Go ahead, you should put yeah. put your Instagram on it and just have it be a brain with a bite taken out. Uh, tau. Yeah, I got Tao and Eagle Girl. I fuck with both of them. I've been on uh, MLC Grower, or did I get that right? Uh, Nick, oh, shit. MLC Harris. I was saying, what's your soil uh, setup, uh, Smash? What is it? I mean, Costa Maine. Um, are you right now? Since they hooked me up, I went up and met with the guys and talked to them. They hooked me up with a lot of soil, so I gave them a couple bucks and six bags of Costa Maine, two bags of their lobster compost. And, a bag of their worm castings, two bags of their amendments. So right now I'm just watering. I don't even, I got a, I top dressed barley a couple days ago. I had like really finely ground barley. Um, and I'm just kind of going like, I got to trim up the bottoms. But yeah, just close to me. Um, Stoughton, Stoughton, Stoughton blend, I think it's actually called. Stonington. Something like yeah, I, I can show you. Hold on, Coast of Maine, Stonington oh. Blend. They're the pinky out. <laughs> oh. Hot dog. Who's there? Are they from Kennebunkport or something? 
it's just got it's got this, which is their organic lobster compost, which I like because I like the lobster shells and the lobster compost. Um, I like promoting, like I like adding the, I like adding a little bit of like something that's going to break down and have cutting in it. So this has that in it. And it's just a lot meals. of the East Coast growers I see rock that coast of Maine. It's just got meals, bro. It's just you can buy this stuff. If you can buy this stuff cheaper to get to get this, do it that way. Like it fucking kelp meal, fishbone meal. Um so I'm I'm curious though, is it a peat moss base or forest project? Cocoa and peat. See, that's the thing that trips me out. And I don't know what potent potent might want to chime in on this one. So how do you feel about growing in a soilless medium amended with biological components like that? I mean, is that still really soil or is it soilless with goodies? No, it would still be considered a type of soil, but I don't know. I moved away. Like, for instance, like I've shown before the dual root zone stuff with the media beds versus media beds and soil. You know, it's kind of no contest. And in fact, there's some really cool. Hold on, I'll show. I saw an Instagram post where somebody was trashing on, you know, using bagged stuff like that and saying that if it was based in moss or whatever, that it's not really living soil. You're and you're, like you guys were talking about feeding the soil. Oh, not yeah, I mean, that's only you that's definitely that's, don't, you definitely don't have a full soil food web out of the bag. Like, I don't that's definitions that. of the word soil. Soil has a broken down uh, silica component to it, and that's all it is. That's the only difference, I think. The cocoa instead. The whole thing, but let me pull it up here because I just want to show because you can see the comparison. But um, they did a and check it out if you want to go watch this full thing. I'm I'm trying to get this guy on the show on my show. Uh, two seconds to pull it up here. So you can see here in the presentation that they did, that uh, uh, Mr. Frisella did at the um, uh, Aquaponics Association conference about the, they compared compost with soil, uh, or composted soil with fish uh, water, composted soil without fish water, compost free soil with fish, and compost free soil without fish. And, and across the board, every single crop, the compost plus fish water was just you know above the yields of everything else so and again I, I can't show you the whole presentation but i can i can yeah, my dad here. my my dad's that's an old-time landscaper and he used the fish emulsion a lot and that's something they were big on back in the day was the fish emulsion well fish emulsions like ffj right that's that's like made from fish not from, from fish whole yet. fish yeah yeah, but I think once you start adding things like to that. compost and worm castings, is but when like you're no doubt, no doubt you can bring life to that. But it's like stages, like Potent saying that there's that with those graphs left to right. There's there's completely living soil, then there's mostly living soil, then there's kind of living soil, then there's uh, not living at all. So again, uh. Well, that's where you're putting nutrients in that are already broken down for the plant to update. 
Yeah. That's why I, I wanted to bring that up because I was curious about that. I saw somebody rant at Raven saying that if you're throwing in peat moss and cocoa with a bunch of, you know, well, uh, alfalfa the, meal and, and crab meal and stuff thrown in, that it's essentially well, not much different than using powdered or bottled nutrients other than that the inputs are organic. Dude, I'd probably, well, I would try to plant into this pot, like this cup of just worm casting. It's literally, such a nice, like, fluffy consistency, worm casting wise. But yeah, like you said, though, that the bagged meal has, or the bagged medium has meals in it. That's what it's like blood meal, fish meal, right? So, yeah. So this is a, a down that same line. So, this is a white paper that was published on KNF comparisons for phosphorus solubilizing, nitrogen, sol nitrogen solubilizing, and then just trying to figure out what the fuck is in the soil. Um, and we've often heard from some of the morons like Mr. Scatola and some of the other uneducated people out there that uh, love to talk shit on KNF. And uh, I think this pretty soundly is going to shut him the fuck up along with anyone else that's doubting this stuff. And I just wanted to bring it up because the dude's a fucking idiot. And that's some fresh white paper around. too. September 2021, uh, bro. Mm. Yeah, September 21. Anyways, um, so rather than them observing microbial collapse, which is just a made up thing for people that don't know how to do KNF, right? Um, uh, they actually observe, so here's your 14 day comparison post-treatment. Uh, the red is KNF. Um, the purple is, hold on, I'll read these all out. So everyone understands what they're looking at here. Um, they did the KNF, the KNF treated soil covered with sun hemp, uh, Corellia Junsi mulch, um, uh, org SH, which is organic treated soil covered with sun hemp mulch and org WM organic treated soil with weed mat in place of sun hemp mulch uh, for grape uh, tomato plants uh, were transplanted into the uh, treated soil and soil samples were collected uh, from between the tomato plants at 14 and 28 days after transplant. Uh, experiment two consisted of KNF, uh, org, uh, con, conventional, and all three treatments were con uh, converted with bamboo, uh, bamboo mulch, and they grew zucchinis. Okay, so now you understand what, what it is we're looking at. Um, and you can check out this white paper. I'll throw a link in chat. But basically, the KNF had significantly more biodiversity, including Bactillus subtilis and Bactillus pomilis, two of the best things to fight mold and powdery mill. We already know and talked about how much it's good for treating PM, how much it's good for treating um, um, uh, septoria and other fungal infections. This is why. Um, you can see Amphicoliensis or an, uh, and Anthemyces also being present there, or not Amphicoliensis, but Anthemyces. Um, and then you can see here at the 28 day, uh, you can see again huge subtilis, pomilus, uh, lichenformis, and, and, and you know all, almost across the board, with the one exception, you know, one or two exceptions, the KNF is superior not only in biological diversity but beneficial microbiological diversity. You also have. Well, it looks the, like there's uh, some that are just missing in the just regular organic. Those are organic farming. Yeah, but you can also see here. Uh, where is it? Um, uh, there was Thuringiensis israeliensis as well, uh, which is where is it here? Yeah, Bactillus thuringiensis. So that's that's helping you kill your caterpillars and stuff, yep. right? Larval from insects. The, from the KNF treated. Um, so um, here you go. This is the the second one. So you have. Bactillus thuringiensis is only found in the KNF input. Bactillus subtilis only found in the um, uh, uh, KNF input and not in the organic composted soil. 
Um, same thing with some of these other beneficials. Um, so uh, it really goes to show you what that KNF inputs, what those IMO inputs are actually adding to your soil. This is stuff that you're buying at the store. You know what I mean? And you're getting local strains that are adapted to your environment. You know what I mean? So this is why, you know, look at, <laughs> it's almost comical how much higher that one is than the other one. So this is a great white paper. It recently got put out. Um, definitely check it out if you want to dig deep. They talk about lots of different comparisons and bacterial, you know, total CFU counts, uh, total fungal uh, hyphae counts for beneficial mycorrhizal fungi. Um, so I think this pretty much puts the nail on the coffin for anyone that's trying to doubt KNF or say that, ooh, ferments are scary. Yeah, well, you still know how to do it right. Maybe you take a class from someone like Chris and learn how to do it properly. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, so, uh, I, just, no, I mean, I thought this was great. It's it's cocky as hell for you know I, I may grow with synthetic sometimes, but like it's cocky as hell for people to think that we've come onto something that people haven't been doing just fine at, or maybe even better for tens of thousands of years. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like so, that's the. So here's the comparison in the rhizosphere of 56 days. I mean. I'm sorry. We've talked. I mean, I tell you guys, what are the two things I tell you guys to use for PM? Bactillus subtilis, cease, and seren and sonata, Bactillus subtilis, or sub subtilis. So, anyways, I just thought that was super awesome to see, like extrapolated into something that's easy to digest for the average person, and and actually kind of proves it out. What, in a what's that? Uh, is that megatherium? The the one that that's only higher in the conventional Megatron. Yeah, yeah. Megatherium. Yeah. Now, correct me if but I'm wrong, but that's not necessarily. A, while it is beneficial, like having super elevated levels of that with everything else absent indicates a imbalance in your. Absolutely. It wasn't just that. Out. It was the, yeah, the absence across the board, kind of on the right hand side there, with these big spikes showing kind of dominant colonies that are, are not allowing any kind of uh, biodiversity in, in your, your rhizosphere. And again, this also goes back to why DNA sampling is so much more useful than microscope work. You can't observe any of this under a microscope, nor could you get this type of comparison and, and densities and everything else. Like this is the type of work where we really do have to move past microscope work. If we're going to start talking in this realm and move into uh, rapid DNA testing, which is the type of stuff that they did with this. So this is really where you, you know, we, we have to kind of move past, past some of the tools we used to use and, and embrace some of the new ones because it gives us much more useful data. Uh, and then we can actually make educated decisions instead of talking about things we don't know about. And it also backs up some of the, you know, like, like stuff that people like to shout down. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty hard to dispute this. Yeah. Pretty clear as day for everyone to see. And it's a great white paper. Again, um, they show the sampling method. They took the samples from the different ones, diluted it, counted it, did a plate count, did isolations, broth culture, DNA extractions. Uh, again all laid out for you right there. So if you want to dispute their collection method and you can find something wrong with it, then by all means. Um, but uh, uh, it's a great paper, check it out. There's a lot of great research that's come out of University of Hawaii. University of Hawaii is also some of the best um, papers today on food safety of aquaponic systems in terms of pathogens. So if you're looking, ever looking or have a question about pathogen testing, they were proved out how 
how well the filters work in uh, plants. Plants really do have a really good filtration system in their root system that filters out mo most pathogens that are in the root system from ever making it to the upper portion of the plant. As long as they're not splashed, you know, directly with that upper tissue. That's fascinating. I'm, I'm glad we went down that rabbit hole. It's actually yeah, interesting. No, no, no. Yeah, people always think that the, the pathogens are systemic and they travel all throughout the plant. You're saying that, let's say, uh, I don't know, pick one, fusarium or something. Does it normally stay in the roots or does it travel throughout the plant? Or I, got you. I got you on better. So like uh, University of Hawaii injected the plants with pathogens, released water, intention to the challenge testing. They released pathogens into the water, injected the fish and the plant tissue with pathogens. And then look to see like what what did the microbes do right could the microbes handle that what what was the food safety product like if they just release it into the water and you have an intentional contamination say an animal goes to the bathroom or something dies a rat dies in the system or something right like something that would happen you know occasionally um, in, in a farm um, what is the implications of that and they found that there wasn't anything you know you have such high microbial biodiversity it's like a good healthy living soil system right it's going to help protect itself because you have, you know, things in that food web that are going to help take care of that. It's one of the reasons why I harp on dosing lactobacillus so much in, in living aquatic systems. If you're going uh, aquaponics or hydro, it really does help reduce food safety uh, issues. You know, it eats E. coli, eats salmonella. We've documented that, right? We've used it to treat multiple farms now for non-femic pathogenic E. coli just so they could pass water tests. Um, so it, it's nothing, you know, this is all stuff that's, you know, stuff people used to treat with chemicals or nuke the whole system or dry it out completely and restart and tear down the whole farm. And we can do it without even bringing the farm offline, you know, using organic methods. Really is kind of the way of the future. I can't I think. remember what it was. Uh, you weren't on the show just a few weeks ago. Oh, I can't remember what this guy was there for. But I was at a local hardware store and I was there, I think, buying a a spray bottle basically i was trying to spray in fact that's what it was i was trying to spray my soil uh with moisture and stuff just to kind of keep it you know uh, uh, moist all the time to have like a, a living soil. whatever i had this little theory that i was going to you know mess around with whatever it is it's, i was buying a sprayer and this dude next to me that was basically ahead of me in line to ask the uh the the person to help out this hardware store actually that people actually know what they're talking about he was asking what can i get that will kill everything and, and I don't remember exactly what the reason was, but the specific thing that the guy recommended was just some terrible pesticide bottle. And it could have, I, again, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills because I can't remember what the guy needed. I remember thinking he could have used lactobacillus or something else. I, I mean, it's like, completely escaping me what the problem was. I used some bear tree and shrub. <laughs> but yeah, whatever yeah. it was. And maybe it wasn't exactly bear tree and shrub, but basically the dude was like, here, poison. And so the guy was like, all right, a gallon of point, that'll do it. Is it going to kill it for good? And then the employee was like, yep, it's going to be dead forever. And so he's like, that'll do it. Murder me dead. But the people that guy would not enjoy the regenerative conference for sure. Unless they're selling cultured kefir, they're not really going to make any money on uh, teaching right. them about labs. That's the problem is that you're not going to get that info from a hydro store, you know? Right. Kuda said that, right? His, uh, in fact, I think he said uh, uh, the there's an inverse. Basically, the less expensive uh, the input that he recommends is, the more vehemently uh, people scream against it. So, in other words, the cheaper the thing is, the louder people scream against it because it probably costs them or someone they know money or 
maybe their butt hurt. They spent money on it or something. I don't know. So for example, he'll suggest aloe or, you know, like uh, 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 barley or anything else that basically costs pennies per pound, as opposed to, let's say, bottles that cost, you know, thousands of dollars. People will scream about it. And it's easy, you know. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind doing, like, I want to do my own composting soon. That's kind of like, I have a spot where I put my leaves and stuff and, like, I compost on the area I grow, kind of. Like, I I put down, like, old roots and stuff outside. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I really like aquaponics. And once I, like, met Steve, I've always, like, it, it kind of was like, oh, wow. Because he was showing the dual root zone, how it's how fast it is and i think it's really cool how the dual root zone you just have like a floating fucking like flower pot on a pond <laughs> oh good steve i was done i was just saying wow, you really did i really want to do it that's right around the corner now knocking on our door speaking of which uh we have uh, the second annual virtual aquaponic cannabis conference, November 13th and 14th, from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, you can check us out live on the Aquaponics YouTube channel. We'll have a whole awesome list of, of people there, including Chris Chomp, Clackamas Coot, Dragonfly with Medicine, uh, a lot of people that we've talked about today. Uh, hop on, folks. I guess this is the portion. Oh, by the way, Bugsy Malone, we haven't said hello to you, my friend. Welcome. Uh, you How's of the going, fellow guys? dinosaur crowd, like you were, you were probably listening. And you were like, "Man, I know all about those dinosaurs." Uh, what's going on, dude? I'm talking about your parrot. Uh, what's going on, buddy? No, Mark. I'm just hanging out and smoking and enjoying the harvest. I had a great harvest. I'm quite pleased. <laughs> Still got a little bit more to harvest, but yeah. Got some big buds and a lot of little ones. And <laughs> you are enjoying it. But Nico what was talking to me the other day about staggering a harvest. Does anybody stagger their harvest? I do it. For commercial like, growth, yeah. I've learned how to monocrop with like using auto flowers and photo periods in one tent. No, I mean from one plant, like harvesting as the buds ripen. Oh yeah, you can. I've done it once or twice. Like really long finishing things, I do it with. Especially with bigger I, plants, because it rarely finishes off completely the same on real big plants. You know, you're gonna have. I'm the top doing that right now. I've got a few branches. That's why I mentioned branches. it. <laughs> yeah. I've got a few branches that I'm doing that with right now that are on my big plant still. Nico kind of chastised me for my harvest Saturday night, chopping everything down all at once. He was like, you know, you really should I mean, I would have, I would have too. <laughs> but those were kind of safe from the wind, and I was in panic mode to harvest stuff that was getting smashed and winter is coming broken off the wind yeah that's true you guys saw that gnarly ass fucking storm hit the west coast there 
Mm. I don't know what you're talking about, Mardewer. Uh, I don't talk about this show anymore. Fucking circus. Let us know you knew some shit. Anyways, um, <laughs> wait, what did, did I, what did I do? What? Goddamn Game of Thrones. Oh, were we talking uh, about Game of Thrones? Oh, dude, just because I said winter. Because no I said winter is coming. Yeah. Yeah, it used just, to be a great show, and then they just like the, the like the creators actually fucked it up. You know, but George R. R. Martin was doing just fine screwing that up before D. That's also came true. On. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? he didn't need you know help. I, mean? um, I want to get a tray, like a five by five tray that I can put up like this high that has a drain on it, but but ones like you could buy for like a, for a, like a table, a drain table. They're kind of pricey. Ideas have built. Welcome to the world. There's no choice. You literally have no no choice. Just get the botanic air and just fucking shut up. There's there's no other choice. There is a choice. Don't tell that man this. You can you can just build yourself a table with a slant on it and put corrugate roofing on it and drain into that. Some rain gutters. Just Just buy the botanic air, dude. Just cry once and fucking do it. There's some things in this life that you just don't save money on. Just fucking buy that tray. I did it too. And it's one of the dumbest purchases you think you'll ever do as an organic grower. You're like, I'm buying a hydroponic fucking tray. Wouldn't you know it? It saves you any number of headaches. You can leave the house, not that's, worry. That's what we got to do. Two we inches gotta, of water sitting in the bottom of the south. doesn't fucking matter. It's in the We got to make a tray. company that's not Agron makes plastic trays. I'll talk to Dude, my There's not all that plastic many plastics. You know, plastics is a heavy industry, man. So most of the... Like most of the tool oriented, like toolboxes and what, like, uh, yeah, like any kind of storage equipment and shit at like all of the Lowe's and Costco and Home Depot and literally all of them. That was my one factory in the West Bank. In in, that was uh, my grief with those faux lights was that freaking they looked like they were coming up hard under the wing of Agron and Botanicare, grow, grow, generate, you know, the the big Walmarts of hydro. They probably were, you know. Like a lot of these lighting companies are subsidiaries of far greater yeah. corporations. You know, like or we see Chinese this, this part of the company where like, oh my God, they're big for the cannabis theme. And you don't realize that that's like literally maybe 1% of the business or something, you know? I feel my brain cells committing suicide one by one. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to do what you were saying, just put, build like a little something on a slant and just have like a something at the they work. I built dozens of them. You got to put a good tub that'll hold uh, double what you expect to come off there and check it regularly. Like Fumi said, you got to take off for a while. Uh, there's also drain away trays. We're literally talking cheap. about something that costs, I think, less than. And it's been a while since I bought one, so there might have been, you know, price hikes and whatever price. else. But I think with like, if you have any kind of a normal discount at the grocery stores, it's kind of bizarre that they follow that business model still. But anyway, you have to get like a, you know, a discount or whatever. So the first time you walk in, they're gonna, you know, fleece you a little bit. But anyway, if you got like a twenty five percent discount or more, they're like maybe seventy five bucks or something, which is a ton of money for a plastic tray. Obviously, oh, you, you have know. not bought a tray since COVID, have you? Are they more than that? Oh, oh you talking three bills for a four by four right now, bro? Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why he's, that's oh, why he's talking I, about I would building grin a table. And bear it. Oh, wow, fuck, that's <laughs> also, fucking tray. I also have two by fours wow. and shit already. So my I mean, other on, on the one hand, it basically will never you'll pretty much never throw it away. Like I mean I, you might throw it away, but you'll is, never run out of it. Like it's never gonna you gotta go modular, 
but you can use the Home Depot masonry tubs fit right on top of the large HDX tub. And they are two foot by three foot. I'm going to, I really also want to, I'll show you. It's light. Yeah, pond liners and stuff. You can totally do that. But I'm like, my concern with those, they're not remotely food safe. And again, cannabis, cannabis, cannabis. It's one of those things that literally sucks anything up that's in the environment. So um, people have used, uh, you could probably use a kiddie pool. You could probably use, um, uh, what else? Uh, uh, tonight's Friday. Oh, right. <laughs> I was going to, I have two by fours. I was going to put. They're married nothing now. That's, that's every night. Those two are married. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, you know, you know I kind of John Snow. Need to figure out. I shortened this as much as I could with chain. Um, and there's still a decent gap here. I want to get this light up here a little bit more. Two more so hangers. Um, yeah, man, you get the, the strap hangers. Wait, you, you get two more hangers. hangers. Yeah, but he's uh, gonna have to put one on each corner, so he needs oh, four. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Or you can just zip tie the sucker to the freaking top of the tent, bro. But I don't. I would warn against that. HLG, I think, recommends twelve inches. Uh, nail it with uh, roofing nails. No, no, they. they HLG recommends, penny. HLG recommends 12 inches of clearance, I believe, between the top of their lights and the top of whatever it, year it, for airflow. For this one, for some oh. reason. Uh, my Diablo's uh, the rack mounted one, so it's less, but yeah. A thousand teeny tiny. They want, they want a, a foot <laughs> change. So if I put them all on this, this is a good idea. Yo, I'm always down here so high, I never thought about that. I could just put all these, four of these on each corner. Oh, I'm a dummy. Blew it. Fucking super glue. <laughs> Nail it to the roof. You guys. You're behind the times where we were we were already talking about what kind of when. All right, cool. <laughs> now I'm on the glue. Now spray foam. Spray foaming on there. The spray foam locks up in a couple hours, right? Great stuff. You'll never be able to adjust it to make sure. <laughs> they call it great stuff, man. It's gotta be great. Set where you want it. <laughs> Right, I mean, but hell, I the, the foam is also like a, a temp insulation, too. That's right? it. See, genius, genius. So it catches fire, <laughs> it catches fire. So I keep a blue while, though. I mean, one of the two, it's either an insulation or it catches fire. Third and one ways to avoid your HLG now. warranty. Can't work. So, yo, I gave my plants some of those worm castings, and they're starting to like. The tips are starting to burn on them. I was really surprised. Hmm. Did you give it too much? No, I think the soil just is really, it's got kelp meal, alfalfa meal, fishbone. I think it so was, I was just saying that, that Stonington I've heard is pretty hot. Jeff like and Lars are saying pond liner is safe, by the way. Is that true? Although I think pond liners yes. are not that cheap. Pond liners are safe because one reason, and Potent could tell you why. To be safe for fish. That's what uh, that's what Jeff was saying. <laughs> uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I think maybe the only reason why not to use a pond liner is the cost. But maybe I'm wrong on that. A lot of people now I've seen are using the like you said to be the uh, kitty pools. Hmm. The best stuff is if you can get ultra scrim or dura scrim. You can get it's about well before COVID was about three. 25 per 100 foot by six foot roll. 
it's not that expensive and it's food grade organic certifiable all that shit dollar 25 pounds well, Allison, uh, big ass palm liner for 200 bucks. I mean, that's 100 bucks more than the, the liner we were just talking about. No, 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 that's 300 bucks now, apparently. Never mind. I'm just thinking of the past. Dude, I didn't realize I was sitting on like a freaking uh, wealth. I, I have like a wealth of palm. Well, I have maybe like two of them. Like, <laughs> nice to know that I could totally like go to Vegas or something with the proceeds of my two palm liners. Baller. So. I still think this is crazy, Fumi. This is a weird auto flower. So if you look, I let it kind of do its own thing. This would be the a miracle. A miracle. It's all funky. It kind of stopped growing and it's got really funky nug growth on it. That's that LSD to five, right? Sideways. Yeah. This is one big nug right here. What's the uh, 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 uh fucking words? Um, huh. when is this? Uh, what part of flower is this? Um, probably like a week to come down. Oh, okay. So what's funky about it? Because it just looks like a kind of a stringy. I'm actually well, surprised how stringy it is. Uh, auto flower. Me too. This one right here was is the main stem. So it stopped growing a while ago. And it kind of trimmed itself and all the sides started to get really tall. And it's like, it, it grew like these really funky buds. Like they're <laughs> Look at this one. It's just funky, like sheep. That funky. Oh, I see what you mean. A little bit foxtail Yeah. And they're kind of like doubles. Try to uh, hold still for a little bit. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying. It's hard. My legs are killing me. Okay. Yeah, it's a little bit on the funkier side. It's not super duper crazy, but it's it definitely like on the funkier side. What strain is that? LSD. Oh, right on. Yeah, it's an autoflower. I really like it. It's uh, yeah. Every time I play with it and like touch it, I get a Sweet candy smell. So I'm I'm excited too. I got uh I won some L um LSD. I won some auto flower seeds in an auction the other night. I was like smash, so I'm gonna be trying some auto flowers myself. I'm getting some dirty sprite. Just fun to play with, man. Honestly, this is just filler weed for me. Like I'll have a little bit random, some random purple weed to smoke while all that other stuff's finishing and, and going off. So give me a couple ounces. I didn't take much time. It's only in a three gallon. Um, it's under a hundred HLG. Um, that's kind of why once those are done, I'm going to transfer the ones in the one gallon in here and do the three white weddings and the two blueberry cush crossed with bubble cushions and start getting those as big as possible. So when I flip the seven in the tent, I can just shift out the seven and put in whatever's in the veg tent. 
I'm just going to pop stuff and try to keep it going for a little while. And so I can play with some regular seeds and Tommy seeds and stuff like Fumador seeds. I still have some yep. stuff I have to play with. It's just like, I usually grow feminized seed because it's like, it's just easy. I'm just growing them because it's wintertime and I grow outside, but I'm going to try growing them inside. I might even set up my 1,000 watt uh, LED to grow it. Right? Um, I know it's 1,200. I put them in three, three oh. or five gallons now and just kind of don't even bother touching them. And they, they do their own thing, water them, and they seem to love it. Right on. I keep the light far away than I would. Well. Those that were small, the lights probably were a little bit underpowered when I went into flower. Um, but I kept them kind of far away, not not crazy far away. But yeah, yeah you don't do close either. They'll burn. They'll burn really. I had yeah, so I had some leaves getting hot, getting crispy, really close to one of those lights in there. I had to cut the the top of that and. And string the uh the the cords out so I could get the light up higher in the tent. Yeah, I ended up using uh, uh two coat hangers, and then oh, I I worked uh things so I can make it up higher, and then just used the coat hanger to hook them onto the the center hook like how you have it. I want to use. Can you see? Me? I want There's an outlet right here. I want to change this outlet. And there's another one on the other side. I wouldn't mind just going right into the ceiling, going up a little bit with this tent, maybe cutting the top of the tent off and putting like a, a layer of like plastic up there around it. Like really thick mill plastic. And just have it open. Have the tent open? Yeah. I mean, I use my basement as the long room. This is where everything exhausts and where I condition the air. But would it still be light tight or what? Oh, uh, yeah. I think if I did it right, it would be. Yeah. I've seen people cut open. Like, I could take down this whole wall. All the way to the other side if I wanted to, right. and just kind of grow out here and put. Like I've been thinking about how to get these plants bigger than this five by five, <laughs> as big as possible this time. I want to get as like I want to get these things bigger <clears throat> and start building out a room if I were you, Smash. Well, rather than chopping your tent up, so keep the tent for other stuff. Keep the tent for. Veg. Breeding project or something in the future or whatever. Yeah, veg, right? I have another I have another whole uh canvas without holes. Speaking of lung rooms and this and that, uh, that's another thought. Like uh, instead of um instead of keeping flower light tight and veg less light tight, like a lot of people do, uh you could keep uh the whole flower room light tight and the veg room basically is that tent inside the flower room. So basically like the lights would turn on and turn off or whatever in the flower room, but you'd have your tent that's veg or something in that flower room. And so the whole room would be flower. 
Propachuro. Uh, fuck, now I want a churro. Dude, that's literally all it takes for me to want a churro. Like someone's saying not uh-huh. even the word churro, and now I want a churro. Have you guys ever had the churros with the filling that's kind of gooey? Those are the best kind of churros, honestly. Fuck off. Bugsy's nodding. Dude. Uh, Bugsy, do you chocolate dip your churros, or do you do you just eat them pretty much uh, cinnamon? cinnamon? It depends on... Uh, there's different places that serve them different ways here oh damn oh you're in churro land man shit that's right yeah i am in churro land oh fuck i'm also in churro land <laughs> what's your what's your churro choice marty oh just straight up bro don't mess with it don't do anything crazy to it i'm the same way with the this. honestly i thought so and then i had one of those uh filled churros and i, I want to say it wasn't even like a it was like um what the hell is it called? Oh, shit, what even was it? Uh, um, custard cream or something? I'm forgetting what it was. So it wasn't even like a subtle filling or something. I was like, God damn, this is one of the best things that I've ever had as a dessert. It was <laughs> fucking amazing. Blonde churro. And then I've had like uh, chocolate okay. filling. And then not to mention chocolate dip. But again, you know, like a regular churro. It's it's hard to be a churro. Like, I mean, honestly, it doesn't even have to see, be a full churro, Frank. We're down here in like so long the pretzel churros. You're mm. up there in Portland where they do all kinds of abominable things to churros. <laughs> Stuff them with all kind of crazy crap. Well, that's the coffee shop churro. But I don't know about churros. We I don't know. I don't think we have as many churros here. Uh, we have crazy good donuts though. Donut, Portland is a really good donut city. You know. One th- the one thing you get at Taco Bell that's kind of more closely related to the authentic thing is a churro. <laughs> I was going to say Taco Bell ironically started as a hot dog stand, so I was like, is it like a dessert hot dog? Churro? No, it's was joking. It wasn't, it wasn't that funny, honestly. Uh, uh, I remember actually really looking forward to the to the churros at Disneyland. And I would look forward to them like all year. I'd be like, oh, next year I'm going, going to Disneyland. When I was a kid, I'd go to Disneyland like pretty often. We'd go to California. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I would really look forward to was like uh, 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 Space Mountain and churros. I liked, I liked uh, uh, to go to uh, Six Flags and have the... Six Flags didn't have as good of churros. Way better rides, but not as good of churros. It wasn't the, it wasn't churros I was after. It was uh, the hot dogs with the sauerkraut on them. Sauerkraut dogs that were oh, I think sausages. I know what you're talking about. Were, look yeah, at this. Churros from Disney. Look at this. I look up churros. And first, not even on Google. So it's not even like, you know, whatever. Uh, a few me know, corporate friendlies or whatever. Oh, it's no, it's, it's uh, DuckDuckGo. Okay. Duck, and it says churros <laughs> from Disney right there. Like literally right there. You see what I'm but talking about? That's a about? recipe. I don't believe that. Look at these things. Tell me you don't like. First of all, deep fried. Tell me any person who doesn't like something deep fried, and I'll call you. I'll tell you. I'll show you a liar. Well, uh, that's everybody. A, that's a Mexican have, food trait. They have a bunch of different types of churros too. I'm showing them right now. Look. That's a Mexican food trait to be deep fried. Pretty much. Like everything's cooked in lard. I'm trying yeah. to think if they pride themselves. I laugh every time I hear ones. somebody say they're going to start eating healthy by eating Mexican food. Oh my God, I laugh. It's, it, it's all manteca. It's good food. It's all it's food, though. 
Yeah, alcoholics got me beignets. Oh, for fuck's sake. I like a yeast donut. Dude, but we're talking about churros have... right now. Can we keep this about Rampart? He said uh, churros or, or beignets. Churros or beignets. I don't know if that was a... Like but we're a supposed beignet to is vote. not extruded churros as like beignet. a paste. That's kind of the unique feature of the churro and why it's like kind of a... It's already kind of a custardy dough. Like only really that... Okay, I... Uh, yeah, pretty much all of them are basically extruded like that out of a bag. And then basically the outside of it is crispy and almost bread-like. And then the closer to the inside you get, the more like custardy it gets. Well, so honestly, you don't even really have to fill them for them to be really kind of It's an extruded batter. And the, reason for, the reason for the shape is so that you have the maximum exposure uh, to oil, the maximum right. surface area. Surface so that, area. Yeah. Oh, that looks Oreo churros look fire. But a beignet yeah. is uh, actually like a dough, right? It's not an extruded flour, so it's going to no, have a completely different no, texture. They're cut, but you know what I mean. Like they're going to be probably yeah. still delicious. So I'm they, not, they don't, I'm not going to don't don't honestly, don't knock though, the beignet. I'd a take good both beignet, right a good beignet, and a good churro have a very similar texture. It's it's fry bread, bro. Hmm? Fry bread is yeah. fry bread. So my favorite pastries are <laughs> apple turnover. Like light, light and fluffy. Pastries. I'd argue with that. It's pretty fucking solid. Right? With a good scoop of ice cream, a hot one with a good scoop of ice cream. Oh. I still think, man, I still think these are cakes. Okay, we're really we're really splitting hairs here because these are probably delightfully pillow soft. But uh, crunchy on the outside, like crunchy on the inside, delightfully pillow soft. They like perfectly accept a variety of and they, Sweet, uh, you pulled up those. Pictures okay, that's and, pretty good texture. I have to be honest, but a churro on the inside, dude. This this has structure. This has like a little bit. I don't know. This should, has I like think bread skeleton shit, man. There's bubbles it and stuff. Be soft. Like churros like are basically like liquid bread. They're not. This has already quick. got like a little bit of gluten developed and shit. <laughs> I got. Like, a I think. I think I mean, look at the good. grease running off that guy's thumb. I think that's that was. That's funny. How are you going to argue right? with something like <laughs> that? That is, that is oil from that video. How do you argue like with an apple turnover? Or... You don't. Look, or look at that. something like Festival or Bami in the, in the U.S., like a cassava or tapioca bread. <coughs> Caribbean. No, but if fried bread is fried bread, it's the, the same thing. No, they don't. Unless you, go to like a, you have to go oh, to like an island place or Trinidad restaurant. Loaf of a whole wheat. Flour dough and fry that. That's not going to taste the same. Wait, why Ooh, are we looking at the strange. trending searches? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good thing we're not about Jada well. Um, yeah, the garden looks way better than it did. I'm actually pretty happy with how it's going right now. Um, I moved my temperature up to seventy-nine. Um, humidity sits at. 60 a little bit above the plants or right a little bit below the plants right at like 68 so and then when the lights go out it drops down to 60 like on the dot both of them almost because i have heat feeding in so pretty happy with every how everything looks Cherry turnovers are better. Uh, yeah, the cherries are good, but I'm not. A, what am I? Cherries give me heartburn sometimes. 
like a cherry pie or something. I don't know why. And if we're really I have heard that. I feel like I've heard that before. If we're really going to argue blueberry, turno- blueberry turnovers or a blueberry Is it bread. the sourness maybe from cherries? Or I don't know, maybe. Maybe too much acid. Any cobbler in a... Uh, I've never had a good cobbler bugs. I like pudding. As weird as that is, not a lot of people like pudding, but when you were poor growing up... like Dude, Who doesn't like pudding? What the fuck is wrong with people who don't like pudding? So fuck. Not a lot of people make it anymore. Nice. Jello like and pudding pop. Jello and pudding. Right? Mm. Dude, Adam Sandler, the pudding pops. Is that a cake pop? Cake pop! The fucking Starbucks. Not to mention pop. Punch Drunk Love. That was a great movie. Dude, has anyone ever tried one of those? I think we might need to go get a review of one. Uh, Starbucks Cake Pop. I have not. Dude, I'm going to have to try to get one. I heard they're delicious. Heard say how, yeah, how, but they're just a bite of cake. Well, it's just cake dipped in chocolate. It's not that, that you can say <laughs> yes to. I was just talking about that prick earlier today. Yeah. I, was like, I, was, I fucking love that guy when I was a kid, man. So, Oct- you're sleeping. Octotommy says, blueberries uh, do that to me. I absolutely love them, but in a pie instead of tarpon. So I guess it's just different stomachs, different biomes. I, I love blueberries. blueberries. I can eat blueberry bread and blueberry donuts is one of my favorites. I'm a tiramisu guy. Mm. I've never had a good time. I like muff blueberry muffins. I do too, but I don't. I like the whole muffin. People don't like the whole muffin. I remember when they were trying to just sell tops. Only like the muffin top. Somebody, somebody updated it for me too. Pudding. I love pudding. Ooh, (laughs) ouch! (laughs) Oh god, yeah. If it's appropriate, or like it fits him now. Oh yeah, he's free. Is he free? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, I didn't know he got out. Technicality. I mean, released... He's gonna have a show on Netflix or some shit pretty quick. They released him on old folks. Can well, we can we just like shoot him out of Carol Baskins and throw him in a tiger pit or something? That'd be nice. Speaking of which, are you guys excited about season two coming out on the seventeenth? Not at all. I actually no. been following his name. Is so Jack- I watched Dune Jack- for Fumi. Jack the Ripper. I what think mean, for me, the fuck you watched it for yourself, unless you're a. Well, I watched it. I watched it for myself, but I. Dude, that shit is so good. Tell me that shit is the not the best. It is literally the best science fiction movie that's ever been made. That's not I'm even controversial. Set with where they ended it. Because for a change, they got someone who was two. not a fucking ape monkey or whatever to, to, to put together like an actual science fiction movie. Like for a change, somebody respected science sci-fi. Dune. Like the, uh, the, the dude is an honest to god director, and he's apparently also a sci-fi nerd, which is kind of a rare uh, combination. Weirdly enough, I mean, there's obviously Ridley Scott and stuff like that, so I'm not complete. You know, there's there's tons of good directors, but how do I put it? A lot of the movies have been kind of thrown together. The first Star Wars was famously just kind of thrown together, right? So finally, this guy like he created a whole series. Now they're going to have like it's already made like three hundred million dollars. So they're going to have probably several more of these. He's created a whole empire with like a really genuinely good movie. I think it's genuinely fucking good. I think my so. daughter liked it. Said I should see it. It's worth it. She said she didn't like the cliffhanger. I don't like the end. <clears throat> I, they they cut cut it off at the wrong point for me. I think they should have gone just a little further. 
Yeah, but, you know, there's, a, there's definitely better plot points that they could have ended that on. <laughs> I'm just not a sci-fi nerd. It was enough. It was enough to make. It was enough to make Fumi think that Duncan Idaho died. I like. um, Uh, Well, I haven't read the the freaking Children of Dune and all that shit yet. Honestly, yeah. But I mean, like, they brought him back like right away. Like he was in there by the second book. That's the thing. I'm not even like halfway through the second book. Oh, dude, I could tell all kinds of stuff about Foundation though. I remember that when I was a kid, man. Foundation was the shit. They finally made it. I'm actually like one or two episodes behind. Nobody else is watching that, so I kind of gave up talking about that one. Uh, Foundation is basically the best sci-fi ever. (laughs) What's that? I had the omnibus sent to me in prison. That's kind of fun. That was like that was well. Okay, hold on. Omnibus is like all of all of yeah. You were limited beginning to the end. It's the entire foundation omnibus. So it has oh, okay. the original so it's like seven books. Okay. Yeah. It has the original. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I think it was six at this time. They gotcha. haven't released the last, last one when I was in prison. So, but it, you're limited by the amount of books that you can have. So omnibuses oh, are, are like the, the shit, you oh, know, you get, you get those big, like, you know, 1400 page freaking. Gosh, the things that you think about when you don't have uh, problems or when you, the things that you don't think about when you're not in a problem, like it's never occurred to me how many books that I could have unless I was traveling or something. Oh, you can only take so many. Well, you could physically like only have so many uh, books in like your cell or whatever. Yeah, on your property. Oh. And so then, for example, Otherwise, like you say, like, but you could cheat. You could say, oh, this one book has 10,000 pages or whatever. Yes. How interesting. <laughs> and so were there entire, I mean, I would assume now that there are potentially like book series printed just for prisoners or something, or I don't know, is that too small of a market? So, yeah, probably not a huge market. The reason but, why the limit is there, weirdly enough, is actually for magazines. Yeah, people who collect things and like, I remember there was only 12 magazines like allowed in, but you could get almost anything. There was an approved list and stuff that was banned. Um, and if you tried to send it, they would just take it. But if you sent stuff from like the actual bookstore or like the actual place that, like Noble.com or whatever, yeah, 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 because yeah. you couldn't send like, back then. If, if you had a book, you were like, "Oh, j- smashed or in jail, blah blah blah." I'm gonna send you a book. You tried to send it from your house, they would think you tried to like lease it, put contraband in it, drugs or something. They don't want that <laughs> worry of having to search it. We didn't have. I actually got like, I got lucky. I only did a little bit, but later on when I, I, I didn't really get into any fights or anything. And some stuff happened within the jail when I was there, but I never really was involved in anything crazy. I just wanted to kind of get in there and I was go. But I ended up working in the kitchen at some point and just the TVs. We were, it was like privilege. So you, you were allowed to have a TV in your cell and shit. So it was pretty cool. So, smashed over here being a trusty. Uh, I could have ever used that job. <laughs> I'm just still thinking about how how I've never had to think about like oh you know I can only have such and such book and blah blah blah. Think about um, only having, and this is if you have someone nice enough or you have money to send seventy five dollars a week to get food. Because oh, right, a lot of those places have really shitty food, right? And you're trying to like, supplement God it. Awful. God I was awful. the trustee that was mopping the floor 
at intake booking <laughs> in the in the main one downtown. Oh fuck! All these motherfuckers just got arrested, and they're all looking at me to give them an extra fucking dinner. You know, <laughs> the, the, in, the intake trustee gets all the good shit though. That's where they throw out the because the the freaking depths are dumbasses. They cigarettes and shit like that. Shit right yep. in the trash can. They there. just gave me every <laughs> and then time. The trustee we, comes, takes out the trash, and you'd be like, "All right, lighters, cigarettes. Any, these are going back to the block." <laughs> anytime you would get like into a jail around here, they hand you this the worst sandwich in the world, like bologna. It's supposed to be bologna. Yeah, everyone calls or dried it dried peanut butter. No, never. Just bologna. That's the, just the, the dick meat sandwich. They're mandated to give you a certain amount of protein, so they have to give you like six <laughs> ounces, but they're not mandated on how thick to slice it, so they just give you one slice. Yeah, and there's a fucking <laughs> milk. There's a milk in there. Cubie's over here fucking falling out. He's like thinking about Everyone bologna. It's half an inch thick, and I'm not shitting you. That's exactly what And the does. thing is... <laughs> It ended up being kind of good, but what you would have to do is fry the fucker in the microwave. That's what I was going to say. If you hit it with, like, uh, first of all, if you could just fry the fucking thing, it would be delicious. You know, like the, the entire state of Hawaii is like, bro, we eat that shit all day. It's called yeah. spam, blah, 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 blah. But, dude, like, raw. Oh. Dude, it's oh, like, hey, it's, we like found no, out. it's like grade F bologna, too. It's <laughs> like, Yo, not. you guys ever do the. The when you talk about like pig lips and assholes, that was the step above that, stand, right? Yeah. Turning yeah, things like, around the edge. You find yeah, you stuff, edge. You're like, man, this wasn't even milled thoroughly. There's like an eyeball or something in here. <laughs> is that? For a fucking chips. We used to make these things called chili bowls, and we would use like you know what a summer sausage is? Like you get them in the packages, they're already cooked and shit. So what we would use to season the summer sausage is like um, tropical punch, a fruit like Kool Aid mix. For some reason, we would cook it with the the fucking Kool Aid, and it ended up being really good with like chili and cheese. Like that's how we like we would always end up cooking and shit. Pizza, like you, it's kind of interesting the ways people find to cook. If you're in prison, though, like I, I ended up going to prison. They make like complete, like they'll cook on their desks. Like they'll they'll electrify their desks and cook on it. I've heard, I've heard in some prisons. I guess it must be like um, Mexicans as well. They'll use uh, refried beans, or you can get refried beans in prison. No cooking me that. I was pretty lucky. You don't get nothing had, in cans. Everything comes in bags. Everything's in a like, yeah. fucking plastic bag. You like spam? Yeah, in a like bag. Bo- fucking beans in a bag. bag. Everything in a bag. But you, you can boil it. You can you just can get put a hot water in it. Well, you can get a better toothbrush and stuff. But like, they were very careful. The state issued stuff. Like the razor blade was like a single razor, and they like oh. they looked at it smash, when you trade made you trade it for the next one. Now, no, you want, you want to have a good fucking laugh, Fumidor, go pull up walkinghorse.com. Walking Horse is the company oh, that no. provides all of the, all of the freaking goodies that you can get in prison. Oh, they have, no, no, they no, have, no, like, no, no. No, no, wait, wait. I got a better one. <laughs> Look up Barb Barker. Prison. Oh, God. <laughs> He's going with the with the Bob Barker prison Bob issue. Bob Barker shoes, prison mask. clothes? What is yeah, that? Oh, yeah. I've never heard of this Jews. before. Clothes, shower all, mats, shower shoes. All the stuff we have is Bob Owls. Barker, pretty it's much. It's a company? What, yeah. does he run the scam or something? I don't know. 
I have no idea. But everything we own in in the are like shoes. Rice is wrong, bitch. Yeah, Bob Barker. Yeah. They make everything in the prisons. Oh my God! Look at the jail shirt. And that the is shirt. not regional. That is, is it not the same regional. Bob Barker. We is it talking... a totally different Bob Barker? I'm not very curious. You don't know. No one ever knows. Nobody ever knew. We were talking about the regionalness of like uh, what was it earlier that like uh, the like the lawyer place. that lawyer commercial. Yeah, you know? look at the footwear. The sandals. Right. Anybody calls those shower shoes? No, we always yeah. had the flip flops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I'm in Arizona, so they were chocolates a lot. Oh, and then you see the slippers. They wouldn't even give us real shoes. They'd give you the slippers. Oh, okay. So I've heard the worst. Uh, have you ever guys ever seen the the prison in Texas? I forget which one it is. I think it might be actually Alameda or something. And they make you wear pink. Oh yeah, the uh, that's here in Arizona. That's here in Arizona. And like uh, rotten bologna, right? No, 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 no. Not only that, Sheriff Arpaio was ruled to be. In court, a racist piece of shit, yep. and, uh-huh. and um, was was actually like thrown in prison for being a racist piece of shit. Humor. And <laughs> Trump, Trump, Trump pardoned him because he's a racist piece of shit. I've done both winter and summer in his tent city. Wow. Tent city, that's it. And was that he was also trying to feed you guys super shitty food too, right? That's yeah, all. Yeah. And it's all contract shit. He, he cut it back to two meals a day, and one is a bag lunch with the shitty bologna or, or a little bit of peanut butter, That's and the other one, and us. the other one is a is a is a hot tray. You know, they bring around the cart with the stacks of the trays where half yours is on the bottom of the last guys. Yeah, we had these plastic ones you would roll around. So I'm gonna take yeah. a dab of this purple eclipse. We're coming up on a 22. No, not really. I remember um, TAC 94. Like a like the tents on Mash, like the ones that the the THC people A. lived in on Mash. Right. It was like those only like in the wintertime. It was one little tiny space heater inside. What about the one, beds though? Where they just the like Mash. Three-story bunks. Three tiers. Three-tier bunks. So they had these, in ours, they have these plastic fucking, like, bed bed sheets. Or not bed sheets, like beds. And our sheets sucked anyways. But the beds, even though, like, you would put sheets on them, they would sink. Like, the air would go out of them. You would be right on Oh, you said about the mats. Yeah. And then, like, every summer when it got really hot, you'd be sweating on them and they would make you sweat more. You could feel it so bad. A lot of us ended up sleeping on the concrete floor. So this is the walking horse 2021, 2022 winter national West catalog. <laughs> oh yeah, we have all, all basically shit. This is the shit you can buy with script or whatever. In the no, this is prison. the shit you can get ordered and sent to you. See those rubber for what for exorbitant prices or what? Mom and dad, uh, yeah, mom and cheap, dad or brother yeah, or look, sister. You can get watches, even yeah. glasses. 
Oh yeah. So how does it work? Do they let you have your like outside money, or do you, is it only the money that you earn in in the jail? Uh, or what is no, it? no. Somebody has to do it for you. You can't even use this from inside the facility. Yeah, we can't even get those. I mean, when you go, there's stuff we can order like hoodies, but it's like a specific like like list of stuff we have. They actually made it digital recently. The little clear TVs. No, yeah, we couldn't get any of that. California's shit. got so that. Until you're in prison. <laughs> we do too here in Arizona. Yeah, I was going to pull up. That was the yeah. National West one. Apparently, we you couldn't buy TVs. any of that shit. When you're in prison, you can get that shit. But when you're in jail, the only way. No, they get no, that's what I meant was in prison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In jail, like Joe Arpaio's jail, there was no thing like that. There was a day, a day yeah. room TV. Yeah, there's usually one, and you never, like, you'll never, unless you know someone and you're, like, cool with everyone on the block, which is hard, you're never going to be able to put a channel on that TV. Uh, the cops carry the goddamn remote here. No, nah, we had the remote at this one. We could, we did, we had a lot of power at this one. Um, it was pretty cool. We had to ask the cops to change the channel. Sometimes yeah. they'd put on fucking Disney just to fuck with us. Yeah, see, we, we would pull up a chair and just change it so it was easy, and they didn't give a fuck. The California catalog is intense. 340 pages. We had a guy that would eat pizza and shit while walking around, though, being a dick. You know what I mean? I got one time I was I'm in there. like taunt you. Yeah, one time I was in there for something stupid, um, trying to get out, like, like just... Some I forgot exactly. Maybe shoplifting, something dumb. And bro, those kicks though. That ukulele, dude. We were in there, and they were yeah, like, they got right. a track to run on in the prison. They were like, "All right, I'm standing in my cell because we heard boom," and we run. I run to my window because I was like, "That sounded like a bomb, for real." And uh, everyone on the basketball court's laying down. It's like wreck time. Um. So all of a sudden, I hear the door open, like the big sliding door at the main part of the jail, and I hear clink, 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 boom, again, and I get hit with like Look at that. six no rubber music balls. For me. They're called fucking the lost rounds. That music selection was terrible. Stinger, the stinger rounds. They hit us with those at the protest. Those things. Oh suck. yeah. Yeah, the, the fucking yeah hornet nest. It's a the grenade horn, yeah, that blows up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those things suck. Smash, weren't you saying that uh, they're scrolling through all these freaking pages of candy? And I was thinking, like, Smash, you were one of the guys that said, like, all you guys have to do in jail is basically eat sweet stuff. Or yeah. was it somebody else that's saying that? No, uh, yeah. Um, a lot of your treats, um, you get They want you to get fat out. because then you're less active. And you don't fight back. They also don't like working out. Like, that's generally until you get upstate. And even upstate, it's heavily regulated. You're not allowed to, like, work out in your cell. Like, you have to work out at yard time, and that's it. You can't, like, be getting yoked mm. on your own. They want you, know, you to sit down. You go out, out and use the, use the weight set, and you yeah. run the track. That's yeah. what you do. But when you're done, and that's an hour a day, if you're lucky, you know. Then you and, wash up and go and inside, you, yeah. And you don't bring that shit in the house, because if you bring that shit in the house, your house stink, and your roomie ain't going to like that. <clears throat> And if you're in a if you're lucky enough to be in a fucking roomy situation and not in a fucking jungle gym, there are some places you can get lucky enough to be put where you can get jobs. My brother had a job that uh, bro, California's off the paid chain. him like a 
Like a coffee now or speaking of jobs in jail, like the United States actually didn't actually abolish slavery. They still allow slavery for prisoners. The 13th Amendment does not actually completely abolish slavery in the United States. Uh, it is still completely legal for states to enact basically slavery. And, and you re- go read the 13th Amendment. It actually cuts that out. As, as they as have a, jobs, but they don't pay anything. But yeah, it's but like, I, the point is, is that I they, they need drove to have right past Changing today. For, for prisoners and for, for people that work in restaurants, both of those groups need to be, that both of them need to be declared minimum wage no matter what. If you're fucking yes, working, agreed. get your fucking 100%. money. No. I don't give a they fuck if you're I don't give a fuck Let's where see. you are. If you're working, you earn the fucking money. We were in a chain game because we were just on probation, but they would make us go to the side of a highway and clean it up all the time. Uh, same here. And we had to do it. I've seen those same chain here. games, yeah. I think it's been yeah. a while since I've seen them chained up, but I that's I just kidding. highway. That's just adopt a highway. The chain gang is when they're out like no, all no, in no. orange was, vests and the hard hats with the chain. This was probation, together. like actual yeah, state probation. I mean, they didn't adopt the highway. They, it was it, we had the they, oh. they have a level probation. So level three. I've been locked up, bro. They got tablets. Yeah. We had a adult probation department was on the sign that said this part of the highway. Oh yeah, not ours. Adopted the highway. There you go, Fumi. This is what I was talking about. Yeah, uh, shit like clear radio and clear CD player. They banned. uh, They banned um, advertising for weed dispensaries and stuff for billboards. Uh, and then all the dispensaries realized they could adopt a section of highway and get their their brand up on the freeway. So suddenly all the dispensaries are buying up all the donating all these sections of freeway. And the state had to come in like a year or two later and 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 basically like block it. And it was funny because like the roads were never cleaner during that, <laughs> that like one to two year thing where all the dispensaries it were fucking the road. Dude. It was like classes. We we had to go to class every day. Like some students have used classes from like and like if you were late, you couldn't go in. Um, even like five minutes late, any after five minutes, you were potentially go to jail. Grow lamps. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> you set up some ventilation in there. You set up a little tent. It was crazy. You should see some of the, like, well, dude, think about how people make booze and stuff in jail. It's I was just, just going to say that. Talk about weed and not about something that's... Uh... Did you get a wash burn in there, Yamaha? No. I don't know. It sucks. You played Jaws Rock. So, Marduber, you had extensive criticisms about uh, the new Dune. You were thinking. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't have extensive criticisms. <laughs> By no means extensive. I just thought the, the jumping off point was a little uh, either too late or too soon. Like they either should have. There's a bunch of cut scenes <laughs> and evidently he doesn't do like uh, like director's cuts or whatever. So they're probably not ever going to be uh, re-put in. But um, 
you know, they, they did kind of paper over a lot of stuff, you know? So if you didn't, if you hadn't read the books, some of the plot, you know, that was the first time I, I've actually watched a couple of times now. The first time I watched it, I remember thinking like, man, I where's, understand all this stuff. Where's, wait, but wait, like, where's all the scenes from Shottam's Cork? That one scene with the Sardaukar is all Well, that's going to be, I think that's going to be the second yeah. book. That's coming. Or I mean, of, uh, the other thing too is like, this look, is still like, just the first pro- plotting. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, Go ahead. That started out like the original movies, the books. That all started out with kind of a two perspectives: Irulan's and Paul's, and they were both being thrown into this. It wasn't just right. Paul's story. I think what they should have done is they should have had a five or ten minute intro that kind of explained like what spice is, why it's important, the different families, and just covered him for like a minute or two to kind of fill people in that just hadn't read the fucking thing. And- and the missing of the geriatric properties of the spice, I feel that was like an integral part of the whole thing. Yeah. Was the, all the rich people in the galaxy, not just the space people, but like all the rich people in the galaxy wanted this shit because it made them live like twice as long. Well, that and how the Benny Jesuits. I think it like, does because Baron Harkonnen ended up getting killed at like 84 and he was 500 pounds or whatever. Yeah, but no, they explicitly say, no, no, they explicitly say kind of a they call it the, the geriatric book. spice. Referred well, to that and like how, uh, how the Benny Jesuits were kind of like drug addicts. <laughs> they were like, yep. like craving it all the time. How that was well, like and extending the, their own lives through their religious mantras or whatever, you know, sorcery, whatever. Yeah, I think they're good. and and I I think they missed an opportunity to to like tell a girl's side of the story a little more with Irulan because they've got to bring her out at some point because she's like kind of a big part of the whole story. Well, this, they- it falls for the same Hollywood shit, dude. Where there's got to be a hero. You know, I'm thinking about this like how in the world are they going to make him to be a villain or anything else or anything short of a hero in the future? Um, how do I put this? Uh, Okay, apparently I'm getting stumped. He's supposed to be an anti-hero. I should say this story yeah. is supposed to be about, you know, beware what happens when a hero uh, befalls your, your civilization. Well, well and they're basically creating they're him up, into, like, Luke Skywalker. And they're setting up the Chani story, like his love interest, without setting up the other story, which is the how the reconciliation comes about, the imperial forced marriage, because he doesn't actually get to marry Chani. Like, he, it's his... It, like as it plays out, if you read the books, it's his like job to marry the prince or to marry the emperor's daughter to like fix shit. On the other hand, let me uh, uh, offer this perspective that uh, especially that dude, he's not really into kind of explaining things. He just kind of drops you into a whole new world and then lets you inhabit that world for a little while and then you leave. And so, for example, like Sicario or Arrival. Arrival is a fucking crazy good book about like literally like aliens that are actually honestly alien for a change. And they come and they, they, they arrive and nobody knows what the fuck, why they're there or anything else they're trying to figure out. They do not offer a lot in the way of explanation because no one in the story has an explanation to give. So it would be basically lying for them to give us an explanation. They basically just show us, they don't tell us. And so thinking in the same way, like maybe they're just getting us to inhabit this new world for you know two and a half hours, and then you leave. I guess know. they're missing Hello. some plot points, though. Kind of like well, Pope was saying, they could have oh. used a, a, just a quick. If they're going to skip all that shit, then let's give us a little primer on what the Galactic Empire yeah, is. Still don't where really spice know what comes from, is, yeah. them, you know. Like, like, this is like even Star Wars has the like crawling scroll in the beginning, and they kind of at least figure you know, it. 
<laughs> long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Once upon a time, yeah, frankly, yeah. The Rebel Alliance. But that's arguably because that. Star Wars is frankly. A, I mean, I don't want to piss people off because I piss people that's off all. every time I say that cats are not as smart as dogs. Uh, Star Wars is not nearly as well put together as something like Dune. I don't think. No, it's not. It's not no, at all. But there's also like the maybe small now, because they like canceled the opening scene originally or some weird shit like that. If you go back and read up on why they had that, but simply just having some, I think that it would have really helped a lot of people grasp the movie better if they had again just a quick intro on the universe about what's going. Even I mean, look at um, look at uh, uh, Tolkien. Look at when they did Lord of the Rings. They did a quick little thing like that in Lord of the Rings, right, where they they show the different characters for a set for kind of introduce them and then explain what why they're relevant for a second um i don't know i it just i think that it would really would have benefited probably i, I, I saw someone in a video about that and i couldn't agree more i think but honestly i think even, it was even the new jurassic park has that they have the the flashback to going back to the ancient times and where some of the dna some of the original animals got killed that they got the dna from and shit so like you know, I feel like. Do you know what? That wasn't that kind of movie at all. I want to say, like, it, the whole movie barely had any dialogue, honestly. Like, it was mostly them flying through places and doing stuff and fighting and whatever else. Like, hardly any talking happened oh, yeah. at all. So, they really did very little telling and all showing. And so, I'm just thinking to myself, like, uh, the very first thing that you hear or see is the throat singing, basically. And you don't know what the fuck it is. You're like, what the fuck was that? It's just, and it says, like, dreams or messages from the deep. And then that doesn't make any sense until way later in the movie. And it's not even a really completely <laughs> direct thing. Uh, was that you, Marty? You know, yeah, I could opposite? agree more. That was like, what the hell? Yeah, for real. You know, what's the opposite? But you know what I mean? It's setting off like a mystical experience as opposed to one where you're like using your it left brain. Jarring. Blah, 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 you know, you know, what's the opposite that I watched lately? New Curb Your Enthusiasm. The writing on that fucking amazing. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Fuck. Oh, so surprised because I'm sure I'll love it. That's one of those ones. It's like I never watched uh, Rick and Morty because I just thought for some dumb reason I thought I wasn't going to like it. Turns out I actually really like it. Uh, Curb your enthusiasm. I've just for some reason always been busy and never really watched it, but I'm sure that I would like it. That's the thing. This fun, like cringy humor where you're like, ah, this is like too uncomfortable. I want to turn it off. And then it's like super fucking funny. And And Larry David was the funny part of Seinfeld, honestly. Like that was like when I watched Seinfeld, it was basically for Larry David pretty much. Oh yeah, and you could totally see like watching watching Curb, you can see like all of, of Larry David and, and most of Seinfeld's fucking shit. But I don't know. I, I think that this he, there's two episodes out now, and they've been fucking hilarious. I like that the Dune is not super explained, I have to be honest. And then it'll get people more interested. Like, oh, what was the, you know, what was the story? And uh, Go read the book. Yeah, probably. Nobody's going to go read the book. Some people do. A lot of people actually do, honestly. Especially these people big, reading like, books stuff. Yeah, people are, honestly. Um, Come on, vote in that poll so we can put a new one up about books. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, actually, we should do a poll. Uh, your mama likes polls, by the way. Always have to mention oh, that. Uh, tomorrow's Harry Wednesday. Potter we could do. Kids uh, back reading a lot. See, uh, adults too. There were a ton of adults that that were obsessed with Harry Potter. I could never honestly I like understand it. that, but 
no offense, but I, I was a little bit puzzled by a lot. A, fr- a friend of mine was obsessed with it. Went to all the conventions and everything else. I got um, a copy of Philosopher's Stone from England, like a first copy before it ever came here. Mm, I, I want one. I want a Philosopher's Stone. I mean, yeah. No, like before anybody, even before it was even released here, anybody ever heard you of it? Like, before it was cool. I'm the original hipster, bro. In it's America, only cool if you got a handwritten copy from when she was writing it in the borders in Scotland. Basically, like I, in wherever city she was in, she was apparently drinking coffee or whatever with what? Like oh, I. Extra creamers for food because she couldn't afford the food and reading, write, writing books. So if you got a handwritten Lord, copy of that or like printed off maybe from the borders printing machine. Now you're cool. Like, fine. I'm going to put on my Scottish hat then. Oh, I'm right, fine, Marty. We're fine. You're cool. All right, fine. Uh, what was I going to say? I can't remember. Something. I'm smoking more guys. There's an injury saying uh, she's never stopped. Well, really, I'm thank giving her all she's got, Captain. Can't wait. She's got your mama uh, saying Tommy's different. Oh, the poll, the freaking tomorrow. Uh, I was trying to get to uh, yeah, your mama. Weed and whiskey wow. Wednesday. Well, your mama's already covered. Uh, weed and whiskey Wednesday, or. <laughs> Because that would be tomorrow, or game night, or trivia, or wacky, wild, wildebeest. I don't even know. That's a a rough draft. I was was just coming up with that just then. I know that it sounded really polished, but uh, I I literally just came up with it. Uh, Harry Potter's Field of Dreams. I like it. If you grow it, they will. How about... How about this for first editions? I got to switch my camera back. I was looking at my dab here. You have a first edition of Shakespeare? Then we'll talk. Goosebumps. Right on. I used to have a first edition <laughs> of Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass. And I made the mistake of giving it to an ex. Who's got a book within reach? That's what I yeah. want to know. Yeah, that was I've that. got right several, here. but they're technical <laughs> manuals. I got two of them. Yeah, kind of the best book. Right. Oh, the one. You need a first edition of the Bible. You get God's <laughs> autograph on it. God's autograph. Now that's worth something. <laughs> I thought Moses <laughs> brought it. Be well. So important, or something was so important, why did it take 300 years to write that shit down? Just asking. <laughs> I'm still thinking, how would God sign? He would just like, he would sign it with his finger. Yeah, and like this stone tablet. I thought Moses broke those. Like, I nah, he would just deal. be like the original OG, the OG, <laughs> the original God. <laughs> <laughs> just G. I'm so OG. I'm just G. <laughs> yeah. Probably that's probably what it is. We'll upset Fumi here. But it's upside down. Oh. <laughs> All right. You can't read upside Classic down. Kings by George R. R. Martin. <laughs> why, why am I upset now? Oh, because you were talking smack on Game of Thrones. No, those dickheads. They, they freaking created like- a beautiful show. And then they're like, oh my God, we can make more money. Speaking of Star Wars, apparently they got they got a great contract. Sitting right Star Wars. next to my. They're like, oh, we got to get out of here. Do look at that. My that girl Bible does not. Con- Contain information on LEDs. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Out of date. Yeah. Or email. Or what? Cryptocurrency. 
What else? We're coming up on 20, guys. It's so somebody 18, asked me about yeah, this sure. heptonium, yeah. which is a nano emulsified CBD, which they're getting ridiculous prices for <laughs> per gram. Um, anyways, uh, only 55 cents per 16 milligram serving. Uh, um, these types of water soluble powders, uh, I don't know the, uh, let me find the ingredients here so I can read it. Here's Jet. Uh, anyways, um, they were one minute early. Uh, it's it's not a well, it's the problem. Is, is that unless you're using a good carrier oil, it doesn't yeah. really matter if it's nano emulsified or not. And, and if you make it hyper water available, it reduces the bioavailability in terms of uptake to the human yeah. or the dog. So you're kind of trading one for the other. Um, it, it, yeah, so it, it's decent, but there's definitely better out there on the market. Really yeah, okay. Stone. They don't have any really good uh if you make the poll about weed, it's gonna it's gonna pass. <laughs> we do the poll. Uh yeah, I'm gonna try to <laughs> pull people what they want. Weed whiskey Wednesday or trivia or game night. I see also night. there's like I 75 people in here live watching. Me. Smash that thumb, vote in the polls. We don't know you're here if you don't interact. You don't have to chat, but like at least do those things. What's going on, iMatic? Raymond, Lars, Tony, thanks for everybody hanging out. So and, uh, just looking. I make a similar hey, product. Hey, I make a similar product in Oklahoma that's really similar to that product, but ours is much more available because we use better carrier oils than they're using. Um, so you'll have a, a better uptake with the right carrier oil formulation. There's some other tricks you can do to to accelerate uptake, but I, you know, that's all proprietary. All right, the next poll is live. All right, it's almost live. Now it's live. By the way, the previous poll, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the, the question was: Weed is good. The answers were yes. I'm a hippopotamus. What are you, dumb or yogurt? Not even the good kind. You'll be happy to know that yes, one with a, a resounding 46%. So we is resoundingly good in this room. That's almost presidential. I would say so, man. I would say that was, uh, especially since it's 20% above the, the, the runner up, which is I'm a hippopotamus, which is uh, still a strong candidate at 26%. So weed is definitely better, but uh, I'm a hippopotamus at 26%. What are you, dumb? At 17% and following that up, uh, uh, rounding out the rear, honestly, is yogurt. Not even the good kind, uh -huh. 9%. So not very popular. The, 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 probably a better kind would be more popular next time. But uh, now we have, ladies and gentlemen, a, a new poll. Poll is uh, tomorrow night, Whiskey Wednesday, Trivia, or Game Night, or also <laughs> Wacky Wallaby Wombats. Uh, that's a work in progress, of course. But uh for example, yeah, we'd have to get Ozzy back. I don't know. He's been threatening to come back yeah. for one of these episodes. It's been a little bit busy. Uh, we could probably taunt him maybe enough if we talked about marsupials. I would assume that that's what gets Australians yeah, hot. I would, I would think. Wacky wallaby wombats. Maybe. 
playing games. Why? Why? Because they're upside down. Is that why potent, or what do you think? Or what the midget wrestling? Yeah, because I was thinking like marsupial stuff would be more interesting for them. Like I don't know. It's just funny to see them use like beer bottles as rockets and stuff. Gotcha. I was thinking like you could have. This is probably rude though. I don't know if this is allowed, but you could probably like. I don't know. I probably shouldn't even say it. I was like, play up the marsupial thing. You could have like a large person carry a small person in their pants. Uh, like a kangaroo fight. How that. like the midget is the Joey? Dude, I think the kangaroo. We already had that. Oh, that's that's Master Blaster from punches. Mad Max. Honestly, though, like a kangaroo, <laughs> like uh, 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 what are they? Called? Kangaroo <laughs> octagon. You tell me that wouldn't be fun. Dude, that'd be awesome. It's like it's animal it's like abuse, so I, I regret saying it, but. Remember in the pools, like your girlfriend and like you know, visualize high school, the chicken fights. You hold hold the chick on your shoulders, your friend on the shoulders, and you fight right. like that. Except with like with kangaroos, make some kind of like belt. You know, those maybe those like baby belt belts. Maybe the kangaroos on. want to fight. Maybe we're not exploiting them, and they actually are pissed off at each other. Yeah. So who would you nominate as a fighter? Peter Dinklage or? We man, yeah, definitely English. Peter Dinklage. He's a strong contender. Pretty much everything I've ever seen him in, he's done well in. I think he <laughs> would. He's probably ripped. I would imagine he's got money now and stuff. So I bet he has like a personal trainer. He seems like the kind of guy to invest in himself. So I, I would. I would put money on Peter. I bet he's like a black belt and stuff. Yeah, but we man what, can but take a hit way more. He's got way more wine tasting or something. Could you get a black belt in wine tasting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can get a certification. How are we I talking black about this Seriously. Uh, I want a black belt. You should sell the one the black belt karate. I got a black belt wine tasting. Hey, go fumi. Ripped kangaroos. <laughs> that is a ripped kangaroo. <laughs> that is a muscular kangaroo. <laughs> Look at the fucking muscles on that fucking thing. <laughs> Look at that thing. You want to arm wrestle that thing, Mark? Look at that fucking kangaroo. Arm day. The kangaroos are saying, what? We want. The other kangaroos are out just doing leg day all the time. He's out there getting fully balanced. Voices. Strength. Bigger. You guys were talking about fighting kangaroos. That's all I can think of. That's not a jacked kangaroo. This is a jacked kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even Stony know what you would do with a kangaroo like that. Stony Stony Creek Creek says on the juice, I bet. Huh. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you would like to join our Discord, I forgot to say that earlier. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. You will probably He's crushing his toe die laughing. Or... Hey, if, if I That's pick trivia, trivia, I'm just wondering: is trivia the uh, the what's that called? The cards against humanity? Would that be game night? No, I guess that would be game night, probably. Yeah. Okay. Uh, trivia would be. I guess I have a trivia game teed up with That's like questions funny. from Marduber and West Engine and blah blah blah. Um, so yeah, I suppose that would be more like that. Wait, whoa, the whoa, one whoa. that I have is actually multiple choice. So the trivia night, I guess I should say that. So this trivia would be 
because uh, you know we put enough work in it. I guess we'll, we'll just do that one until we do another one. Uh, that one's multiple choice questions, so it'd be like trivia with multiple choice questions this time instead of like open freeform questions, or some form of game night. Like last time we did uh, cards for formality or whatever else. Uh, there was another that one was we could potentially do. That was pretty fun. I'm a little bit worried that we almost ran out of cards. We have to take a look at that. Maybe there was like another pack. Oh, no, that we no. Could I realize, to. Yeah, yeah. I realized what the issue was, and that's why they were way different the second time. Got or, it. Or have it, but I can actually disable the, the the base deck and just make it all the custom decks and stuff and all right the on. side stuff so we can get rid of all the old question cards and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And the audience was able to play too. In fact, the second round, the audience won. They actually, they, they yeah. clowned all over us. Like a couple people just like were totally above everybody here. Yeah, that was funny. That's shit. That was a lot of fun. We got to do that again sometime soon. I made some questions. Well, so that's an option for tomorrow. Trivia so, uh, yes. ladies and gentlemen, uh, so far, actually, that. trivia oh. is winning, but uh, no, no, they're, they're tired. Trivia and Whiskey Wednesday are winning. That might be fun to rotate them, do like trivia one mm. week and game night the next week or something and kind of break it up. I was wondering why you didn't have all of the above because last oh, time we trivia. Went, yeah, went through a couple of rounds. I mean, who says you can't? National trivia. That's true. You could do trivia and then game night after. That'd be fun. Whoever that survives. Fun too. Uh, yeah. And, with, and whiskey. Wallaby Wombats. And, uh, dude, I don't mind. West Engine and I would be, we'd be fine with that. In fact, uh, two-time champion with, uh, West Engine will probably be like, bring it. You know, throw bring down. Come on, bring it. Bring it on, man. He'll be like, I'll become three-time champion, drunk or not drunk. Doesn't matter. I, I don't hey, care. Hey, it's midnight in Dallas. Did, did zombie JFK come back? God. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you read some things in this life now, and you just, nah. I don't even know. Like, do you shake your head anymore? I don't, I don't even, I don't even do that. I just have this, like, I don't know. It's a resigned, like, oh, fuck kind of stare off into the distance mentally you know what i mean like i don't know what to say man like zombie jfk is going to come back and declare trump is the real president of, come on <laughs> who, who fucking do they have driver's licenses i mean jesus fucking christ silence if you think i'm joking like you guys people, you think that we're making this up you guys think that we are literally making yeah, this think, up we're not you making think this i'm up. just like bullshitting you Look, I'm not. The people literally, literally went real. to the grassy yeah. knoll today, expecting JFK. Literally, though, I saw oh. an aerial portrait. Wait, wait. Literally, dozens of people. Yeah. Literally, dozens. Tens of their fellow friends came. Yeah, yeah, here. <laughs> so wait, QAnon, QAnon oh said God. that like zombie JFK was coming back. Yes. Yep. Why did, did nobody have a topless? For his why did nobody, yeah, why did nobody have a topless caddy? That would have well, been so weird. Uh, yeah, that that would have been, been so weird. Yeah, and why. riding on back, riding up on it's the trunk. Fault. Why it's was no fault. one in the goddamn book depository? Right. Great-grandson <laughs> of... Uh, what was Harvey Oswald's wife's name? I can't remember. Some Russian chick got me. Saran, you know, didn't Saran Sirhan uh, get a almost got out of prison last time? I know he was up for for parole. I think so. Yeah, maybe. Uh, they let out. What's his face? Uh, Hinkley? No, wait. Am I thinking the right guy? The dude that shot uh, Reagan, I believe. 
because he's basically just kind of like Cosby. No, I mean the guy's basically harmless, but he's you know he's, he, I don't I don't know how do I say I'm stoned. So yeah, like um, Cosby, he's he's too old to do. No, anything. Cosby's a fucking prick. Dude. He's a, <laughs> he's a <laughs> shit. Uh, dude's yeah, he knows what he's doing. This other dude evidently is just harmless. So. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Well, at one time he shot the president in the chest. Yeah, this one time, you know, that did happen. The little incident. It's an interesting well, the one, though. Like, uh, right? like we, we've gone through some interesting discussions today. Uh, but uh, I don't remember who was talking about this. But uh, I want to say it was somebody on the show. And then we were talking offline. But I cannot for anyone to have been private anyway, I guess. But. Anyway, they were saying like, man, I've been in rooms with uh, rapists, murderers, whatever. And, you know, not in the context of them, you know, doing some stabbing or something. But, you know, like after the fact, I think it was maybe like in uh, prison rehab or something. I cannot remember the context. But they're basically saying like, if you were to forget all those things about these people, like they have hobbies, they have interests, they have, you know, like they're, they're basically normal people. And then there was this one little event in their life where they did, what the fuck? Holy shit. And they went to jail. Apparently Hinkley is wrinkly. And has a YouTube. Somebody, there's a couple wow. people in chat saying JFK Jr. is still alive. JFK Jr. died in a plane crash in 1999. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Man. That. Uh, they might be thinking of RFK Jr. I think is his name. No, Wait, no, no, no. There, it was a, it it's was Elvis. A, yeah, RFK conspiracy Jr. Theory. So what it about a, a, I didn't realize that there was a whole thing about Paul. Uh, who was the first Beatle that died? Um, Harrison. Uh, well, yeah. that's debatable. Well, yeah, whether or not he actually... Oh, right, because they were or, robots, right? No, no, it's Lennon, What's and they say that... Who is that, the... They Vladimir say it's, it's No, we're talking about Billy, Spear, Billy Shears, right? Like the no, original uh, the original person... Always cracks played, me up no, no, in no, no, the no, Lebowski. The Walter's Paul like, what? Yeah. Vladimir Ilyich Lennon? Yeah. The, the, Billy Shears was uh, the name of a winner of a Paul McCartney lookalike contest who they claim replaced Paul McCartney after Paul McCartney died in a tragic accident in 1964. I've heard that, that fan theory. Yes. I find it very unlikely, but that's why they say they say Billy Shears and the, the Sergeant Pepper. There's a whole thing about Paul, Paul oh, McCartney. 64. Yeah. Having died and that they were, the British government was afraid of mass teen suicide. So they like immediately got this guy to replace him. And that's why, like, if you play the records backwards, it says, like, we miss you, Paul, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, turn on me, dead man. I buried you, Paul. Anyways, that's where that all comes from, is that it's like the Beatles way of, like... Well, and Ringo has kind of backed this, being the last living Beatle now. He's like, you know, no, it's me and Paul and fucking, like... The Verdoin? The Verdoin? So mind you, like I was just looking this up. I was like, all right, what, what the fuck? Beatles, what? Uh, so let me show this. Like uh, the Beatles, they only made albums for like four years too, by the way. It's kind of crazy. Uh, the first album was in March 22nd, 1963. And you're saying that already in 1964, evidently yes. they replaced McCartney. That was the and thing. And then they had he had, several he had, other hits and McCartney was, uh, even, McCartney. Though, even though all the the... the Oh, the fake guy. Even though all the biggest hits came later, it was actually the fake guy. Billy I mean, Shears. Dude, I don't even know. A, what what a, songs are on these albums that are so fucking... They're not the only ones. It's not about really the songs. Like he said, they were worried about the image. 
Dude, they weren't even famous in 1963. Only they? in England. That's what I'm saying. Like nobody gave a shit. The English so they miraculously, government did. Yeah, they miraculously found. Oh my fucking god! Like I literally, if you even, Google, if you Google Billy Shears, that Paul is dead. Wikipedia comes up as the top response. I'm glad it does, but I just find it to be dumb. This is where it gets even crazy. There's so many right? plausible list so things like, that are just fucking dumb. There's a similar thing about Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> a clone? Wait, wait. But this was a lookalike. This is they're saying this is a clone. Oh, no, it's a look. Especially since people remember the name Avril and they're like, oh, my God, what happened yeah, to her? Yeah. Well, now that you're thinking about her, here's a clone. Yeah, and then Paul McCartney. Oh, and Paul McCartney's there, too. Taylor Swift, Beyonce. So this is like a lot of these conspiracies about them being killed off. I was just enlightened recently about the whole uh, fan beef between the Rihanna and Beyonce fan clubs. I was unaware of it. <laughs> Evidently, everyone, you know, talks about how Beyonce is, you know, the hot shit, right? Like Queen Bee and blah, 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 or Bay or whatever. And uh, literally, I've heard women call her, like grown women call her like Queen. I don't even remember what it is, Bay or B. I've just got like 15 downvotes probably. But anyway, um, uh, white chocolate one, is actually. garbage. White chocolate is I think fake. there were literally five no. and it just went to four. Yeah. Did it? Wow. Seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's well, there you go. I guess they like our uh, they like our vibe. They like our uh, swagger, probably. Anyway, evidently Rihanna is much uh, richer than Queen B, so to speak. So if you were to go it's by the, that, like crazy, evidently so. Yeah. The, the time traveler with yeah. the cell phone from 1938. There's a couple of these where they got people like suspiciously uh, texting. Yeah, you you can. There's a bunch of these old weird old videos that are like. You know, I think it was a Star Trek communicator. What about that? There's there's a modern time travel one too. There was a guy I forgot where he came back from. Yeah, John Teeter. Tobus is saying uh, some people think Jim Morrison faked his death and became Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh? No. By some people. I could see him becoming, I could see him becoming Tim Curry. Just going to say that's an odd conversion of life paths. Tim Curry, I would totally believe. Didn't Family Guy do something like that where there was a Rush Limbaugh suit? Oh God! Why would you wear that on purpose? No, that they were probably says that, like, that the Beatles were time travelers. Suit. Yes, definitely knew they are. Uh, in fact, I've alive. heard that they are space time travelers. In fact, I didn't realize Tim Curry was still alive. I thought he passed away. He's barely alive. Don't He's say alive. shit like that, man. Jesus Christ! Don't jinx him. They are. Speaking of uh, old people on the edge of death, uh, you guys want to place some bets on the queen? Dude, talk about Mitch McConnell, man. We're going to jinx people. Talk about him. I just—I think the queen will outlive that whole family. Honestly, I think I think uh, what's his fuck uh, Prince Charles or whatever will literally die of old age, and the queen will still be hanging. 
and then probably the sun too. Yeah. <laughs> and then like just to be around. Should be like a hundred well, years too, old. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of countries that have sworn to break field for the British Empire. There's somebody's feeding back, somebody. back hard. Is it D? Maybe. There's a there's a, uh, there's no. a bunch of countries that have signed over to break their their uh, allegiance to Britain once the Queen passes away. So you're gonna see like a political change in the world that I think people just kind of forget about. Jamaica is going to officially break ties. I think Canada is another one that's officially breaking ties. Zimbabwe. There's a bunch of them that were like, well, I think Zimbabwe already did, but there's some African ones that are like, the Queen's the last thing holding or whatever the British empire still have political relations with them that are going to change once she dies, you know, specifically. So I think uh, it'll be a bigger impact that people realize, but I don't know. I think it's going to happen soon. She's she's been in bad health for the last two weeks, and she doesn't stop doing public stuff very often. Hmm. We'll see. Well, I shouldn't have been so glib then. I'll see. I think oh, well, she's trying to get the uh, Christmas tree this year. I mean, would you? Just look at the guy. <coughs> I think she's been trying to outlive Charles, but is not going to succeed. Maybe she think of my grandmother. Away. She liked the queen. She's going to be 104 in December. Oh, wow. So who, here's a question. Who do you think is going to live longer, David Attenborough or the queen? Because they have the same birthday. Ooh, David Attenborough. Hands down. You know what's super awesome? David Attenborough went and recorded like a fuck ton of audio specifically for the purpose of them using it for d- mm. digital generations right. so he could like forever be the voice of nature <laughs> that's, that's awesome however that's, that's awesome. also kind of shitty because basically that means that nobody else could ever have that job fine you know nobody does it ever occur to nobody like, needs to no you know one what ever. no actually Kevin honestly Morgan, i'm no kind of annoyed by this like, this, you know what that's not true honestly that's not true at all because life is all about change and these fucking old ass dinosaurs we've been talking about this no offense to anybody but I've been thinking about this, like Terry Gross a few years ago on NPR was saying she was retiring. And I was like, fucking thank Jesus. Because honestly, I've never really liked her. I never thought she had probing questions or anything else. It doesn't really matter, but I didn't voice, really like though. her. Terry Gross's voice was not I wasn't good. a fan. Let's be honest. I was not a fan. But a lot of people said, oh my God. But Richard Attenborough or David Attenborough. But my point is, is like, she decided oh not to leave and she's still there. And she's now 100,000 years old. And I'm not the only person I know that has disliked her bullshit for ages. And even if you did absolutely love her to death, she's been there for like 30 fucking years. Yeah, but they're Let just, someone making, else they're just making him into a series so that they can still, somebody else will be writing the scripts and just feeding them into a David Attenborough series. that's the point. It's not even just the scripts, man. It's all of it. You know what I mean? Like, how do I put this? Uh, dude, it's like Ron Swanson. Everyone knows Ron Swanson this, Ron Swanson that. So it's now like the, ah, that's a bad metaphor. Um, I guess I'm not probably going to, but maybe I'm just too stoned to sell it. I don't know. I'm just like, even just that announcer position, honestly, there's, there's, there's a sense to change that too. You know, there's gotta be somebody who can be the new voice of that. Well, actually, yeah. Now that I think about it, Attenborough is like the, he's like the face of conservation. He's like the face I mean, he's been doing it for a super long time, but well, the face of nature, but not only that, I think he's famous for a lot of that whole kind of nature scene, basically in the, in the the UK and the BBC, because he's been working for the BBC for ages. So what am I trying to say? Um, uh, uh, apparently, I am stoned. Uh, 
Uh, I guess he he's I think he's the the head of a bunch of charity. Maybe I'm getting this fucking wrong. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's on a board of a ton of charities. And, right, exactly. And, he gets invited yeah. to this, that, and the other. And let's just assume that, that I'm freaking not All making kinds up of half of this, which I am basically. Uh, exactly. And so basically, like, why not have somebody else basically when he dies? There won't be anybody to replace him on those those uh, charities. There could be somebody else that does those things. You know. I think they're more talking like, about like um preserving him. To be or the voice just, of in certain yeah. situations, like he could be like the begin for doing new intros at the beginning of shows. But they're gonna make him into <laughs> series. Still have a program. All of these crazy. He's realistic. They're gonna gets, milk him like a freaking cow, man. They're gonna make him the voice of everything because that's what sells. Do you, you think he a contract uh, and they can't get out of it? Do you think he gets free passes? The, the, like, the ghost till after. They like, have a contract yeah. that was signed till he I think his died contract is they, they slaughter a, a, they slaughter the most expensive animal and feed him the the, the <laughs> steak of it. Okay. That's that's the secret to keeping him alive. That's it. Um, the uh, uh, <laughs> where do you think all those rhinos went? Um, right. The uh, do you think that like. He gets free passes to the zoos. Can you imagine being like the person at the zoo? And he's like, come on, I want to get in for free. And you're <laughs> like arguing with this like kid that has no fucking idea who he is. He's like, no, sir. Tonight is not uh, retirement night. Tonight is regular price. No discounts. No, because he'd be traveling with an entourage anyway, going to the zoo. Be like Futurama, a bunch of heads in a jar. To be fair, he rolled around on a car by some candy stripers. Right. His brother had found Jurassic Park. You know, I'm serious though. Like there's the there's a kind of a persistent uh lack of turnover in a lot of places. And you have basically a lot of people who, frankly, in older times, I mean people feel healthier than they used to be. People used to retire, I think, earlier because they didn't feel very healthy, and then unfortunately they, they kicked the bucket. Not too long after that. These days, uh, a lot of people are healthier way, way, way later in life. And so instead of actually retiring and enjoying life, they work until they basically fall over dead. Yeah. yeah. He started work at the BBC in 1965. See what I mean? <laughs> I mean, That's the guys, I mean, <laughs> but at this, yeah, I mean, come on, dude, 95, like enough. Let somebody else do it. I mean, seriously, nobody ever talks about that kind of stuff. Somebody should say it. I realize it's probably an unpopular Ooh. opinion, but seriously. Who would you even get to there? 95. Dude, there has to be 100,000 people in the fucking nation of the United Kingdom that could voice that extremely well. Man, woman, or child. I don't know, probably not a child, but you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be tons there's of people. There's a few kids, I bet, that could. Kanye West. Oh, Definitely, we got the Yeezy brand. We got he's gonna wear Yeezys when he goes and looks at the. <laughs> oh no! No, the pack gotta be the Snoop D O W. The music's all auto tune. We're talking you about how he's freezing over. Uh, nobody even knows this? he's British. Oh, look you at that tiger! That's a good one. Eat that guy! Dude, he's Scottish. Oh. He's not even British. He's like, look at that tiger! Eat that motherfucker! But his, but his accent is so. It, it's not that That's rough Scottish. Oh, his no, no, his like his actual accent, accent. Can we can we just talk about like the fact that like Marilyn Manson, Justin Bieber, and Kanye West led a prayer circle before hell froze over? What the fuck? Like, what's in Wyoming? Our timeline, like, seriously, like, was this in Wyoming? What fucking universe do we live in right now? I just, I just gotta ask that because that's the weirdest shit I've ever seen in the news, and I've seen a lot of weird shit. Where did it happen though? Was this in Wyoming 
Or did they like go to Florida to see Marilyn Manson? What I don't know. I, well, I would imagine it was in well, Texas because Kanye lives in Wyoming. And I think has got a house up there too. Kanye's been living at the Mercedes Center or something stupid. Like Kanye and Bieber and Manson. What the fuck? Just gotta say, I thought that was just too weird not to mention. That is Dude, weird. Did you not see where he was living? Google where Kanye was living at the Mercedes Center. He literally like was living at the stadium or something crazy. We got apartments right by our stadium. No, no, no. He's living inside. After him and Kim broke up, he like went in there. Don't know what the fuck it was about, but it was a big thing. Sleeping in the floor in one of the bars, drinking every day. Cheers, cannabis driver. You came just in time to hear us talk about easy. Uh, I heard the best description of uh, the whole Kanye West clothing brand. It was strong Homer Simpson designs uh, car vibe. <laughs> I think it was like, no way. What was Homer Simpson? Fuck, what was he supposed to design? I can't remember. He designed a car. Remember? That's what it was. Homer Simpson designs a car. Yeah. There it is. It was like pretty much if you give Homer Simpson a shoe company, there you go. He did a listing party apparently there and then just stayed there until he was done. Can we also like at some point someone really does need to be like Kanye, you're bipolar. You need like some what the hell is that? Some meds. You need some meds, man. No, what is that? He doesn't need meds. He just needs like healthy people around him that are gonna like why does he have him from doing legs on his head? He's been wearing some crazy stuff like that. Is he gonna is he gonna rob a store? (laughs) Is he trying to get shot? Like I mean, I mean, that? yeah, for real. Like he's a black dude running around with a skinwalker <laughs> mask. Like that's not exactly a great way to survive if you're. He's thinking yeah, more of the red and blue. I don't look. think this is much of an issue these days, but still, I don't know what you mean. I don't know, bro. Dude, he wore like a diamond one, diamond face like cover, whole face cover. He's yeah, so made, man, he's he is he making is he making fun of the like mask movement by like wearing pantyhose? That thing. Well, I saw Lady I really Gaga. I think that's that probably an artistic too. statement of great fashion. <laughs> like blue steel. Hers were like rhinestones. Yeah, rhinestones covering the whole fucking face. He's holding church services with the beebs and freaking Marilyn Manson. Some undisclosed location where they all dress it. like cult freaking members. Oh, those are cute. Squid games, huh? The right one looks like something out of like Cyberpunk 2027 or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I was just looking that up. There's so many of them. This left one looks like a homeless lady that got into a box of craft stuff. <laughs> it's like, a, like a crow assembled a bunch of shiny things. <laughs> Shiny. <laughs> <laughs> <to> my face. <coughs> he broke I know it's funny. There was a broken camera. You fred the crow crackers for two weeks, and the crow decided to pay you back with an assorted shiny thing. Look at that sword. Ross the Jeff posted some sneakers the other day that had like frill or some shit on them. 
<laughs> it seriously looked like a. Like a I posted this. I said this too. I said it looks like someone that like He's dead didn't pool. have enough material to actually make a shoe, so they pieced together all the little pieces they couldn't. It's like a ninja. It's a it's a ninja ninja like fucking sword wrestling mask or some shit. There's so Ooh, many of them, man. <laughs> oh, that one's great, Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah, go up, go up, go up to the white. <laughs> yeah, part. yeah, dude, what the hell is uh, that one on the right or left? I don't think that's to the left of the mouse. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. Oh, we'll we'll never know. Oh it's like it's God. like you know you know what it reminds me of like in your Grand Theft Auto. Beast Baron Harakon. You get like the, the yeah. weird Halloween mask. <laughs> yeah. More like Beast Rob on more. That's bizarre. Oh, hey, that's cycles. one thing. Speaking of speaking of Dune again. That's one thing that pissed me off off the Kanye West train. Where the hell was Sting? Who? Fade, Fade Rautha, the other prince. That's the second movie. No, Sting was there from the start. No, Fade Rautha is the second part. Uh, 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 first book, uh, they get Arrakis, they head to Arrakis, they lose yeah, Arrakis. Robin and, and Fade then, are uh, like... What's his fuck going to the desert? And only after Aaliyah is born is that when Fade comes back. My my question is: Is there is there a way we can fold the Firefly universe into the Dune universe? <laughs> That'd be cool. Except that uh, uh, what's his fuck? Uh, uh, oh shit! The, the dude who created Firefly can't think of his name right now. The dude created Bugsy and Cannon, stuff. They don't have the massive douche they don't have AI. You know what's the the, ro- the the robots in Dune are all extinct at this point. So. Well, they're yeah, illegal. The uh, they're illegal after the Butlerian Jihad. Yeah. Uh, yeah and what's like, really cool? I, I was reading the whole thing. I, they I murdered all the computers and made zombies instead. Aid right. Runner. That's what's super something. cool about the Dune universe is like the AI rose up, so they had to put them down, and then they mm-hmm. just fo- decided to focus on human evolution instead of robotics. <laughs> human evolution or human fucking fucking with them. Remember, the for example, the movie runner? they showed the Harkonnens with that pet. It was basically like a spider human. Yep. That wasn't in the book, but it would kind of describe like, you know, the, well, the depravity the of the, the, the Harkonnens. Eugenics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what they should have done? The word. And this is this is probably my biggest complaint about Dune. They should have just fucking made, given it to Jodorowsky and let him make his fucking piece. Yeah, yeah but he was just like a surrealist. It would have been nuts, which is fine. Like, why not? But, dude, I like this one. I thought it was good. I can't wait for the second part or the third part. Hopefully there will even be more. I can't imagine he'll make like 15 parts or something. Well, you never know. Maybe he will. Evidently, he's like a life, lifelong fan. Almost two years since the series. I've been waiting for it to come out with season two. What's that? Which one? The Alice in Borderlands. Oh, you've talked about that before, yeah. I love it. I've been re-watching it right now. Yeah, check that out. i see it up there. Good. Pretty intense. Uh, a lot of plot twists and crazy turns. And- I'm waiting for Witcher, but the trailer was trash. I don't know what the fuck they chose the song Monster for to like score to that trailer, but it was like the worst verse of the worst <laughs> song to go with. I was like, what the? What happened to the like uh, the the like folk music that used to? If I you've like never this. seen a Jodorowsky movie, start with Holy Mountain. I'm trying to think. What did I watch a movie last night? 
but I have I have Netflix. I, mean, I like catch up on Netflix every once in a while. It's a good war movie. It's a new one that came out. Brad Pitt. No, it was about I think World War One. Oh, was it the Christopher Nolan one? It was on HBO while ago. Since uh, fucking oh shit. Uh, I just kind of put it on. It was describe it in some way. I could go. I could look it up. What happened besides shooting, people dying and stuff? Oh, it's just Nazis and it was a, it was uh, World War Two and not World War One. Oh, is it? So yeah. Have you guys seen Fantastic Planet? That's another good two. movie. Two. I haven't. Oh, smash clicking away. I can hear him clicking. Right. It's the portion of the show when we click. Yeah, look it up. I don't know. I I just kind of fucking clicked on it. It was good. I'm trying to get this thing to live and I can't keep it lit. I'm with you, man. Freshy, right? I had a couple of lowers from the freaking that I took Dunkirk. down. Couldn't think of it. Dunkirk. No, it's it's actually quite dry and cured. I just fucking rolled it to got in tight. Ah. Peter Hotsky actually did a review of the new Dune. On uh, IndieWire. That's, that's got to be interesting. I don't know. I still think if they had made that movie, it'd probably have been one of the coolest, if not the coolest movie ever made, though, if you go back and watch it. You know what's really cool? Uh, it's also on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, if you're really into audio and music, is uh, I Dream of Wires, which is the history of synthesizers. And it's cool because they jump back and forth between the engineers that created the hardware and then the musicians that were using that generation of hardware. So you hear the engineer talk about it. And then the musician talk about it, and the engineer talk about it, and then the musician talk about it through the evolution of synthesizers. It's really fucking cool. And extended versions like four hours long, uh, but it's really good if you're into music. A girl's a freaking music major. Sounds like something she'd be into. We can watch that together. Oh, how adorable, says half the audience. Oh. Or three quarters, or one. I, I doubt it. Look at your metrics. I would guess because you're a cannabis themed channel that your uh, metrics say that your your population uh, or your your analytics of your channel is like seventy nine percent male or better. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised okay. if you were like ninety two percent male. It's actually something more like that. <laughs> By the way, the, the Poland is oh my shit! As soon as I said it, literally the number changed again. I was saying we had a slight lead uh, for Whiskey Wednesday, but then it went right back. Tied trivia and Whiskey Wednesday are neck and neck, thirty percent, ladies and gentlemen. The other one is I can't vote. So come on, vote, vote today. So there's there's more people watching vote today than there are tomorrow or some shit. I don't even know. Uh, no, uh, vote today, bong tomorrow. There we go. Vote today, bong tomorrow. If you've never seen Winnebago Man, that's another good one. That Winnebago Man? List. I'm guessing yeah. you're like me and you just don't sleep much. That sounds like a bad Chinese translation of Spoon Man. No, it's about that guy that used to work for Winnebago. It's like screaming all the time. And they did a documentary where they hunted him down and then 
anyways, it's a good heartwarming story. I don't want to ruin it. But anyways, they ended up using the funds from the movie to like fund the guy's health care. And then his house burned down later on after the movie came out. And they used the like fans of the movie to like buy him a new house through like crowdsourcing, you know, crowdfunding and stuff after his house burned down. So it ended up like this guy that thought the world hated him and mocked him and didn't think anything of him actually brings a lot of joy into the world for a lot of people. And they really were able to kind of give back to him, which is in the, in the long run kind of a kind of cool. He's a bit of a uh, conspiracy theorist, but he's a really, you know, it was it's a good movie. And I don't know, I think you'll watch it and like it. It's funny as hell, too. So it's like John Bronco, but real. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, this this guy's like a, a viral video legend. And uh, they try to hunt him down and finally find him. And then uh, he ends up having this health event. And they uh, end up being able to help him out because of the documentary that they filmed. So it, it is kind of funny how the universe works sometimes. It's neat to see media come full circle. How so? Where they come back around and instead of like, you know, just exploiting somebody for their own gain, they actually come through and manage to do some good in someone's life. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's kind of traditional for people to go in and make those kinds of documentaries and historically just like you make them and they take all. I mean, look at fucking Tiger King and shit. There was a bunch of everyone was all pissed. And they didn't get their money's worth out of that and they made so much out of it. And say uh, the same thing in Dune. Don't be sure. Don't be so sure. It's an act of love. I was wondering. Uh, uh, be careful what you wish for. Is it always a good thing? Like I've heard any number of times, people got uh, even positive press, then it came out to bite them in some way. Like I don't know. Maybe they uh, uh, were dodging their taxes, or they were dodging their ex-wife, or da 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 da. Like I've heard all these different times where it's basically bit them in the butt. Right. Like it's it's rare, kind of. I think to 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 get that spotlight and then it actually to work out for you. You know. Yeah, it's like winning the lotto. And I think that's a big part of it, too, is that, like, uh, with a bit of fame and wealth, most people who've never dealt with fame or wealth don't know how to deal with fame or wealth. I got a neighbor who won $96 million after Holy the take-home. And he used to be a neighbor of mine, like, when I very first got married and had, had my first kid. And he was a framer that lived a few doors up from me. And then... My family has a bunch of land up in a up in a mountain area where you're either old school hillbillies like that have been here for a long time, or you're big money who's bought land in Southern California in the mountain area. You know, I mean, it's kind of uh, even mix of millionaires and, and hillbillies. Um, <laughs> even and, yeah, even Napa Valley is that way, right? Like Humboldt County, Napa Valley, all those places. Dude, there's a mix of people who have like this, the same farm for three generations, and, and then some people who are like Facebook billionaires. Yeah, I and, think and, this might be a German movie, um, but it's subtitled in English. Forgotten Battle. I don't, or it's, I don't, I don't know. Dubbed, I, probably dubbed because you didn't realize. Yeah, probably dubbed. Um, but yeah, it's actually really you know, fucking good. Go ahead, I, I got to say, freaking Netflix has been heavy on the dubbing of imports lately. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's because they, they've gotten so much stuff pulled off their library, basically. They have to pull in the, the yeah. foreign stuff, which is arguably a good thing, but. Uh, Martin, like we it. interrupted you. Uh, that's all I was saying. What did you interrupt me on before? Uh, rich, rich people and oh. hillbillies. Oh, my, my millionaire neighbor. So he bought his kids all freaking like you know jacked up trucks and yeah, uh, those Polaris freaking you know things Rangers. with like 
the the big freaking whip laser whipped things on the back side and the by side. systems in them and and they they'd cruise through town in our little quiet mountain town bumping their freaking systems in their super mega golf carts and it was all fun and games and, and until like you know his kid freaking hit somebody drunk one night and freaking they lost a bunch doing that and then he decided his wife wasn't like 90 million dollars hot and that he might want to get divorced and then he realized he'd lose like the rest of what he had from that so he said maybe he should stay married you know like i said you know, being being rich and famous especially if you're not prepared for it and it just comes on you so in other words he's more of a curse someone he hated but because he doesn't didn't want to lose all the money yeah, so that had yeah, to be delightful. That had yeah, to be that's gonna be great. Both of them. Like the whole town knew that he was like getting bored. The only so reason we're here is the money. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Here's your fucking diamonds. Dude, he bought a house. He bought a house up the street that uh, you could probably find a freaking real estate listing. I'll pull this up. You'll shit your pants. I think I think he paid nine million for it. Um <laughs> Uh, I shit you not, it, it's like uh, 15,000 square feet. I saw some pictures the other day. I didn't even click on the article because I didn't want to get sick. Uh, some pictures of like a $39 million penthouse in New York. And of course it has like, the only pictures I saw were basically on the balcony. And as you can imagine, it was fucking magical. Oh, <laughs> Just, you can see the entire its, city. And like, it has its own website. Jesus. The house. I mean, for that kind of money, you would assume so. Probably has its own zip code. So let's, let's, uh, I'm gonna show you this, bro. You're gonna shit your pants. This is my this is my neighbor's house. It'd be funny if someone actually did poop right now. On your own mountain. This house is called the name of the house is called Brown Noise. Brown Noise. <laughs> when you, yeah, when you hear it. You oh, there's the thing you can't kill the guy on. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, but yeah, that's literally like just own up the street from me. It doesn't look quite that nice since the fire came through. But yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It's all uh, fun and games until someone burrows underneath it. And Bison Ranch with forty five buffalo. That's pretty baller. Current asking six nine. Yeah. Big. I mean, you know, no big deal. <laughs> I'll check with my account and see if we can move some money around, you know. Right, I got to show you this. We might, we might tear it down and start over. This will be, be for your uh, movie. I've I, I been up in this house. It's nuts. Oh, look, there's the theater. <laughs> so what is the, I mean, this guy who's basically like chained to his wife, you know, the mutually, I guess, chained to the to each other. What's his life like? Is it just bathed in caviar or what? Oh no, not at all. They, I mean, they they go down to the restaurant and fight, and the neighborhood knows all their business. I mean, yeah, they they bought a restaurant and like stuff down the street too, and bar and completely refurbished it. And I mean, they were smart and dumped as much money as they could into things. Yeah, look at that solar setup <laughs> into things that like couldn't be taxed. There's the theater. Jesus Christ, that's nice. Right. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, fucking nuts, bro. You know, rich people, though. This guy, the guy that built the house, actually, funny enough, uh, built it and then moved to Tennessee immediately. Oh, there's the sauna. Why? Did he know something that this guy didn't know? 
No, no, he just uh, moved. He, he built a new factory for uh, his business. He was able uh, to sell this house for what he built fucking 12 for out there. Yeah. And, no, he bought a place right next door to Al Gore out in Tennessee. Hey, um, <laughs> since we're on this thing about weird movies, uh, how many of you saw Shazam with Sinbad? When you were oh, yeah, Shazam. Of course. Should we talk about that? I think is it, like, it topical? Is it coming 20. back on the calendar? Or no. Is there like, more to discuss the, the character of motivations movie. of the... <laughs> Do we need a sequel? Sinbad looking for work? No, Jack but like, had, have you? Shaq had one of those too. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, Shaq did later on, but Sinbad did. There's this whole thing about, look it up, about like the Mandela effect in the Sinbad movie. Uh, where like black people became actors because of Sinbad? Yes, because he's a genie. <laughs> And what they became genies too? I don't get it. I don't know. Unleashed a creative explosion, or yeah. So if you look it up, like do we uh, have Sinbad to thank for Kanye? Yes, we have Sinbad to thank for Shaq acting. I'd buy that. So okay. So there's like even some pictures floating around from the movie, right? Like people that had a partial one. But Sinbad did a movie called Shazam. But apparently like all fucking copies of it disappeared from the earth or like the universe glitched or some shit because I fucking remember it. And there's a bunch of people on Reddit. It's happened before. There's been like plenty of movies that movie have vanished. Store people that remember were, were rewinding these things at movie stores and remember the fucking cassette and everything. How how did it like disappear from the universe? It's like one of these weird like glitches in the matrix. Like when they just pull distribution. It's actually really sad. We were just talking about the BBC. The BBC used to overwrite old that tapes, big. and so they literally don't it's have eighty percent of their history. So basically, like all the stuff from the fifties and sixties. Just like all the things that aren't being pressed into records, they're not keeping the old casts. It's shit like that. The the. No, but like, so there's no like studio record, like there's no studio that claims to have published it. There's like no real paper record for this thing existing, but everyone collectively remembers it. Might have gotten, I mean, it might have gotten sub-distributed, you know, by like some small, you know, Lionsgate or whatever, you know, maybe like in some strange thing, like maybe only one little distribution house held it. Maybe they recall all but the tapes. Just, maybe it was freakishly really popular weird. in some weird country. That happens See, too, and they sent all the chat. tapes there. Send them all to Bulgaria. Do that. Yeah, that popular like No, see, see, see the iMedic says he remembers. See, there's multiple people in chat that remember. This I remember movie. it. Yeah, I supposedly it. doesn't exist. Remember? That was before Shaq. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> it was, was before Shaq. Shaq. No, but yeah. it's one of these weird, like, universe things where, like, there's no real good explanation for and it. And Trey was saying, Trey was saying that Shaq was Kazam, not Shazam. Yeah, that's right. Shaq was Kazam, but Kazam was like a knockoff of Shazam. Right. Yeah. Like the plot was almost identical. Yeah, okay, yeah, man. See, but but th- you can't find any record of the thing ever being created existing. Even I could Sinbad probably find that's not, that's what I'm saying. That's not that that's not that much of a conspiracy. Like the tapes probably got thrown away. 
uh, all the distribution paperwork is at some producer that probably just went out of business or got merged with somebody else. And they just literally like threw all the freaking paperwork into a freaking file somewhere. Nobody at IMDB or whoever gave a shit enough. And uh, it's it's just dead ends all along. It doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It just means that it's dead ends for research. Well, no, it's just weird because there's like whole like threads on this on the internet about how like there no one can find a copy. And I don't know, it's supposed to be one of these things like a false memory. YouTube video here it says we found Sinbad's Shazam genie movie. He did a thing where he was a sailor that he claims is that, but it's not the same clothing. Anyways, uh, yeah, see, there's people in chat that are saying they definitely remember it. But again, it's one of these weird things. It's like a weird. That's the thing they're saying. They don't remember if it was on Grayson actually has a very good point. He doesn't remember if it was a VHS or Disney Channel or something else. It might have been streamed on something like Disney Channel. And then basically they would have the only copies. There were tons of things that Disney was weird. I think, I don't know if they still do this, but I remember when I was a kid, like the first time that we opened up the vault in 25, I always found that so fucking bizarre, but then they would show stuff like on national TV one time and then it would vanish. In fact, honestly, I want to say there were some movies where there's some fan theories about that. Like, Oh, what happened to such and such? And it was where something showed one time on like live TV and then it was never repeated. I'll see if I can track down my uh, mom's girlfriend's dad cassette collection dude i literally I'm not, taped everything there's like ten thousand of them i'm even thinking about Why that because they used to have like now well in that, you know how they had those musicals a couple years ago or i guess last year whatever on nbc where it was like a you know one time what was it like cats i don't even fucking remember what musicals they have but whatever they had like live things Hamilton. they used to have a few of those bit like back in the 80s and 90s and so now i'm thinking it was like movie nights and stuff so i'm thinking to myself it's like a one-time movie night where it was like maybe Shazam and, you know, 40 million people saw it around the country, but there were no tapes and maybe they, I'm speculating. I don't know if this is the truth, but this is possible because I definitely know there were uh, like movies and stuff that showed like that. And then they just didn't get released for whatever reason. I don't know. I just think it's kind of trippy uh, to space think about aliens. and try to figure it out. Potan, is it possible that it's space aliens? I uh, it's I Mandela, be an uh, East German submarine took all the copies of the movie. Because clearly it's, it's Russia. It's Mandela. That makes more sense. The Soviets, you know, clearly. Mandela. Like I blame the end. Never mind. Uh, I think Nickelodeon distributed it. I'm pretty sure. It's the upper, upper, upper Kazakians. Yeah. There's people in chat going, Sinbad was on the cover of the VHS. See, I'm not lying. So let's find a copy. It was very forgetful, but it had very similar to Kazam. I think it was longer than 40 minutes. I think it was like 110, 120. I remember being like, maybe it was an hour. I don't remember. Dude, I, dude, I is now my brain is like so sh- focused on this that I feel like I had a tape of this when I was a kid. Right? See, this is the weird thing about it. Like, no <laughs> you talk about it long enough, and you're like, not wait, what? Is it- See, this is all after my time. So. Moon Nazis. Yeah, Grayson has it. It's moon Nazis took all the tapes. It's fucking moon Nazis. Mm. And they're dinosaurs. Fucking. So why gluten, is there a picture? That makes moon sorry. Nazis. Smash is in now. We've got fully involved. No, I'm... 
I'm not in. I'm just fucking reading the things. I thought I watched it too. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we all watched this shit. How? What the fuck happened to it? Like I'm not even Everyone joking. Everyone knows America's <laughs> hero. What's his real name? Sinbad. That can't be his I'll real. Be right name. back. That's a Steelbird says this is blowing his mind. That's what we're here for, Steelbird, to blow your mind with Sinbad shit. No, this isn't just Sinbad shit, Jimmy. This is something really fucking more than that. The world conspiracy. The world's thinking that they knew about this. It's not just one person or two. The Matrix, bro. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's not the Mandela effect. What is this? It's like it's kind of like a Batter Meinhof effect or something. Where you kind of perceive too much importance for something that's not important. This is fascinating and interesting, but there are so many stories of things being destroyed. Isn't the men? Oh, maybe I'm thinking the Mandela effect is something different because I thought it was where uh, people were. Oh, yeah, I am getting it wrong. I am getting it wrong. God damn it. Let's look up the Mandela effect. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Take a look at Fumidoro Seed Co. That's absolutely apropos of literally nothing, but I haven't showed it. So how did it get stuck in our brain? Was it a commercial is what I'm wondering. It's the Mandela. I'm talking about it for an hour now. I get that. But I've said this this before I even ever talked to you guys. Yeah, it started way back then. But how did it get started if we think we've watched it? Because it looked similar to something. What is the Mandela effect? When masses of people believe an event occurred when it didn't. The Mandela effect refers to a situation in which a large mass of people believes that an event occurred when it did not. Looking at the origin of the Mandela effect, some famous examples as well as some potential explanations for this strange confluence of perceptions can help to shed light on this unique phenomenon, according to verywellmind.com. Uh, it was first coined in 2009 by Fiona Broom when she recreated a website to detail her observance of the phenomenon. Broom was at a conference talking with other people about how she remembered the tragedy of former South African president Nelson Mandela's death in a South African prison in the 1980s. That's kind of funny. Folks, if you might, some of you might know what I'm talking about. However, Nelson Mandela did not die in a 1980s prison. That's the funny part of it is. Yeah. He passed away in 2013 as Broom began to talk to other people about her memories she learned she was not alone. Others remembered seeing news coverage of his death, as well as speeches by his widow. Room was shocked that such a large mass of people could remember the same identical event in such detail when it never happened. Encouraged by her book publisher, she began her website to discuss what she called the Mandela Effect and other incidents like it. Uh, notable examples, Henry VIII eating a turkey leg. People had a memory of a painting of Henry VIII eating a turkey leg. The, no such painting has ever existed. There have, however, been similar cartoons. Luke, I am your father. Yeah, this is a good one, actually. Uh, if you saw Star Wars Episode Five, uh, The Emperor's Empire Strikes Back, you probably remember Darth Vader uttering the famous line, Luke, I am your father. Yeah, you might be surprised to learn that the line was, no, I am your father. Most uh, people have memories of the line being the former rather than the latter. Mirror, mirror on the wall. If you watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, you probably remember the line, Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? You would be shocked to learn then that the line is actually magic mirror on the wall. Uh, location of New Zealand. Where is the New Zealand? Where is New Zealand? In, where is the New Zealand? Where is New Zealand in relation to Australia? If you look at a map, you will see it as southeast of the country. However, there's a community of people who claim to remember New Zealand being northeast instead of the southeast. Yep. They moved it, bro. They moved it, man. They moved it on me. 
I wasn't paying attention to the U-Haul, bro. They'll do anything, man. They'll do anything in one day or less, bro. U-Haul. What else? Shazam. This is one right here. All right. We've been talking about this for ages now. One of the most well-known examples of the Mandela effect is the collective memory of a movie called Shazam that starred the actor-comedian Sinbad in the 90s. In fact, no such movie exists, although there's a children's movie called Shazam and some other coincidences that could help to explain how this movie became created or remembered in many people's minds. I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. I think it's a glitch in the Matrix. I think this is like... Well, that was one of the examples for the possible causes. Well, I, you know... I, well, it's you said alternate realities first. Yeah, space-time is weird, and not all reality... Like, the, the current understanding of the universe is there's lots of parallel universes that are blipping in and out of existence all the time, right? So we could totally have just like bumped into another one and now that one doesn't exist in the bubble that we're in. But and that, that, according to quantum physics, that is completely like possible. Nothing I said is like sci-fi or weird or outside of our current understanding of quantum physics. Uh, that's definitely it. Uh, the Large Hadron Collider, collider switch uh, did it. Uh, huh. You know what, Frank? That's interesting but, uh, hell, Frank though. was just saying he posted a link. Uh, Grays can't post links. Well, I guess we could always do a knighting, frankly. I just, I, that's interesting, Steve, that you bring that up. I've never thought about it. I, I, thought, I, I thought it was a movie. Yeah, see, like, it's fucking weird. Everybody remembers this shit. That's the thing. It's not like just one of us or people. What's cousin? It's like people all over the fucking country remember this shit. Well, that was why her original, that's why it's called Mandela Effect. People all over the world started remembering that shit. Remember, I don't even, I don't know that one. Oh, it's because she, she remembered him dying in prison. And no, he lived and got out and lived life well into the, the, the 21st century. Well, what do you guys think about like the Akashic Records and like the the annals of the universe being in this, you know, place that is achievable for a few, like uh, Edgar Casey apparently was one of the people that I claimed. So let's listen to Sinbad talk himself. Okay, things everybody wants to know about Sinbad. He said On Twitter real. from Princess Jazz E. Princess, all right. You all remember a movie called Shazam with Sinbad playing a genie? Uh, you know what? The movie was never real. It was, uh, it, the rumor started in 2009. I don't know where it came from, uh, but it's not real. It was never real. All right, not real. Okay. From I would assume that Sinbad knows better. <laughs> so that's funny because you know I probably heard enough of these fan theories that became a memory. The thing with memory is that you're remembering the last time you remembered something. So your memory is extremely fragile. And so when you mess it up, or if somebody messes it up for you, and people have done this in like interrogations and everything else, they can just fuck with your memory and then you will swear that you remembered something. That was actually one of the plot points, I think, in nineteen eighty four where they literally fuck with uh uh, what was his name? Yep. Wilson Orson. If I can Wilson Winston. Um, they mess with his entire. When they held self. his eyes open. Yeah, Clockwork Orange, same deal too. I'm forgetting when now, but yeah, pretty much same thing, same deal. Yeah. And it was actually supposed to be a cruel put. Is that what I was thinking movie. of? Yeah. Did I conflate the two? No, they both had the same thing. The same kind of basic principle, yeah. I guess the important thing is not necessarily to, to dig up the worst parts of, you know, movie class or just, uh, 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 book classics. What am I trying to say? I don't know anymore. I'm stoned. 
Yeah, another good one, Brazil. I don't know. Brazil is a real movie. That actually is yeah. a real movie. Yeah. yeah. That was a classic. I fucking love that movie. It was great. If yeah. You haven't seen it, that's another one uh, you should definitely go out and see. Super weird. Uh, Terry Gilliam. Robert De Niro as, as like a weird future cop. It's fucking cool. Yeah, and Jonathan Christ, he's fucking great in that. Like, it's just lots of good people. Ann Richardson. Fucking lots of good fucking actors. Like you, the fucking uh, old guy from the Night's Watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> Before they fucked it all up. God damn those people. Cheers, folks. Happy 420. Uh, so let's see here. What's the what's the what's the score on? Uh, fuck! I close the chat. Dang it! I close the chat to open up. Sinbad. All right, I'm gonna have to open up the chat again next. Here in a second. Where are we at? I'm gonna have to redo the whole thing. That's a pain in the butt. So, what do you guys think uh, here on the panel? What do you think tomorrow? We we do whiskey Wednesday, or what do you want to do? Oh. Don't all talk at once. Oh. Well, I just got a chance to hit in a while. Oh, God damn it. Sorry, I was over here freaking doing some transplanting and I dropped the plane. Dang it. I hate that. I think I said earlier, why not both? I stand by it. Is he now confessing that he lied in his previous confession? It was not, in fact, Sinbad, but Shaq. Too quiet. Oh, and this is him remembering differently. That's great. I did do spam. I'm not. I'm not proud of it. But I did spam. I was doing a lot of crap. I was gaining crap. What? <laughs> did he just say he was doing a lot of crack? It's too fucking quiet. Who's sharing it? I'm guessing it's potent, but he can't speak because he's on mute. Right. But yeah, post for me. But he was on a lot of crack. Parts of he was doing a lot of crack. Frank says, "Yeah, he's making fun of people." Uh, so let's see here. Right now, man, alive. These numbers keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We got sixty-two votes, ladies and gentlemen, for tomorrow's plan. The number, the questions are. Let me clarify for anyone listening in who hasn't uh, voted yet. Uh, Weed and whiskey Wednesday tomorrow? Question uh, mark. The, the options are these: uh, trivia. 
So that was a trivia. In this case, it's going to be multiple choice trivia. I've already put it together. It's questions from Mart Uber and Wes Engine, questions I threw together, a couple of audience questions, a few other people threw in questions. I think it was good. I think it was honestly a little bit easier than, than the first couple of uh, trivia, so a lot better. But for that, we need some contestants. So we would need some folks to come back on the, the show. Uh, what, you know, like five or six contestants would be almost ideal. Uh, let's see here. Uh, next one is game night. And that could be any of it could be uh cards against humanity could be uh i bought that jackbox games and we never got a chance to try that when do you uh, guys fall back pardon oh, that's when do question. you guys fall I back Man, i hate daylight savings i wish we would just always be on daylight savings they moved it a couple of years ago to the weekend after halloween so it's never before halloween mm. yeah i don't know cuz we don't move oh, i guess it's this uh this sunday weekend yeah yeah it's gonna get dark so early i always hate that yeah you know well, that's have to, what the good bars have are to pay attention to the hours difference when you say what time something is i'll have to pay attention to the hours difference that's true or is it like a half hour for you guys? Are you guys a whole hour or a half hour? We're a whole hour. We're mountain standard time. Gotcha. The good bars are the ones that, that give you that whole extra hour to drink. Mm-hmm. And the shitty ones kick you out. You know what's weird? There's countries that do half time zones and quarter time zones, like India. I was just going to say, yeah, Venezuela or somebody has like a half time zone. Yeah, yeah Bangladesh. And there's some countries that have like 11, like Russia is like 11 time zones. Can you imagine? So like if you were to start, like if you had a, a business or something, like the business day starts and ends before like the other part of the country even like wakes up. You know what's even stupider? What China does. China fucking does it all one time zone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. That makes any amount of fucking sense when your country is that fucking big. Again, you know, at some point we... You're all on Beijing time. Some I mean, their time zones make back. sense because you've got to set your clocks and there's always a noon. So you got to have some sort of time zones. But come on, you don't have to fucking yeah. act like everything revolves around Beijing. When well, I think they, they think that everything revolves around Beijing. I think that's the point. I think that's what they're showing you. Well, I know that is, but... It's like, what's more fundamental than the clock? You know what I mean? Like, what time you go to wake up and go to bed and everything. Take your kids to school. Beijing time, bro. You can make the man create a constructed clock irrelevant if you make the right situation for yourself. What, by growing your own tomatoes with a sundial? Living off the land, whatever you do. You got a post-apocalyptic plan? <laughs> Can't say I do. No, everyone seems to these days. Can't say that I do. I don't think I, everybody seems to be looking forward to it. I don't. I don't think I'll enjoy it. You know, like I've been thinking about this. Uh, uh, somebody the other day we said something like, "Man, I don't know." Like, um, was it was like a story somewhere. It was like uh, half this country is looking forward to civil war, like it's going to be a fun prank or whatever. And I remember. Uh, like one of the first battles or a couple of the first battles of the civil war, 
people actually went and like took picnics and stuff and they were like, Oh, this is going to be a fun time. And they thought it was going to be like a one day war, you know? And then they were like, Holy fucking shit. They were horrified by the savage violence, you know, people losing their legs and bleeding out and calling for their mommy and all that, you know? And then they, they thought it was going to be a fucking picnic. People did the same thing with uh, world war one. They're like, Oh, it's going to be a great war. Yay. And then the Psalm and shit. And then passed by the thousands. Yeah. Yeah. People are always looking forward to the dumbest shit because they can't see the obvious. I don't know how I got on that. Um, yeah, the post-apocalyptic plans. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the apocalypse. You know what I mean? No, just slightly prepared. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, Steelbird. Dude, at this point, I don't even know if it's a third... Who the fuck knows anymore? Growing is being slightly out of that. prepared. Because you could grow just about anything. I didn't get a chance to to ask uh, uh, five sister, sisters farms about that. I can't, that's like a freaking Sally sells seashells. Uh, I was going to say, hey, like, uh, you know, because she was saying like she grows in a nursery and she grew horticulture, right? And I was going to say like, hey, so, you know, weed people basically think that weed is super different, right? Like they think that their books are different and somehow different this time. They can't just know all the tomato stuff. What the fuck? Fuck off, Siri. I wasn't even talking to you. Go fuck off, Siri. Um, I was basically just going to ask, like, uh, once you know how to grow any of that stuff, can't you grow all of it? You know, if you could grow weed, can't you grow tomatoes and food? If you if you know how to grow food, can't you grow weed? Weed and tomatoes are very food. similar here. Yeah. If you live in Arizona, they're almost identical to grow. You put the same fucking soil together, you put the same amount of water on it, you put the same amount of sunshine on it, they'll grow about, I mean, they'll both grow proficiently. Oh, that sounds sweet. Robert's saying he's at a place off-grid, five acres, fresh water. Nice. I'd love to have a place five acres off-grid. Except it's like 85 acres. Yeah, Saint Bernard's is making a fair point. Fair point. Uh, it's all just part of the doomsday industrial complex and the propaganda profit machine. No civil war will happen. Uh, there is definitely even even if you were just to focus on the first part and ignore the second part. I, you know, I, although I, uh, it's a fair observation, uh, there is definitely an entire complex, like an industrial, a whole, uh, uh, probably a multi-billion-dollar. Uh, 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 what about what business segment i guess for just like preppers and shit you know what i mean like entire radio stations that's that's the all their advertising um funny they were the best churches are selling mega churches are selling prepper buckets full of fucking mre what i call housewife mres they were um one of the biggest customers at the aquaponics source. They what was they were about ten to twenty percent of our annual business, but they would come in and they would like pay you the check for the full fucking system. Like day one, we never had problems. Like they were like the easiest customers to deal with because they came in, they knew exactly what they wanted. They were always willing to spend the extra money to get like the nicer system that was going to be easier to maintain. And they were like some of the easiest people. I know that um, Sylvia did a, a talk, and this is going to sound really funny now in context, but he wasn't thought of the same way then. But she was on Alex Jones' show, and we got more business out of that one time on his show than she did like the previous three years of advertising. 
It was insane. I'm not pro Alex Jones. I'm just saying. Uh, no, I know. I, I know exactly what you mean. They're turning the fucking frogs game. Whatever. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for the moment, anyway, trivia has pulled ahead. Finally, we finally have a leader. Uh, earlier, it was just tied, tied, tied. And as soon as one would pull uh, forward, then they would tie and the other would pull forward. At the moment, ladies and gentlemen, I haven't even finished the options. If you're still listening, uh, game night was the second option. Wacky, Wallaby, Wombats. That was a work in progress, but, uh, I don't know. I probably shouldn't even avoid that one because that's just a joke. Anyway, uh, Whiskey Wednesday is the third option. Uh, Seriously, I couldn't agree more. We all know it's actually turning the deer gay. That's why all of those, uh, the incel deer keep jumping in front of cars. The worst part is, too, that it was even a misunderstanding that there is evidently chemical that is actually uh, causing the males to more commonly hermaphrodite. And it's a significant problem for that species. And so, of course, then it just turns into a goddamn circus. Like that's that's one of the things. Ah, uh, whatever. This is fucking superbirds. See, he's a national treasure. Okay, sure, superbirds. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, vote for your favorite option tomorrow so that we can uh, pick one. At the moment, trivia is leading. Uh, I take one more dab with you guys, and I'm gonna bounce. Well, shit, we might have to bounce not too long after that. I was gonna say uh, it's either last call or. Uh, we, I can't rhyme anymore. Uh, we might fuck off after another joint, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure to get your vote in so we can pick one. Um, apparently he's talking about atrazine. St. Bernard's saying, isn't that the, uh, fuck, atrazine, it's a uh, rocket fuel, I think, isn't it? I can't remember right now. Um, there was something, actually, uh, Steelbird, there was something really interesting about soy the other day. I wonder if I saved it. I'll probably find it later. That evidently soy is not. Uh, I can't find it right now. Maybe I'll find it later. Like the 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 whole soy is bad for men thing was apparently fake. Let me see if I can find. It. Of course, it's probably paid for by the soy industry or something. No, it's um, not sure. A lot of people have digestive tract issues, and some of the fats in soy can definitely fuck up your give you the shits. Mm. Uh, let me see here if I can find it. I'm struggling with the main website. Isn't there one actual blockbuster left? All them. There is an op- I at least as of a few months ago, there was a blockbuster open in Oklahoma City that was selling CBD products that still had the blockbuster on the front of the store and everything labeled, you know, blockbuster on the inside. We walked in and we're like, is, are you real right now? Like, what, what the about fuck? Ben Dorgan? Is that one gone? Uh, no, I took a picture of it. It was I posted it on my Instagram. Uh, it was when I left, and I think in February is when I saw that. I think there's one in Oregon still too, isn't there? Fumi up in Bend. I think there was, uh, and then there was one up in Alaska that uh, John Oliver did one, but I guess they shut that one down. I think there is that still that one in Oregon though. I want to say it's in Bend. Uh, I'm not finding the article that I was looking for, but I am finding all kinds of other hilarious garbage. Have you guys ever thought about hitting a gram of wax off of, uh, apparently this is called a dry gram dab. I don't, I don't even know if I want to show you, but I found it so ridiculous that I have to, at this point, I'm going to show you. Gram of wax Wait, off I'm going to show what? sound. Just watch. Just sound? Just, just watch. Oh. Zero, 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 says more smoke than air, my friends. A channel, fellow. 
cannabis extract, smokers of age, everything I do is yeah. legal entertainment, and only oh. that I do my own stunts. Do not attempt any of them for your safety and others. You mean, can and you um reshare it, but hit the button for sound too, guys? You don't have the sound okay, shared. Sharing it through your speakers. I thought I had it shared, but there's a try. screen share yeah. button. It says share sound optimized for video, maybe. Dang it! Why is it not sharing? Output volume up, maybe. I can hear it. Tried, but I can't because my uh, stereo microphone software is on. I could adjust that though. Heard it. Here, I'll just turn that up. Okay, probably you my voice playing, is really loud right it. now, so I just won't talk too much. Banger. Is that Here better? Instagram. Look at that tangy. Oh, it's going to be close. You're fire. Let's get it hot, hot, hot. Let's get it ready, ready, ready. You better ask yourself why. Why don't I just get a meth pipe <laughs> at this point? You guys ready? The Break first the comment ball. was this dude meth. Let's do this. <laughs> the Sorry. ball. Oh, you gotta lay down to do it. <laughs> oh God, don't drop it in the stem. That thing is hot. I'm just imagining <laughs> sucking molten Look fucking liquid though. dab down the stem. That burns so bad. It's all dab. No doubt. It's all straight. <laughs> That was not near hot enough for a granddad one. Oh, I hope you guys are getting was, high because I am. That beggar was already so black. Okay, let's go. Did you <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, guys. And I will see you next time. <laughs> Like and subscribe if you wish. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I found it ridiculous, dude. Why would you ever do that to yourself? I don't know. I'm probably not making fun of him too much because, like, I'm why would you big, do fat that? dabs, but... But why would you do that, dude? Like, oh, I should not like that down. Shit. Sorry, I'm through a nice... The microphone. No. Why would you? Uh, dude, you like, honestly... Not that bad. Oh, okay. Um... Dude, he was like, I don't know. I shouldn't laugh so hard. I just find it so ridiculous. Like, there's so many ways to, I don't know. Yeah, Old grandpa it? knife it. It's kind of like the Instagrammer influencer type thing to do. It was kind of, huh? Oh, yeah, I've seen, I've definitely seen influencers. I know what you mean. Like, yeah, the, what's his, I uh, can't think of his name right now. The dude that did the nose dabs and stuff. I actually, I found that real stupid too, to be honest. Like this, I mean, yeah. but that dude was at least filtering it through water. This guy's basically getting reclaim on his tongue. Oh like, yeah, he's just sucking he just in like eight hundred degree whatever it is, his lungs. Like that guy just doesn't give. <laughs> he's probably. He had a banger so bad. I've seen a ton of people do gigantic dabs over the club. Yeah, they, they take these huge dabs. As a little comp. This is kind of interesting, though, because those are gigantic. It's going to be disgusting. It's not going to be a oh super experience. Look at that. Oh my God. 31 gram is, dab. They share it. 
I was talking to somebody about this a while ago and they were saying these dudes basically end up being high for like two days because their entire lung cilia get coated in like THC oil. Uh I can't imagine that's good for you. But then again, I was talking about that dude that ate like, was it like $14,000 worth of Wagyu steaks? Just the stupidity of that. Well, I mean, that literally goes on for like another five minutes. He just keeps dabbing that same garbage. Oh, it's going to taste horrible by the end of it. Slurp, poop. Oh my fucking God. What's that sound? You're cutting in a little bit. Mateus710. That's the guy, right? And yeah, he's done some crazy dabs. Primo, the dude Primo uh, that makes BHO. So it's, uh, has done some crazy fucking. He was one of the dudes that did all the crazy dabs at the club, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Some, some of the glass makers do some crazy dabs. But it's not, I mean, it's cool, but it's not like, that's a lot of wasted oil. That's the thing. Yeah. It's it's like that $14,000. I don't know. It just seems so dumb and wasteful. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking it too seriously, but it just seems seems fucking stupid. I'm on one of those new, uh, I wouldn't want it. I don't want a turf surfer. They have a blender. Have you seen those things? Okay, I've seen the turp slurpers, but now I don't think I've seen the blenders, no. Shit, the blenders are cool as hell. It's like a little turp slurper, but... And the freaking categories are tied now again. Trivia and Whiskey Wednesday are tied again. <laughs> They're fucking with I'm you. just going to have to be. Yeah, they are fucking with us. Look at Think about it on Amazon if anyone wants to know. This is the only first one. So it's like the same thing, but. That's unreal cheap. Do you have luck with cheap bangers like that? Eh, no way I'm spending $200 on a banger unless it's thick glass. Like, that's the stupidest shit ever. Hold on. Well, well that too. Yeah, I agree with you there. You don't think that $20 is reasonably priced for a banger? Oh, I'm sorry. Dyslexic. I read that as one ninety nine because I've seen a bunch of those turp slurpers go for like two hundred dollars. Yeah, no, few you were saying it's super cheap, and I was like, I'm just trying to think to myself, what's the crappiest banger I've ever had? If I've ever had bad luck with one, I guess they just oh, yeah. has more. No, I think the early it, it's not a big deal. I, I picked one of those kind of. Remember heating the nails up for instead of heating up the banger. Mm. Like in the early days, those used to I break the quartz nails like once years. a month. Hey. The hot so, rod, the titanium ones. Remember hot rodding. This is um, Florida. Holy shit! The heat plates or the reverse ones, the spoons. Like you uh, heat the heat your tool up and then put your wax in the bottom, like Frenchy likes, and you tap it in there. I like those. Do you guys ever? Does anybody here have one of those like heat wands, like he used to like? No, I wanted to get one. Uh, shit, what's the name of it? Um, it's basically I know what you're talking burner. about, though. Yeah, yeah. Those are I really used to cool. Use a soldering iron. 
It's basically a soldering, a soldering iron, but one that you control a bit better. And the tip is um, a specific kind of ceramic. surgical steel. Do you remember the remember the old shitty uh, bongs uh, the the vaporizers used to be able to buy? It was like a piece of 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 um, uh, what the fuck is it called? That like plastic that they make the bongs out of, and it had a wood burner mounted vertically and screwed into the bottom, and it would have like the tip of that screwed off, and they put like a little metal cup on it, and it would have like a, a blue or rubber gasket on the top. And then have like a beta bowl from like a pet shop that would go on top and they drill a hole in the front, put a hose in it. And, uh, and you do a vapor. That was the first vaporizer I ever bought. And then I bought one of those whip style where you pack the end in and you stick it over the heating element. And then it caught oh. fire on my living room table. So we had to. I fuck with that. Use it. <laughs> I think Steve, like one of these ones are like 200 bucks right here. Huh? Like what did it look like this? The uh, cactus. I think that those ones were pretty expensive. But oh, yeah, Harvey, though, yeah. That's this is a turf slurper. Um, a blender just eliminates kind of this metal bead. And it just kind of has two. And it hits just as strong. But yeah, it's cheap too. They're dirt cheap. I mean, I don't. That one I have right there was. 30 bucks, I think. I don't know. It wasn't cheap, cheap, but it wasn't expensive. You you see bangers go for... I bought an okay banger from the... the I don't know if they're still around, actually, but the bangerstore.com. They had like a little event at the club. I'm actually looking at it right now. It was okay. It's all right, bang. It was like a Chinese banger, and I think I paid maybe 20, 25 bucks for it, something like that. These are fucking... One of Evan Shores, you're, you're looking at... Those are spendy, yeah. Two, three, even one of these ones. These well, but I mean, those are super decorative too, right? Like those are all like the 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 one below it is all engraved and acid etched and whatever. A lot of those have designs on them, so it's no wonder that they're a lot more expensive, you know? They're an art piece. That, yeah, some of them are crazy. Of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, but like something like the the, the this one, it's just a quartz banger. It's still going to be a few hundred bucks, probably. Yeah. And yeah, it's just the name that goes along with it. It's handcrafted. It is also a better quality glass, the different quality glass, but I don't know if it it's makes funny, that man. a difference for a lot of people. Uh, he, this is actually a guy, if anyone wants to check him when he makes crazy glass, Evan Shore, he just courts. But yeah, this is one of his uh, funny ones that he does. But he also makes beautiful pieces like this. It just kind of glow. Right on. But, well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to roll a joint, and I've been meaning to roll a joint. But I've been talking this whole time, and then I think yeah, we will uh, stop for the evening. Some food, maybe a little bit of uh, Black Prince Ruby. Uh, any exciting plans, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, the week? What do we got here, by the way, for the score? And now Whiskey Wednesday is leading. I have to pick one of these. Right, this is my last bullpack real fast because they heated up some food surprise game night's not more popular it's 22% I loved it I had a blast man I mean, we can always do game night next week We should. I think Steve is right on par with like rotating like two or three of them what if we combine since they're both leading and they're basically neck and neck what if we combine like we said earlier Weed and Whiskey Wednesday with trivia. 
and we make it basically drunk trivia. Okay. You don't actually have to be drunk to participate, though. And so, for example, maybe people will finally have a chance to unseat Wes as the champion. But this is the thing. Wes is not here right now, so we can't see. Is he going to be here for for trivia? We don't know yet. Yeah, we got the message. Cool. Dang it. Let's see if he wants to the problems we have on this show, man. Uh, All right. I'm going to jump out. Smash, how can people find you, man? Uh... Smash Cannabis 2.0 on Instagram. Um, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto on PC, but I'm at a mission online, and every time I go into it, it keeps freezing. But Duber, can you help me tomorrow? Actually, I got to like I'm gonna hit you up because I hit. I even hit up Rockstar, and they were like, "Yeah, we're having this issue with some people." Okay, thanks. <laughs> so I don't know, um, but yeah. I think it's Smash Cannabis on there too. And yeah, that's all. By the way, Smash, something's up with your audio tomorrow or tonight or something. Take a look. There's some like crazy echo that comes through every time you talk. It's some kind of weird feedback. I can't figure it out. I've been trying to figure out what it might be. It almost sounds like you're in a tube or a pipe. Right? I'm having a Yeah, you're here too, right? It's oh, like right. a like a mini echo on your voice. It's a it's a weird one. Um, I can't. I, I don't know what it is. I haven't I haven't heard it before, so I can't figure out what it is. Yeah, anyway, it's dude. like a feedback on your voice. Yeah. 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 Uh, right on. Cheers, dude. Thanks for coming. All right, guys. Have a great night. Night. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that goes for you too. I guess, uh, you know what? I'll replace the pin message with the, what's it called? Discord. Join up, ladies and gentlemen. We've been uh, having fun with the Discord lately. We've been, uh, goofing off there a bit. Let me see if I can find the link here appropriately and properly. No copy and paste. Uh, folks, join up. You know, you want to, we have, uh, you know, a pretty small moderating team there. So you don't have to worry about, uh, I don't know any weirdness or anything else. So just a few guys, potent Marduber. Marduber, you're the uh the the commander of the South, I think I called you. I believe that uh, D and West Engine are uh Canadian Snow Patrol. No, uh Snow Cobra Snow Cobra Patrol. That's what they are. Uh who else some on over there? Lemon Hoko, I believe. Uh a couple other folks like that. Uh if you guys would like to be a moderator, you know, let me know. Of course, uh, if you're not part of the Discord yet, you know, join up and you guys would like to be a moderator and you're chilling. We know you. I might just make you a moderator. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, Discord's kind of fun because you can set roles and stuff. So you can set like different names. So for example, Marduber is El Comandante del Sur. So just don't fuck with it. Don't fuck with the, the, the Southern commander. Um, in fact, Lemon Italian Hunko, I believe, fingers. is Worm Wrangler first class. As a matter of fact, he's not uh, just a moderator. He's Worm Wrangler first class. Ladies and gentlemen. You know, you want to uh, join a, a group that is as fun as that. We have a wicked laugh riot. Wouldn't you say, uh, Marduber, we have a wicked laugh riot? Sometimes. Sometimes it's a fierce thrashing. A fierce thrashing? I haven't seen that. No, I'm just fucking around. Perhaps there's a fierce thrashing. Marduber, uh, what was your, uh, you've said your least favorite, or maybe you haven't said your least favorite. What was your least favorite thing about the new <laughs> Um, the ending, the like the point at which they chose to cut that the off. Ending. 
I, I think it either could have been moved up or out one one way or the other. I know where the story's going. But then again, I'm one of those like, you know, asshats that read all the books before I ever saw the movie. So I'm sure there's people out there that are this is their first tango with Dune and they're like, oh wow. Personally, I wish they had given a little bit more of the like you guys talk about the the beginning intro, whatever, and that's fine. But I like the way that he basically shows the characters as as opposed to anything else. I wish they had kind of elaborated a little bit more. Like the Doctor Ua's uh, betrayal is very hard to fathom there, especially the more it was honestly kind of a plot point in the books, frankly, because it's supposed to be imperial condition. Like the dude could actually be the emperor's own doctor. Like his his conditioning is supposed to be unbreakable, but. Oh, by the way, if you kidnap their wife, the conditioning breaks. Seems like well, a no, flaw in the conditioning. He didn't. He didn't break. He was not allowed to do any harm. Like he, he still fulfilled his like Hippocratic oath, or his. That was the whole deal. That's why he couldn't kill him. It only gave him the poison tooth. Like that was like the. Remember the tooth. I was so glad that was still there. Uh. That was one of my favorite parts in the 1980s. Yeah, but I still think it was a fucking week in the movie. Like, he can't kill the the Baron, but he can basically kill everybody else in the entire house, and also someone else will kill him. It doesn't sound like much of a compromise condition. He didn't kill kill nobody else. All he did was freaking disrupt the radios, and it was the same in the book. I don't know. I feel like someone that intelligent wouldn't look at that and say that that's the fine line that they're going to. I fucking don't know. I well, still no, feel like, like that a, was a plot point. It's like a Hippocratic of like they just. Yeah. Uh, do you think they'll do the full expanded set of books if the first two really take off? You think they'll move into doing a trilogy or a, two trilogies or something? Dude, a trilogy for sure. I don't know about uh, you know who knows about more than that, but I think they'll never make it to up. God Emperor. I was going to say, I was kind of curious. I'd love to see the children of Dune stuff because that, especially visually, is, you know, there's some cool shit. Yeah, that's the whole living still suit. I mean, like, yeah, it goes off a whole tangent. And it really, to me, it like, it's what like seals it up. Like, that's the whole like vision. That's what I loved about the sci fi channel version. Even though the, the, the CGI wasn't that great. It really did a good job of trying, maybe not completely, but it really did try to follow the books pretty well. And it it had a lot more scenes in it uh, than the, you know, I think if you enjoyed Dune, certainly go back and watch the sci-fi channel. What was his son's name? Paul? Wasn't he involved on that? Like like Frank Herbert's son? Yep. Yeah. And it was really good. And and I don't know, the actors they got for it were really good. Uh, even though it was a sci-fi channel, it was one of the better sci-fi channel ones. The movie, yeah, I enjoyed that one. I watched them all. I remember watching that multiple times. Me and my buddy used to watch that. We put that on the one TV and play Twisted Metal on the other. Weirdly enough, I never saw that. I don't know. On sci-fi, it's free. See, the thing is, I don't really have cable, so I don't. No, like, there's an app, bro. You got like an Apple Sci-fi TV or app. something, right? Oh shit! Didn't even occur to me. Everybody has their own fucking subscription now. I hate it. Anyone watch this? It's another subscription, bro. It's a different one. I realize that that's me just yelling into the clouds, but goddamn it, it annoys me. I miss Andy Rooney every goddamn day. 
friend of mine was like, uh, hey, you have Hulu, right? And I was like, no, man, I don't have Hulu. The fuck? Am I supposed to have that one now, too? Apparently, you're supposed to have like 15 different streaming services. And- you're the one screaming at me about HBO. I made a personal choice not to support HBO anymore. You just need one, two, three movies. That's all. Yeah, I, I get most of my stuff with a. Should I switch hats and put a pirate hat on? Uh, this show is for educational and entertainment purposes only, ladies and gentlemen. Do not uh, use this as criminal <laughs> advice. That's why I didn't say the, the, the complete URL. That's how all of Africa, like, when I was in Zimbabwe, something came out, and I wanted to see it. And this was, like, before the pandemic lockdown and all that. Um, and there simply wasn't, like, airing in the country. Right? Like, well, what am I supposed to do if it's not even fucking airing in the country? Like, I don't know how to wear this with. Can't wear this with headphones, though. This hat yeah, literally Australian came. pirate hat. Uh, no, it literally came off of an NBA soldier in oh. 1968 in Hanoi. Hanoi. Oh. A friend, friend of mine gave it to me. I have a I have a worthy collection of hats. There's probably 15 of them up there on the wall. One for every occasion. How are you going to cancel? He's never Netflix. paid to stream a show. What's that, Putin? Somebody in chat goes, I'm about to cancel my Netflix. I don't have cable. Why would you cancel Netflix before you get to see this, the, the stunning conclusion of Tiger King 2? I get. I could honestly miss it. I would yeah, miss I'm, it. I'm totally going to miss it. I, I watched like half an episode and I shut it off. I'm okay. probably going to be stay worse. I was so obsessed about it. I just couldn't take it. I'm probably going to be forced to watch Netflix. it. Dare we talk about Dave? <laughs> I will never watch it. I have never watched Tiger King. And will never watch Tiger King. I just, I didn't want to be left behind. You know, it's one of those things you're like, oh my God, everyone's talking about it. So I tried to watch it and I, I could not. I just could not. What can I tell you? He's like ready for the rapture. He ain't gonna be left behind. Dude, I don't even know, time. man. I, 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 I think COVID I went and worked on my rapture. garden instead. I was just like, fuck that shit. I couldn't deal with it. COVID is the rapture. Really? No, I don't think so. Doing a terrible job, <laughs> right? Exactly. Can you rapture oh, harder, please? Flying up in the sky <laughs> or anything? I know it. Uh, that was a great show on HBO. Speaking of which, with uh, Justin Theroux and whatever the. The leftovers or whatever it was called. I can't think of it right now. Shit, what was it? I think that's actually a different movie. What the fuck was that show? Anyway, it's kind of like a rapture, like suddenly like one percent of people just disappear and the rest of the world is puzzled by that. There's a town in Idaho right now. The Moscow, Idaho is trying to declare itself a Christian town and 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 enact a theocracy. In, in in Idaho right now, wouldn't it She's be really be funny to get a bunch of sex dolls, inflatable sex dolls, dress them up in clothing, fill them up with helium, and then release them like right as they're all getting out of church, <laughs> like far enough away to where they can't quite see that it's a doll, in them, and then make them think that they missed the rapture? Like that would be a that great is pretty movie. funny. Yeah, floating sex dolls. That is pretty hilarious. 
<laughs> that would be a good prank. Thing is, you never teach those people a lesson. They just double down. No, in fact, remember there was a, uh, or you probably don't remember this, but there's a, a cult, there was a Christian cult back in the 1800s that sewed themselves into shrouds and a bunch of them died because they couldn't get out of the thing that they sewed themselves into. It was in the Massachusetts or Vermont or somewhere in New England. You have the shakers, the shakers who didn't believe in sex. I thought that sex I think was the name of that fun. dress is called the fuck around and the find out. I thought that was the name of Greedy's girlfriend's dress. Gotcha. There you go. That was a little better. Uh, Ian's saying he's got to check that out. What's up, Ian, by the way? Cheers, buddy. We're having a strange discussion towards the end of the show. Started strong. Show started strong with uh, Born Seasoned and uh, Five Farms. That was good. We're going to have to have her back on to talk about uh, the magic of organic gardening and going to tourism and everything else. That was fun. And then we started to talk about what? JFK. JFK and, uh, and Sinbad. Spaceships and Sinbad. We all fake remembered a non-existent movie. It's pretty funny. Like I even <laughs> said, like, oh, I remember having that video cassette. It's pretty funny because it didn't exist. <laughs> See? Exactly. See? See? No, that's it. You know, like your memory is your memory of your last memory. So if the last time you were thinking about something was literally somebody telling you about the fucking fake Sinbad movie or whatever. At that moment, it doesn't occur to you, but you create that new memory. And then when you I'm think about always it again, preaching this, that a reality is simply what we agree it is. And if all the schizos got together and agreed the sky was a different color, it would change. Have you heard about the theory that humans to see blue? Or is it blue until the third? I have heard that theory, yeah. For example, the Greeks refer to the ocean as the wine green or wine dark sea or whatever. There was no color blue in any like tongue for a long time. Well, and we've talked about, I think it was on this show, this show or my show, we talked about how language is heavily, uh, plays a huge role in um, your, how you understand and see the world in terms of color. And how like uh, certain African languages and in more um, indigenous um, uh, languages have lots of different words for green. Um, so they can see shades of green that you and I cannot even perceive with our eyes. And to them, it's as obvious as black and white. Um, whereas like we, we were incapable of seeing that, but they have issues with some of our colors as well. So it's like it goes both ways, but it changes how your eyes work. Right. So like language plays a role in how your eyes perceive the world, which I always thought was super fucking weird. Right? Like, that's a... Well, everything perceives... Everything they go, how you perceive the world. Go they both go through your brain. Your brain is interpreting both of those signals. Both, you know, visual, auditory, you know, and it all links up in there, and then you have reference. That's why it's hard to get along with ignorant people, because they don't know much. Uh, Sorry about that. I like I like words. I like big words. Um, yeah, I was thinking kind of on the same lines, uh, Marduber. I was thinking like you know you're a, you're a, you're a cooking kind of person, right? Let's say you had a couple of different people having a, a conversation. You're a chef kind of person. You have another person who's a painter kind of person. Let's say you guys did that from just to simplify the discussion. You guys did that basically from birth. You've always been a chef. A person's always been a painter. Another person's always been a musician. Another person's always been a 
fuck, I don't even know, rocket ship is or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you guys would all have completely different perceptions of reality. And if someone said, hey, look out, you'd all have different perceptions of what you would like. The artist would be like looking to see a beautiful thing. Maybe you'd be looking for a hot pan falling off the fryer. You know, the rocket ship guy would be like, oh my God, there's going to be a boom. And you, all, you all have completely different perspectives from that same word. You, you know say I mean? behind the artist thinks of a, of a lovely backside, you know, right. the, the chef thinks of a hot pan, you know, who knows? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it, it, reality is what we agree it is amongst each other. You know, honestly, the only thing that actually exists is this moment right now. Everything else is but an illusion. Yeah, this is the guy. I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, Ale Alexander Sorellis. But he did a really cool uh, thing on NPR about this. But they broke down, uh, they went and surveyed all of these like different indigenous peoples and asked them about their language uh, and the colors and what words they have for different colors and how they perceive them. Um, so you can kind of see how like, in a very basic way, um, the different Those are colors. Great yeah, <laughs> not great to me. Uh, but let's say here, uh, you know, how many different uh, words of uh, uh, weed do we have? How many different words for flavors and aromas and everything else for weed? Whereas most people, it's just weed, man. Stop talking. It's weed. You know, everyone has different priorities, right? Or notes. You know, a musician has a fucking hundred different words for quieter, softer, faster, uh, more delicately, less delicately, more forcefully, on and on and on. Whereas a non-musician is like, dude, I'm, I'm fuck, I'm, I'm only interested in Led Zeppelin or something. You know what I mean? Maybe that was a bad analogy, but even still, that's kind of narrow. Just Led Zeppelin. I mean, not even like Southern rock, just Led Zeppelin. See that person that I was talking about is a super <laughs> conservative music. Uh, that's yeah. why I picked weirdly because Led Zeppelin is the weird. They probably have a Confederate flag on the back of their truck too. Probably. Yeah. For instance, you have five five primary colors you have dark light and red and then um uh, yellow and then blue green uh or blue and green anyways so anyways it's super cool there's uh there's a white paper i was trying to find the white paper um that has broken down like a hundred different languages and how they describe color and how the the different charts hold on i'll find it give me a minute it's really fucking cool, though, if you're, like, into this kind of shit. Hold on. Please hold. I like to think of myself as a bit of an amateur philologist. I thought you were going to say a philatelist. I like stamps, too. Or are you a philatiophile? Oh, I don't think so. No. What about not a philadelphiaphile? Only for the sandwiches. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I have been told many times by Philadelphians that I've never had a proper cheesesteak sandwich. I have to take their word for it, but. You can't tell me. They're that. very insistent that I've never had one. You better. You can't Unless tell you. me that Grady isn't the best uh, mascot of any sports team. Um, 
don't remember where, but Gumby is the mascot of some sports team. That's a pretty good mascot. Gumby? Right? I've seen an ice cream cone be a well, mascot about of a sports team before. That's pretty solid. I don't think it was a professional team, but. Triple A. Probably. Triple A ice cream cone. teams, they're big into ah. mascots. Weird ones. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, I lost my train of thought because the chat is completely totally different. Lars is saying, I don't know why those words would ever come out of anyone's mouth. I'm not even going to repeat it. I'm just like, I think that was like, Bowden, you, you like those, uh, the Reddit, the house hunter or whatever. Like, this yeah. is this is like one of those sentences. I don't understand it. But we're just going to, I'll say it now. You see, Lars said that uh, Martin Screlly is my spirit animal. And I was like, that was a complete what? sentence. Yeah. Why? No, that's not a good thing. I know, right? Martin Screlly's like, that was the dude that ripped off people, no, like stole the last Wu Tang album. And... If Courtney Love was a man, she'd be Martin Screlly. Yeah, I think I don't think Courtney Love is even as bad as Martin Screlly. Courtney Love, Courtney Love wouldn't raise like medical prices on people. Courtney Love wouldn't steal and lose the last Wu Tang album. Whatever else she was. For drugs. She uh, maybe. But at least there was a reason and not just being a douchebag. No, but you know, it's interesting. Did you see that there's a group that bought it back and they're looking to release it and get permission from Wu-Tang Clan to officially release it to the public because it's part of the deal is not releasing it to the public? Which I thought was such a ludicrous idea. I mean, if you're an artist, it should be public, but I don't know, whatever. Teach their own, I guess. Um... Of course, St. Bernard's has to jump in with the contrarianism. Boys and girls, Martin Shkreli can go suck a dick. I mean, honestly, that is a popular opinion that I'm going to stick with. I'm I'm good with that one. I'm not going to. There's a lot of popular opinions out there that are stupid, but, you know, ice cream is popular. That's a that's a good opinion. I'm, I'm going to stick with that one. Ice cream cones are good. Puppies are awesome. Flying a kite on a sunny day is great, and Martin Shkreli is a fucking douchebag. I'm going to stick with those. Some things are immutable truths. In no particular order. In no particular order. Yeah, there's no priority to that. Some things are immutable truths. A pound of gold weighs the same as a pound of feathers. I spent Martin Shkreli is a douchebag. 40 minutes doing a live stream yesterday with voice changer effects on, and nobody told me. It's kind of funny. What was the voice changer? Was it like helium balloon penguin or what was it? Uh, Bubbles. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) They're all busting their ass laughing. Or they thought they were tripping. They thought, holy shit, this weed is good this week. Oh my fucking God. Trey Veloni came and left a comment. He goes, good thing you disguised your voice because, like, uh, the uh, nobody would have known. Victoria, 
Victoria is a schizophrenic juggler who thinks she works for the CIA. Her wife, also Victoria, only appears in the mirror. They want anything spacier than a cardboard box they're leasing. Her budget is $11.2 million. Is this House Hunters, but like Crystal Meth Edition? So it's a, it's a computer algorithm that tries to generate... It looks at the previous descriptions of everyone that's ever been on House Hunters as its like input, and then tries to make a couple that would be on House Hunters, like strictly based on like the actual show. And then it, it just pulls shit from the internet to try and make it work. It's fucking hysterical. I literally have to turn this shit off sometimes because I can't breathe. I'm laughing so fucking hard. It's like... Tom is a 97-year-old billionaire mosquito farmer. Tammy is a 19-year-old stripper. She's looking for a two-story home with a steep, slippery steps and a large backyard to bury things at least six feet down. Budget, $15 million. Hell of a budget. Right. But some of them are, like, really fucking funny. And they're all, like, really dumb because it's, like, a computer trying to, like, make sense of reality that doesn't it doesn't understand. The like fits on the pieces. It's one of the things. So like, um, uh, uncanny valley, right? Like makes people um like freaked out. Like people get weirded out when something's like not quite right, but really close to reality. Right. And the reason real. they yeah. think about the the reason why they think this, or I've, I've read some stuff on this, is that um it has to do with like back in the day, like and for most of our history, we weren't the only hominids. Right. It was a dangerous issue for us to run into another species of hominin. Like they might kill us. They're they're intelligent, like they're top predator. Like that's not good. Right. So you have this automatic thing to like be able to tell faces of other species that are similar right right away. So you have this like pre-programmed primordial part of your brain that's like, oh shit, warning, like danger, Will Robinson, danger, danger. Um and, and then why is it so fucking funny when like computers like can't make sense of reality and like the flip mode of that, right? Like it makes us feel superior. Trying to make sense of reality and just fumble with it. It's like hysterical. But like, feel like superior like, beings. It's an image and it's CGI, it's scary. Like I always thought like <laughs> that dis- the mental disconnect between one of them being like emotionally disturbing to people and the other one being hysterical to people and how they can both exist at the same time is like weird. Maybe I'm just eclectic. What if the uh, what is it called again? Reddit House Hunters or whatever is another one of those fucking AIs to basically uh, figure out human behavior and also strip you of your personal information. Like your uh, what is your mother's maiden name and your street address? That's your porn name. Conveniently, those are also your bank like recall questions, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what, can we teach people to come to a website where the questions are deliberately absurd so that we can learn what is not absurd so that we can then train an AI to not be absurd. I don't know. Maybe I'm being cynical, but sounds like a better April fools. Maybe. Uh, the methodical mandrake. That is actually a good name for like a, like a, like a hip hop, the methodical mandrake, bro. That's like a philosophy hip hop artist, bro. That's you read Plato. Tammy builds tree houses for fish. Uh, Her husband is part-time peeping Tom. They want want a gorgeous view of our neighbor's open windows. Budget 1.7 million. 
Giving it's only part time though. He doesn't do it full time, but like it's that's the primary thing that very they need successful. about their house is like big windows that look into the neighbor's house. Only part time. I haven't gone pro yet. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna tap yeah, out before Pope takes there. us down the down so, the rabbit hole of uh, artificial intelligence uh, uh, house hunters, which I think I called like right off the bat the moment he started reading this. Right. Oh no, I thought they were on Crystal Mac, but that was just uh, the first one. Marduber, how can people find you? Uh, Marduber.com, Mr. Marduber on every sort of social media you can imagine. Um, I, I am Mr. Marduber on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. Twitter too. You are Batman. I, I'm not the hero you need, but I'm the hero. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I am Iron Man. That's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> Something like that. Thanks for having me. Sorry you're I couldn't welcome. sit in for more of uh, uh, the the five ladies farm. Marduber, you should season. be sorry. She asked for you directly and was insulted that you weren't there. She had heard such good things. Hopefully she was comes like, back for one of why? our like, fun nights. Why is he not here? And she was all weirded out about it and she didn't know what to talk about anymore. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. I caught some of it like when I was watching, but I had some things no, that's to do true, by the way. transplanting idle hands. I'm guessing potents like me and just doesn't sleep very much. Idle hands lead to that was not. I was going to be funnier. No, idle. Okay. Well, I, I mean, was going to finish that thought in a very funny way, but then uh, I was only going into like a dirty joke, and I was like, it's just not appropriate. So we're going to save that for another time, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, go visit Mark Uber on uh, Run the Place. That's uh, honestly hilarious, and that is hilarious that nobody told you. That is pretty funny. What's the most ridiculous voice that you have on there? Like this one because it makes it kind of sing sunny, and for some reason, everything goes up in octaves for levels as you go. That's like Batman at a party. I don't know, there's a whole bunch. I haven't the been disco Batman. That's a Cyl- Cylon from the, the original Battlestar. That's a good one. There we go, chipmunks. There we go. That's a good one. Like it, right on. That was worth it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Marty, we say something really intelligent as a chipmunk. That was good. That was good. Bad things happen when you insult Philly. Yeah, right. I love the face. Uh, right? You can't yeah. forget this shit. Yeah. Seriously, the best. Cheers, folks. Happy 420. Uh, thank you very much for sticking around for the 420, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for uh, enjoying the show. Hopefully, enjoy the show. Uh, Bugsy Malone, uh, we hear that bird in the background. How can people find you uh, uh, with the bird or without? The- Are those attack I- birds? We heard earlier about attack birds. <laughs> yeah, they're my parrot and parakeet. Uh, you can find me at Bugsy Malone on 
YouTube, also Bugsy's Evil Deeds on YouTube and on Twitch, and Bugsy Malone with a zero on uh, Twitter, where I do some posting stuff. That's it. Bugsy's Evil Deeds on Insta. Cheers, Bugsy. Thanks for coming, buddy. Uh, Potent, how can people find you? And uh, I assume you'd like to talk about the November 13th and 14th conference. It sounds so exciting. Uh, what's the story? Yes. Um, hold on. First off, I was going to say uh, check out apmjclass.com or AP420, uh, AP if that's even easier to remember. Um, to check out the class Marty and I have, we have a quite extensive uh, virtual online class. You can use coupon code FUMI. Uh, and it helps out both of us. Um, so if you want to support Fumidor MSL, uh, you can check that out. And then uh, we also have the virtual aquaponic cannabis conference coming up. We have uh, speakers from all over the world. It'll be quite great. Um, yeah, check it out. It'll be free on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I might broadcast it. I'm looking into seeing if I can get um, with Restream to work with it. At the same time, I try to do multiple platforms. Maybe not right now. We're going to at least be on YouTube. We might be on more things as well. Um, trying to see if it's going to work or not with uh, all of our guests. So, yeah. Sounds fun. Right on. Uh, thanks for coming. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, go check out. Let me see if I can find the right page here. Don't share. There we go. Boom. Uh, check out Fumidoro Seed Company. This is probably actually the first time that I've really truly visited this website. Also, don't go and do it, Graham Dab, straight out of the banger like that one guy. That just seemed really stupid. Like, honestly, for a video, give me a fucking break. Whatever, I guess do whatever you want, but I, I would not recommend it. I would, on the other hand, recommend you guys go and take a look at These Witches 3. Ladies and gentlemen, over on my website, go take a look at three packs of Morgana for a special price. Uh, you also get uh, freebies of Silago the Bat. Morgana is, uh, if you guys don't know, honestly, I guess I haven't said this before. A lot of folks have been hearing about Morgana for a few months, but she is uh, Cuvée uh, F2, basically, from Subcool. Uh, very uh, uh, Merlot heavy uh, uh, cultivar of the, the Cuvée F2. Uh, if you guys don't know about uh, the whole Cuvée uh, uh, shenanigans, basically, it was a strain that subbred that, that he really quite liked. I think Northstar actually put together the, the first version and uh, Badger put together the second version for him. Uh, the first version completely burned up in the fire, the seeds, the mothers, the fathers, everything. And so they basically had to pull together from uh, uh, seed packs, basically from weed nerds uh, to get the F2s. They sent them out, out, out a bunch of testers and I got some of those testers. I found some something I really, really liked. I still have her to this day. Bred her with my friend uh, Stevie's uh, Ruby Jack. They basically created an F2 and found a father of. I wanted to distill some of the delightful uh, uh, terpenes. Very, very nice, like uh, sweet grapefruit terps and this beautiful uh, uh, wash down the back of, of uh, sort of relaxation all the way to the fingertips and the toes. Thought it'd make a really, really good hybrid. And wouldn't you know it so far, I think it's done uh, really, really well. Uh, there's a few phenotypes that I'm really, really fond of. And you guys are going to hear more from in the future as I work with like the sour cherry and 
honestly, the uh, 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 I actually haven't heard about a couple of the phenotypes I have to be honest. Maybe I'll keep that to the best. But uh, you've heard me talk about Smoky One, a couple other ones. But uh, anyway, uh, as you guys can see, uh, nice uh, uh, trichome stock to trichome head uh, ratio and a lot of this stuff. This is actually right here. Morgana. Go take a look at, ladies and gentlemen, of course, individual packs, obviously, of Morgana and, of course, uh, Black Prince Ruby. You guys have heard me talk about. I've been uh, really enjoying this one lately. This is, uh, you know, if if someone bred seeds and never shared them with anyone, why is this not working right now? I guess it's lagging. If you bred seeds only to just kind of mess with them yourself, yeah, this is really lagging right now, uh, and just mess with them, Okay, I'm going to refresh the statement. If I had only ever bred stuff to play with them myself, this strain alone would have been worth it, basically. Like, I've enjoyed myself so much, and I'm enjoying myself much more. Uh, I know I'm going to have a lot more fun in the future with what I'm going to do with this Black Prince Ruby. And this was just a little bit of breeding I did with my friend Stevie's stuff, where I found a couple of phenotypes, worked on them a little bit more, a couple generations down, and now... I'm finding some really interesting stuff that I really like. I'm, I'm loving the terpenes and a couple of my friends, every time I open the jar, I wish I had more of this phenotype, honestly. Uh, hopefully the future here, I'm going to have some better stuff. You guys are going to see some really lovely stuff, I think, in the near future. Um, but uh, everybody so far has been very, very pleasantly surprised. I've heard, uh, actually, you know what? This is a slightly different phenotype, but this one right here, uh, uh, strawberry lemonade, folks have said... Uh, uh, strawberry candy on and on. I think it's, uh, you know, strawberry candy, but I do definitely get that lemonade turp in there and, uh, uh Ruby Jack definitely all along the, the, the strain had, a, a citrus note to it. There were even a couple of very, very lemony, uh, um, uh, phenotypes in the original Ruby Jack. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to hear a lot more from the Black Prince Ruby. You're going to hear more from Thousand One Nights, uh, in the near future. The, the Thousand One Nights is basically, uh, a backcross, I guess you could call it, uh, because I created an F2 of the, uh, original, uh, Ruby Jack father that I used along with this mother right here. This is the Ruby Jack eight. Uh, this is not quote unquote uh, Photoshop. She is literally that absurdly pink and purple and everything else uh just gorgeous gorgeous plant those are the trichomes right there basically so someone earlier was saying like oh what do you have that's uh purple and whatever pretty much thousand one nights black prince ruby and morgana uh, so far are the ones that pretty consistently toss off these really really purple ones uh you're going to see a lot more from that in the future <clears throat> but anyway uh i mixed uh ruby jack eight again that same mom with the father that i created uh, by mixing uh, an original male and the mom, finding you know the the, the best uh, male out of that, mixed it back to the same mom. Uh, interestingly enough, wouldn't you know it, the perps look to be a little bit recessive, and so the perps haven't showed up. Uh, weirdly enough, but the flavors absolutely have, and the high has been delightful. Actually, this uh, the thousand one nights has been the one that I've gotten uh, confused by the most when I smoke it which is unfortunate for me. I don't have as much of this one by any means. So I've had to smoke it very judiciously. Uh, but when I do smoke it, I get confused. Uh, some of the other ones, you know, I, I get uh, uh, interesting different effects like uh, Black Prince Ruby. I, I, I get a nice, you know, uh, uplifting stone, but I don't get confused. Morgana, well, actually Morgana, I get like, uh, what was I talking about again? So I guess there is a little bit of that there, there, uh, there now that I mention it. But anyway, I guess I'm babbling right now. Uh, that was uh, one of the Ruby Jacks uh, right there. Just kind of fun seeing the, the 
the cells as they transition, basically. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to hear more from uh, Thousand One Nights. Go back one page. You guys are going to hear more from Lime River Rose. Hint, hint, hint. If you guys like lime terps, I think you might be quite interested in taking a look at this. Uh, this was Kaffir Lime, the original grandma Kaffir Lime by Jack the Ripper from Subcool. And I crossed that to the same. Uh, these were full-size plants. Crossed that to the same uh, Ruby Jack uh, F2 father that I was talking about before. Like I said, you're going to hear more from this and more from other strains. Ladies and gentlemen, go take a look at uh, Fumadoro.com. Uh, rock solid guarantee of a smile on your face. If you don't have a smile on your face, please let me know because uh, it just won't do. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, coupon codes at the moment are brains with a Z, B-R-A-I-N-Z, uh, laser snake, bikinis for Siberia, and I'm completely forgetting anything else right now. And I'm realizing that I forgot to email somebody about a coupon. I'm going to get to it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, until we meet again, we're going to be doing, oh shit, what is it finally today? Would, did you guys fuck with me again? No, there is a clear winner. All right. West Engine will be so thrilled. It's going to be weed and whiskey Wednesday tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be getting fucking crunked. Potent, I don't know. Do you uh, do you care? Are we going to do a homework assignment for any booze? There's no one here really, but uh, do we care or are we just going to do booze? Whiskey? No, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I think it'd just be fun to do that. Maybe we'll just try to sneak in around to that uh, card game because that was funny. Shit. We'll try to do that. It'll be it'll be even funnier if we are a little bit crunked, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, we'll no homework assignments. Here. We're going to get uh, the homework assignment is to have fun and uh, uh, pet your dog if you have one. Pet your cat if you have one, too. Uh, let's see here. Say hello to somebody that you normally wouldn't say hello to. And, uh, you know, just honestly be a decent person. That's your homework for the evening. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see each other tomorrow for Weed and Whiskey Wednesday. It's going to be hilarious. A little bit of uh, game night as well, hopefully, for Cards Against Humanity clone or whatever it is. Uh, let's see here. Don't forget the photo contest, ladies and gentlemen. It has started for the month of November. You guys are welcome to start uh, participating. Go take a look at Fumadoro.com. And uh, most importantly, my friends, uh, don't uh, be kind, be decent, be gentle. Don't be fucking bricks. I almost freaking uh, lost my train of thought. Uh... Honestly, just don't be a prick. You know what I mean? It's not that hard. Don't be a prick. Press, see you, buddy. Trey, Ian, uh, bowl of seeds. Cheers, my friend. Didn't say hello to you earlier. Uh, St. Bernard's are in the observation booth. For some reason, I cannot pronounce the letter, letter R anymore. Tommy Spoon. Cheers, everybody.